to the Pulp MX Show, presented by Motorsport.com and Fly Racing. Coming to you live from Las Vegas, right outside the Lion's Den, with your host, Steve Mathis. And now, strap in and get ready. It's showtime. I just don't like the guy. The guy's just a douchebag. Wah, wah, wah. Yeah, welcome everybody to the Pulp MX Show, presented by Motorsport.com and Fly Racing. Coming at you! It's Monday, August 31st, 5 p.m. Pacific. Thanks for listening. Lots of talk tonight about motocross. Loretta Lenz is in the rearview mirror. Iron Man just happened. Red Bud historic race doubleheader coming up this weekend. We're getting close to the end here of this thing already, folks. A great show tonight. At least I think it's great. If you don't, you can fuck off. Justin Barsha will join us. Blue Crew! Blue Crew! Justin Barsha will join us. Great ride in that second moto. He's been great all year, actually, but that second moto was something else. Brandon Hartraft will join us. A TLD KTM rider just had a career best third overall at Ironman. Uh, so Brandon will join us tonight. Trainer to the stars, Alden Baker, will call back in. I uh, like, like talking to Alden. Very good guy. And uh, we'll talk to Alden Baker about his uh, clients, whether it's uh, Zacco or Marv or the breakup with Anderson and Cooper Webb and whatever else comes to mind. The guru of Red Bud Motocross, Tim Ritchie, will call in. As I said, historic doubleheader coming up this weekend. Friday and Monday, we're going to have rounds four and five of the Lucas Oil Pro Motocross Championships. And Tim Ritchie will join us to talk about that and the track prep and getting things ready and, and all of that. So... Great show tonight. Jason Thomas will also call in, of course. 702-586-7857. If you have a question, concern, comment about motocross or MXGP or the Canadian Series, you want to talk about the MX101 team running Pulp MX graphics this weekend, you can do that as well. Marco Canella, third place with Pulp MX. Perhaps the streak is broken. If you're going to buy something from Amazon, go to the, uh, the Amazon widget on pulpamex.com. Takes you to Amazon, make a purchase, and uh, we get a small slice of that. We uh, thank you very much for that. That thing's working out pretty well. Thank you. Uh, no discounts on that. Just just make a purchase, and we get a small slice. The Pulpamex app is also available at the App Store. You can listen live to the shows on that. You can also get all of the archives on there, and the new app is coming very, very soon. Uh, no problem on that. And, uh, again, 702-586-7857. Give us a call if you want to talk some moto. Appreciate that. Uh, Motorsport.com, Fly Racing, Vortex Racing, Race Tech Suspension and Engines, Vertex Pistons, Roost MX, X-Brand Goggles. Folks at Michelin are on board with us. Maxima USA, Skosh, Pro Filter, Firepower Batteries and Chains, FMF, Atlas Neck Brace, Works Connection, Get Data, Guts Racing, OGO Power Sports, Art of Sport, MotorcycleIndustryJobs.com, WUSA, LA Honda World, Ride Engineering, Intense Cycles, Works, Works Chassis Lab, all on board with us tonight, as are you people. Also here in studio, he is a uh, top privateer of the sport, and uh, he's been here a few times before, and we welcome him back. Friend of the show, Cade Clayson. What's up, buddy? How are you? What's up, Steve? How is my bandana? This my fuel pulp? Do I look like Darkseid or Brett Michaels? You choose. I mean, you don't look like Darkseid. Brett but... Michaels, then. Yeah, sure. Maybe. Probably not. Is it a good look? Now that it's on it, right side up, yeah. It's is good. it a strong look? It's very strong. Okay, Big thank you. Big buff, buff Steve. So, yeah, this is basically Venice Beach. I just did some squats. 
and here I am. I don't think they do squats at Venice Beach. Okay, all right. I think they do more pull-ups and stuff all on right. the bar. Well, anyways, check out my look. All right, looks and, good. And the reason why I put this look on was shortly before showtime, my wife said, what are you doing with your hair? And I said, what? And she said, it's everywhere, and I didn't want to go fix it. So, so I ran this. That's why I wear a hat. Yeah. Because I don't want to do right. my hair. Uh, welcome to the show. Thank you for coming in. Thanks for Lots having me Lots to back. talk about Ironman National. Uh, we got some great guests lined up. I want to talk to you about you racing some nationals, perhaps, coming up. Yep. Uh, maybe we'll touch on the Canadian series as well. Great. Uh, you have an opinion about Meatgate? Meatgate. You have an opinion on that? I we'll do. Get, we'll get to that. Uh, 702-586-7857. We are going to give away some stuff tonight as well. Our folks at Firepower are big supporters of you. Firepowerparts.com, chains, batteries. And we're going to give something from Firepower away tonight. Let's do it. Yeah, let's let's do that. So, uh, taking your calls, holding down over there. He's no longer post Talone. He is just Talon now. What's up? What's up? How are you? Good. How are you doing? I'm good. Thank you for coming in. Yeah. Uh, this will be two weeks in a row for you. Yeah, two and weeks. You're and you're coming next show too. Yeah, yeah, tits is just out. Pushing tits out. Why? If yeah. he wants to steal my tomahawk ribeye, that's what happens. He should have known. Yep, he, he should have known. known. Yep, we're punishing tits, legendary everybody. Uh, directing the show, working away there, like a coder. It's Travis Marks, what's up, Marks dog? We, we really got to get you to stop doing that. What's up? How, are you? How is six a.m. job life for you? How is that going? You know, it's not so bad. It's not as bad as I thought it would be. I'm actually quite productive <laughs> during the day. Amazing when you get up at six instead of ten. Yes. It's quite no, you gotta be working at six, right? You gotta yeah, get up yeah, earlier. Yeah. What that time are I'm you getting earlier. up? What time are you getting up? Yeah, around six. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, as long as the laptop's open at six, he's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really. yeah, yeah. Right. Luckily it's not like a strict like, Listen, I gotta be there right. at six type thing. Marks. Know, so I got a little bit of uh, works from home. Of good part. Positive, works from home. Negative. Starts at six. <laughs> wah, wah, wah. <laughs> It's yeah. all right, though. It's, it is. It's true motivation. I, I have been up at six. Zero times any time in the past month. No, I have been up at six for three months now. Almost every single day. You're wild, How many man. times do you hit snooze every day? I think we had this conversation yeah, earlier. Yeah, my alarm sets for 545, and I am, I'm hitting snooze two to three times. So I am, but I am. Well, snooze is normally what, like nine minutes? I think seven minutes. So that's 14 minutes. minutes. If you where? hit it twice, that's six. Is it seven minutes? What nine. is it? It's nine. Is it really? It's yeah. nine, right? So if he hits it twice, that's seven. Oh, that's past 6 a.m. I'm still up, dude. I'm not like I'm deep sleeping. You're deep right? sleep. And, and and anyways. Is that just to beat the heat on the e-bike? Yes, that's okay. exactly it. And, and Mark, so I will I will, I will, will get with you. And you can you do get more done. And you do get, yes, going. And around 2 o'clock, you're like, oh, shit. Oh, I got a lot of stuff done today. Yeah, that's, that's great. Right. Now I can work on the app from 2 to App is, the app is coming. 2, two to 2.30. It's great. <laughs> great. Thank yeah, you. You're welcome. Thanks for that. <laughs> uh, so appreciate all that. Hey, by the way, uh, the folks at Arma, we finally have a discount code for the folks at Arma, whether it's uh, uh, the protein, the fire, the blitz, whatever it is. Uh, Arma, guys, you go to the website, type in PulpMX20, all caps, to save with Arma. So thanks for that. Also, I don't think I've ever said this, but uh, or I have said it on the show, but I'll remind you people, if you're in the market for a pressure washer, as was Cade Clayson, use the code PulpMX uh, at checkout with Karcher. And get a deal with the pressure washers and uh, pulpamex at grillyourassoff.com as well. So, uh, Cade, you used the code to get a pressure washer. And, I did. Uh, and you love it. So It's nice. And uh, also, too, uh, so yeah, Arma. Pulpamex 20 at Arma. Saves you some money. Uh, looking forward to getting um, Barsha, Hartraft, Alden Baker, Tim Ritchie on the show tonight. Should be really good, right? Great show. I'm looking forward to that. Um, let's get JT on the line if we can there. Post Talone, please, and thank you. What? Uh, I just had him on the line, but he wants me to call the hotel number. So we're on it. Yeah. He's got to have a better line. Can't blame him. I, I don't know. 
he didn't need to come on the air and tell us all that. He could have just done it silently in the background. Well, you said what? Like he had yeah, to answer you. Could have silently done it in the background. All right. Um, Forty points for Tomac after the two Loretta Lynn's races. Correct. It is now twenty-seven. He made up thirteen with his two-one rides at Ironman. Does he do this? Does he pull it off, Cade? I think he can do it. Um, I think because the biggest problem for everyone is Tomac is usually a podium guy no matter what. Even mm-hmm. when he kind of rides bad, he usually finds some speed towards the end. Um, nobody else really has that. And you've seen that everyone else is human and can get a sixth. And when you get sixth and someone who, someone like Tomac, who's always like one, two, or three, gets way more points than you, yeah. that's, that's a big difference in one moto. Yeah, but Tomac has had some rides that are puzzling. Think about the tracks we're going to now. Yep. We're Red Bud, Red Bud, two Bud. in a row, Millville. He's great at Red Bud. Yep. He's last year he was great at WW. No, he was not. He got seventh one moto at WW. Freddie Norn was all over him. That was the first moto. First moto. Second moto, yep. he was great. Okay, Sorry. whatever. But I'm just I, I remember the second moto. I guess yeah. I forgot about the but first one. I'm just saying. Okay, I asked you, can he do it? You said yes. I. Everyone says he can do it. No, nobody is writing him off all the way. Will he do it? Will he do it? Well, I don't know that. Well, what do you think? I just said I think he can do it. So you think he is going to do it then? You think he I don't, is going I don't, to do it? I don't think. I think Zacho. I love Zacho. I would love to see Zacho win. I think everybody more than anybody. Would. Yep. Yep. Um, but I mean, Eli's good, man. He's really good. Like, I flew you all the way here to, for you to tell us Eli's good. <laughs> yeah, he's wow. good, man. Okay, what do you want to know? I'm glad I paid for this expert analysis. <laughs> oh, scoops. Eli's good. He's, he's really good. Cade scoops place over here. Uh, I don't know what you want me to tell you. You asked me a question, and I gave you the most straightforward answer. Did we get the experts yet? Let me know about that. Not yet. Okay. Uh, Fly Racing has redefined expectations in safety and performance with the Formula Helmet. Got one right on the desk right here. Tested on the most advanced equipment in the world, the Formula Helmet's overall performance is best in class in both the high-velocity crashes as well as rotational and low-speed impacts. Featuring the Rion technology, the Conehead EPS, and 12K carbon shell, the Formula's advanced impact system introduced a new approach to both protection and weight reduction. I have one of these. Simply put, the Formula Helmet changed the game, and I would agree. Love this helmet. Guys at Fly put a lot of work into this thing. So please check it out at flyracing.com. But with that, let's welcome uh, Jason Thomas to the show. What's up, JT? Not too much, just uh, getting peppered by all of your uh, Max army on Twitter and yeah. uh, fighting for my life here. Well, yeah, well, that's what happens. You know what? you got to deal with it once in a while. It happens you, when you're wrong about the state gate and when you're wrong about troll train. That's what happens, JT. You pay the oh, is that what happens? No. Yeah. I got it. Okay. But, but, but in regards to, to state gate, Cade, you have JT's back. Oh, I have his back. Steve's an idiot. If he, no offense, tits, but if he gave any of that away, like, you have every right to defriend him, block him, do whatever you got to do, because I respect a man who gives another man a lot of meat. I mean, how was I supposed to know a Wagyu tomahawk ribeye? I'm not a meat connoisseur, Cade. Sounds if, gay. If you go to Costco and you, I don't go to Costco, just just okay, just bear with me. Yeah, and you buy a pack of steaks. Think about how much that pack of steaks would be. It's going to be a lot. And then think about how much meat was in that box that JT sent you. I didn't give away the whole box. I, gave I understand two that. Right. But think about the, t- the steaks in the pack and how much that would cost and then how much you did give away. So then you gave away at least that amount. That makes no sense. It makes perfect that sense. That makes you gave zero a- sense 
and your opinion on Stategate is now disregarded. No, it's great. Okay. Steve, there's this, uh, there's this new technology out there. It's it's kind of sweeping the nation. It's called Google. And I know it's really on the forefront of tech these days, but if you, you know, you watch CNBC or are you, you know, yes. check into yep. some of these places, you can you can Google. How do you spell anything. that? How do you spell that? It's uh, G2Os. Okay. There's two O's mm-hmm. in Google. Uh, G-L-E. And all you do is just put .com at the end and, and literally will answer any question you have. Is it like the X brand Google or no? Is it? Is that like Google from Hot Tub Time Machine? <laughs> right, 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 right. Um, hey, so I asked uh, Kate here if Eli can do this, and he said he can do it. But will he do it? Will he? He made up thirteen this weekend. What do you think? I think it's possible. Um, you know, I think the biggest key is he's just got to he's, he's got to be the Eli Tomac from previous years. You know, he can't go out there and be just as good as the other guys because that's going to result in weekends where you don't really make up a lot of points. You know, maybe he wins, but it's going to be close. And, you know, putting yourself in a 40-point hole at round two, you can't afford to really be close. You, you have to go out and win and win convincingly. So you're, you're putting up double-digit double point, you know, gains on weekends. And he's certainly capable of that. That's why he is a three-time defending champion. But I think the field is closer than it's been in a long time. I, I think we're seeing a lot of parity. And for him to do that week in and week out, I think it's probably the toughest year for him to have to make up a, you know, a huge points deficit like he's facing right now. I think Zacho still does it. I think Zacho uh, still does it to myself. I, I mean, well, I'm biased. Yeah. So of course, no. I'm, I'm cheering for that. Oh, but. I know. I know. But I just think the margin's too small for Eli. Like, he cannot make another error, really? right? Uh, and. Okay. and and I think he will, like I, whether WW Ranch last year or, you know, I just I just don't see it. But I mean, obviously, with Jason Anderson probably exiting the series, Webb out, that helps Eli, right? But it also helps Zach. But you know, so yeah. So I think d- this is going to go down to the last moto. I really do. I think it's going to be close. I think Marvin's going to continue to get better. You know, I think his um, just his fitness level. We saw him still not quite there in that second moto. I think the first motor took a lot out of him, but I think that's going to recover quickly. Mm-hmm. Just the muscle memory and, you know, he's been at that level for a very long time, so it's going to come back quickly. And I think 13 points is really nothing. You know, we've, we've seen how quickly that can be erased. Yeah. And I see this coming down to the, the last moto. I don't know where that last moto is. It can be a Paula. It can be a Mount Morris. It can be a Loretta Lenz. I don't know where we end up, yeah. but yeah. I think it's going to be the last moto. You So you don't see, as in Steve, you don't see – Zacho making the mistake that you see Eli making at some point, because if if Zacho makes a mistake, yeah, yeah, no, I mean, look, he made he made points. one this he made two this weekend in the first moto, exactly. He hit a lapper and then he went down by himself. So, yeah. like, yeah. what makes you think that? Because he's already got that lead. Yeah, but so you know what I mean. He probably will make mistakes, but so will Eli going forward. And Zach has the the twenty seven points. I I don't know. I yeah. see I see Eli making less mistakes than Zach. Okay, yeah. I mean, I can't say you're wrong. You know what I mean? Like like it, we just saw thirteen. Right, mm-hmm. but okay. If I mean, if the, this yeah. weekend happens the next two weekends, that lead is gone. It's, it's gone. Yeah, and now we're down to three races three left. Races, right? Six motos, right? Yeah, yeah. Listen, uh, it the could happen. Is big. I, I know that's easy to say, yeah. but yeah. you're talking about two rounds over, you know, a couple days, and in a nine-round series, leaving Redbud on Monday night, uh, I think we're going to know a lot more than we do just a week away. And, yeah, of course, we always know more after watching a race or two, but we've never had 
a scenario. We've never done two races over three days, and in a, such a short series, you know, we haven't ever had a series that's been this short, or maybe going back to the 90s anyway, when we had three classes. But I think there's so much weight and so much emphasis put on these two rounds over the course of Labor Day weekend. I think we're we're just going to have a much clearer picture on Monday. Isn't Zach notoriously good at Redbud? Um, I don't know about notoriously good. I feel like he's good in it, but what year did he I mean, win? I mean, kind of good there. Yeah, Eli's like, great there. Eli's like, good. October, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. So. I feel like everybody's good. Like everybody's like pumped on Red. Timmy used to tell me Red Bud was his favorite track, but he actually never did good there when I worked for him. I feel like that's a case for a lot of people. Like I'm, Timmy's I'm, like, I love Red Bud, and then like nothing happened there whenever he went there. Yeah. So. Well, I think everybody likes it. Yeah. Just your results really reflect that or not? Yeah. Uh, Sexton or AC? So far, six motos in. Kate, I'll start with you. Who's been more impressive, K- Sexton or AC? Uh, probably Sexton. I don't think many people expected as much out of him like people expect adam to be great you know what i mean and i personally i i didn't think sexton would be anywhere near as good as he was in supercross okay i thought everyone was kind of like overhyping him yep just my personal opinion and then he came out and absolutely crushed it mind was blown and then i heard he was really good on the 450 but i personally thought it was going to be one of those scenarios where he was a great practicer Mm -hmm. and then you know, showed up at the race and sucked. Or didn't suck, but wasn't yeah, yeah, near yeah. as good. Yep. And he has shown up, you know, and I don't even think the best of him has been seen yet. As Adam said in the press conference, I think it was a press conference, that he was like, Chase works him at Stu's house during the week. And you know Adam is trying hard yeah, the week because yeah. Adam is one of the most competitive people I've ever met. So it's not like he enjoys getting beat by Chase during the week. Right. So... I mean, I see Chase getting stronger as he gets confidence and fitter on the 450. Uh, Zach has gone 1, 3, 2, and 5 uh, in the 250 class at Redbud. 1, 3, 2, and 5, according to Marks. So. Pretty strong. Uh, JT, Sexton or AC? Or most impressive? Yeah. Um, I'm going to go AC only because I, I like the fact that AC is a lead. You know, he's led two motos. And, you know, he led for 25 minutes. He passed for the lead this past weekend for 25 minutes. But the only problem I have with that is that I don't want to poo-poo Sexton because I think Sexton has an incredibly bright future. And he, it's almost like 1 and 1A. I guess Sexton's been really, really great. But, mm-hmm. you know, he has had a couple tough motos in there too. So I'll go with, I'll go with AC. How, how great is Sexton to watch ride a bike? Like he's taller, right? He's filled out now than what he was. He's got great well, style. Yeah. And Cade can relate to this, much like Daniel Blair and I, having raced at this level. But, yes, yes, of course. Right. Knowing what it's like to be out there, when I watch Sexton, I'm like, how the hell does he do that? Like, he's standing up through the corners, and it just makes it look so easy. Even if he's not the fastest bike on the track, yeah. it looks effortless, and it looks like you're, that's how you're supposed to do it. And when I watch myself ride on film and during races, I'm like, that doesn't look efficient at all. Like, what are you doing? So, yeah, I can I can absolutely appreciate his style and technique and the talent that he has. Okay. Yeah, I can too, especially when you say he stands so much. Personally, I, I was just talking to my wife Sarah about this. Is It's something that I've been super focused on lately riding is just standing as much as I can without losing, you know, weird time and places yeah. because yeah. – being tall, it's so much of an advantage to stand up 
because I feel like Chase is pretty tall as well. I don't know yeah, how tall he's he is. Grown. Yeah, he's grown. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So, and it's hard to look good riding when you're that tall. You know, not a lot of tall dudes. Like, DV had, like, a weird style. Yeah, Wyndham didn't look right all the time. Like, Chase looks comfy on his bike. So, I mean, I don't know if they do something to help him with that. But he does. He looks very comfortable on the bike. He has a good style. Um, He's super smooth, too. Like, you don't see him get super whiskey all the time, which I I can applaud because the track looked pretty gnarly this weekend, and guys were getting sketchy a lot, and he didn't look like one of them. Um, all right, let's get some phone calls here. Jason Thomas on the show. Alden Baker coming right up here, by the way. Jason Thomas brought to you by Fly Racing, flyracing.com. Uh, please check him out on the web. JT, you are back east hawking fly racing to uh, dealers as we speak. So, oh, Not so much hawking. They are happy to receive it. But, yes, I understand the, the premise. All right, thank you. Thanks for shooting on my phone. Here we go. <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, Blake, what's going on? What's your question for Jason Thomas? Hey, guys. Um, so I was watching Ferrandis in the first moto for the few minutes they showed him on TV when he was out front, and I was kind of blown away by how, like, his bike looked um, going through the ruts in the corners and the straights. Like, at first glance, it looked like his suspension was kind of busy, but then when I looked at, it, like, his rider triangle on the foot pegs and the seat and the handlebars, everything was just super, super stable. Like, it looked like it was never moved. The bike just stayed really planted through all the ruts and really let him ride smooth and accelerate, like, really easily. So I wanted to ask, like, how you set up a bike kind of for conditions like that to perform like that, and then how you would adjust your riding technique to get a bike to perform like that. Well, I I think a lot of it is just technique that you, you work on, especially when you're younger. And I think you see it in a lot of French riders to, you know, I hate to use stereotypes, but I think they ride in conditions that most American riders really don't. Like, we just don't ride in the same type of terrain and mud and conditions that they do and and growing up in. And I think those those things develop a certain skill set and a way you ride and a way you approach a track mentally and technique-wise that we just don't see a lot. You know, and I'm speaking from experience because for myself, if it was raining and the track was really muddy, we were going home. We weren't going to go ruin my motorcycle or my, you know, my dad's motorcycle. And... And I wasn't going to learn some of the skills that that I maybe would have riding really ruddy, soft conditions. And you just watch those guys ride, and it's not anything new. I mean, you can go back to, you know, JMV, and you go back to DV, and Tortelli, and Rancata, and then, you know, into guys now, Muscan and Ferrandis, and and on and on. I think there's too much evidence there to think it's anything other than just being a product of your environment, and you learn a different skill set. You know, our tracks are very manicured and that's great that's awesome that's a really fun environment to grow up in but i can remember going and looking at tracks that those guys rode like in the south of france and they are terrible the conditions are absolutely horrific and i think to go fast on a racetrack like that you have to develop a skill set that i wouldn't have necessarily learned riding on on really prepped you know manicured awesome tracks um, but to go fast on them, that's that's kind of how they had to learn to do it. And I think they brought that skill set with them all the way to the top level. And don't you think, Kate, that whenever a rider is winning and riding really well, his bike always looks like it works really well, right? Like like everyone's like, oh, that bike, Tomac, that bike looks so good. And it's like, yeah, and then you go to the destinations and you're like, what the fuck is wrong with Eli's bike, right? Like it's the same setup. It's the same thing. When riders are on it, when they're very good, you know, maybe Ricky was the exception because there were times – 
Holy shit, JT. Ricky won on a bike that did not look like it was working. But he'd be about the only one. <laughs> yeah, uh, totally. Um, and, I mean, I think part of that is you have to go a certain speed to make your bike work good. Yes. And, you know, when guys test at the practice tracks, they're comfy. You know, they're testing for on a track that they ride all the time. And they're super comfortable so they can go a little bit faster. If they're not that comfortable at the races, they're not pushing that level, so the bike I don't yep. feel like is working as well. Right. Uh, Blake, you have a bike? I do. got a 20 Honda. I was uh. out at uh, Motoland actually yesterday with Cade. Oh, wow, nice. Look at that. Uh, let me give you some firepower parts stuff, uh, either a battery or chain. We'll figure it out, all right? Stay on hold. All right. We'll right get on. your information. Fi thanks to firepowerparts.com for that. Let's do the X-Brand goggle tear-off, shall we? EKSbrand.com. It's the X-Brand tear-off segment. 15-second rapid-fire Q&A. Rapid-fire. X-Brand goggles, the choice of champions everywhere. EKS20 at checkout at motorsport.com, and you can save with those guys. A great goggle, great company. Uh, lots of things coming down the pike for those guys. It's exciting. So four-layer foam. It, they've got uh, some great colors. They've got a, no, two different models with an outrigger or without. X-Brand goggles, choice of K. Clayson as well. No. Yeah, that one year. In I've, like, I've never worn X-Brand. You never wore X-Brand? I thought you'd wore it like on the Honda days. No. Ah, uh, damn it. I mean, mind. you got <laughs> I was going to bring it back in all the way. No. All right. EKSbrand.com. Uh, these questions are submitted by Corey Moser. Do you know who that is? Not a clue. Nothing. Yeah, me no, neither. I JT, mean, any idea? Unfamiliar. Wait, yes. you know what? I think a guy by that name might have stole my jump rope at Seattle one time. Probably. Uh, all right, Marks. Let's do this. All right, Steve. What is the best steak you've ever had? I had a uh, ribeye in San Francisco on the wharf, and I had a lobster tail with it, and that might be the best meal I ever had. Ribeye, San Francisco with a lobster tail, and it was phenomenal. Best thing ever in your belly? Yes, best thing ever in my belly right there. <laughs> Not are these where these questions are going? Because I got a feeling <laughs> that this is what we're going to get. Oh, so. we're Not the one that Benny's dad got you? No, that was Ruth Chris. Ruth Chris is good. But it was free. So. Yeah. JT, I've never had a, an amazing steak at Ruth Chris. Good steak. Very good. Never amazing. Well, and, and speaking to Nick, who you now know a little bit, uh, he kind of laughs when I, you know, he, I don't say laugh, but he gets frustrated when we talk about how good a place like Ruth Chris is because I, I think the industry, he would say they kind of take advantage of us because the quality isn't that great. Yeah, I think they're very good, but I've eaten a few times better steaks for sure. So, all right. Yeah, yeah. Next question. Okay, who's more to blame for A Ray's DNFs, A Ray or the bike? A Ray. Oh, wow. wow. Not even a second. We're going <laughs> to talk about A Ray. We're going to talk about A Ray. We're going to talk about A Ray later, but yeah. A Ray's got a little Tomac in him, or vice versa. <laughs> <laughs> Phrasing. They ride, the, they ride their motorcycles the same way. Okay, there you go. JT, what is the last thing you regifted? I think I regifted. Um, hmm. I don't know. I, I really try to avoid regifting things that you know some of my best friends on earth give me. I just don't believe that's oh, really God. a way to approach Jesus life. Christ. <laughs> and um, yeah, there there are things that stick with you in this life and into the next. And uh, yeah burning your those clothes okay time's up yeah time's up to is this Got like it. one of those unwritten yeah. rules like they have in baseball yeah you i don't think so stuff? i think so all right i think so jerk off <laughs> all <laughs> right steve yep what is the last gift you got jt oh good question 
I'm glad my questions are real. JT, <laughs> do you have any idea? I, I can't think of one. I don't know. Um, honestly, you, you do a lot for me already, so I don't. I don't expect this. Yeah. Aww, that was sweet. Yeah. I, I, I the buying him lunch or dinner account. I think I've done that a few times. Yeah, I don't. I don't expect anything. He does a lot for me. Off, you know that he would never tell people about, or people would know. Yeah. Boom, right Mathis. Put that in your pipe and smoke it. All right. Next uh, question, Cade. Out of all your sponsors over the years, which one helped the most or made the biggest impact? Oh, that's a good one. No, um, Moser guy, just Moser coming just coming in hot. That's from his buddies. Yeah. Um, I would probably say the Redemption KTM team because. They had such a long – I was with them for so long. I mean, I rode for them for three years or something. And they kind of came in at a point when I, like, was losing a ride and then getting one, and then I was with them for so long. And I'm still pretty close with all of them. So probably the just the redemption team. Okay, that's it. Time's up. I got bonus seconds no. because my last no, one was no, no, so no. short. we got to get Baker on here. <laughs> right. let's, let's, let's JT, what's most likely to happen first? Steve goes road biking with you or you go e-biking with Steve? I would go eat by with Steve. I've actually tried to a couple times. He, it just didn't work out. He, I'm, I'm not opposed to it. Uh, he's put a little effort into going. He could have put more, and I've yet to see this I'm happen. Saying I, I but, but, am, you know, John Tomac. I'm just saying I would go. Yeah. yeah. Well, I have five e-bikes now in the garage, so you're, you're welcome to bring a buddy also as well. So. <laughs> Steve, when's the last time you told Pookie no and kept a lobster or steak? No, Pookie had nothing to do with the with the steak giveaway. She was giving me side eye, but I nothing nothing was said. Uh, I tell her no all the time. I keep I keep my hoe in line. Easy. Yeah, don't worry. <laughs> Easy. Yeah, no, she does. She doesn't step out. She knows. Wow. All right, uh, Cade. If you could co-host a pulp mech show with anybody, who would it be? Um, uh, gosh, probably probably RV. Oh, huh? I'd like to be a part of that. I mean, I'd get like, I'd be shoved under the radar just like I was last time I was in here. Yeah, yeah. Hollywood was a big deal. Yeah, poor, poor, poor Cade. Unbelievable. And, and when I come in with A Ray, it's like he just talks so much that I don't yeah. get to say anything. Yeah, either. well, tonight's it's all you, tonight's buddy. You're, me. In, you're in the I'm spotlight. The show. All right, next question. All right, JT, this is the last one. What would make the biggest impact to help privateers like Cade? Uh, dollar bills. <laughs> Uh, Kate, Kate, I, don't, Kate, I don't know. I mean, we, we yeah. need our sport to be bigger. That's really all there is. Cade has a race tech rant for the night along this line later on the night. Right, Cade? Okay. Somewhere along this line. All right, JT. Well, short but sweet tonight. You're on the East Coast, so we want to get you in early. Alden Baker's coming up right now. Uh, we will see you at Red Bud this weekend, and we uh, will be in person to do the wrap-up pods and, and all of that stuff, fantasy and all that stuff. So, um, yeah, we'll see you there. Well, I hope you guys have steak for the, uh, the Pulp Show meal. We will. We've ordered a tomahawk ribeye for the commercial break. Tits is doing Perfect. it up right now. All right. All right, guys. Thank you. Yeah. All right, that's Jason Thomas, everybody. Let's get uh, our next first guest on the line here. Kay Clayson here in studio. Oh, yeah, X-Brand Goggles, Choice of Champions ever. Kyle Chisholm dominating the Bling Cup with X-Brands. I don't know what that – I don't know who he raced. I don't know who he beat. I don't know anything about it, but I know he won. But, you know, the Chiz Bling is going to chiz. Chiz will chiz. <laughs> Chiz will chiz all fucking day because that's what Chiz does. Uh, thanks to the folks at Firepower, we gave away a battery or a chain. I don't know. Did he say which one he wanted? Okay, I don't know. Uh, Firepowerparts.com committed to offering superior products with over 50 years of experience in the industry. Don't waste money when replacing OEM batteries or chains when you can get more power and reliability by choosing Firepower. 
wide variety of chains and uh, batteries, featherweight lithium batteries that are backed by two-year warranty. You love your firepower stuff. I do. Yeah. I really do. I actually mm-hmm. talked to the guy on the phone for, I don't know, 45 minutes the other day yeah. just talking about Kyle, yep. Kyle, um, where it comes from, how it's made. Mm-hmm. And it was actually really cool yeah. um, because I've, I actually have used their batteries for a long time and I didn't realize it um, when right. I didn't have to buy them, you know? Yep. Uh, sales at pivotworks.com to get a deal from Vertex Pistons, guys. If you're looking for a top end, you're looking for a wrench rabbit kit, you're looking for some connecting rods, you're looking for uh, anything from those guys, Vertex Pistons will have you covered. Sales at pivotworks.com. You'll get a deal from that, whether it's two-stroke pistons or four-strokes, uh, replica, high-compression, GP style, vertexpistons.com, or go to your local dealer and ask for a Vertex Piston kit today. They're an OEM supplier to KTM and Husqvarna, two-strokes, everybody. So, And speaking of KTM and Husqvarna, Let's get uh, their team trainer on the line here. This man has a ton of accomplishments in the sport, and uh, we'll talk to him about that and more. It's Alden Baker. What's up, mate? Hey. How are you? Hey, good and you, Steve. Oh. It's uh, obviously cool to be on your show again, and yeah, man. Thanks. things that side. Yeah, we're good, man. Thanks for coming in. I'm stoked. Like, look, the, the seven races in Salt Lake, I didn't see you there, but uh, it wasn't ideal. It wasn't perfect, but we got it done. These nine yeah. races, like, not perfect, two at Loretta's. But we're racing, Alden. We're racing. Exactly. No, that is very true. And it was kind of a shake-up when there was the chance of it not maybe happening. So, yeah, we'll definitely take it. That's uh, appreciated for sure. Uh, what's it like not having a 450 Supercross title under under your wing, Alden? Did it feel weird? <laughs> uh, it, it did, man. I mean, I definitely did the walk of shame after that. And, uh, you know, it was a tough one. But, hey, you know what? At the end of the day, you know, I know how hard those things are to get, and yeah. and re- respect is due. And uh, you know, Eli did really well and pulled that off. And uh, yeah, man. <laughs> but yeah, it sucks because yeah, it's been a good run. But yeah. uh, like you say, man, you can you know, I, and I never rely on that. I mean, it's always a challenge, and as you know, weekend by weekend. And it was a tough one for my guys, obviously with with some crashes, injuries, sickness, but that's all part of it. It mm-hmm. relates back to how hard it is to keep a season together. Yeah, know? it so. almost makes you, as a guy that's won with, with RV and Dunge and Stu and everybody, Ricky and all those guys, when you lose one, Alden, you're almost like, oh, yeah, like this is hard. Like not that you didn't <laughs> know that, but you know what I mean? Like, like, yeah. a, like a lot of things have to go your way. <laughs> that's true and yeah. and you know on one side of it you 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 really appreciate when you do get it right you know mm-hmm. and, and it also gave me a lot of sort of memories back to man i really need to make sure i don't lose sight of of what the accomplishment from the athletes before have done you yeah know? so uh yeah no no it's part of it and racing's racing so you, you've got to be consistent to get it done how yeah. about this Zach Osborne character? Uh, obviously, look, he's a champion and a, and a winner before, but he wins the final round of Salt Lake. He comes in, wins the first two races, got a nice lead in the series. Uh, Zacho, this is this is really cool. I think everybody outside of a few teams are cheering for Zach Osborne here. This is an awesome story. Yes, no, it's fantastic. And, you know, like you say, talk about having some tough times because, you know, I've known, I mean, and, and obviously you have. I mean, Zacho is an accomplished rider and has huge potential and ability. And what a guy that will put in a dogfight. I mean, that guy will dig beyond, you know, what what is normal. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just feel, man, he just hasn't got that sort of little lucky break initially. I mean, even when he came in, you know, as basically as a rookie into 450s, you know, he got that injury. And at that point in time, and I think I even mentioned that to you, he was ripping. You yeah. know, he was looking yep. solid, everything. But... 
you know, little thing caught him out, and then he got injured, and then he had to come back in. So, and even you know, the Supercross season this year, the the, the injury, you know, he had a, just when I felt like also he's like riding unbelievable. He got caught out, and and it put him back. And then it was so nice to see him show his potential and his class and everything, you know, there in, in Salt Lake. And I mean, he was you know consistent and on yeah. point and. And making it happen, and, and like I said, man, he works hard. He deserves it. And, and as you know, I think a lot of people in the paddock really love the guy because there's nothing that I feel like he, you know, doesn't put out there on his sleeve and yeah. and earn the respect that he deserves. He, he's. You know? I, I've said this maybe privately to you or, or publicly. He's the most normal guy. That I mean, he is such a normal guy that, like, I know, like, yeah. he's told me things like where you're. He's just like, I can't believe that what this guy is saying or doing, and you're just like, wow, Zach, that's like a normal person reaction. Yeah, no, it's it's true because I mean, look, every athlete is different, and this is a very unique sport, and for sure, he's he is the very normal one in the sport, got a very level head, and mm-hmm. um, and I think it goes back to all the experience that he's had, you know, and I mean, the time that. You know, he spent in Europe and, and all of those things. It's, it's actually counted a lot for him and, and the way he's developed and grown. So you're exactly right. And I tell you, having him at the facility on Sundays is is amazing because he's kind of my glue in between sort of some situations that can go either way. <laughs> yeah, you know yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. yeah. You're like, uh, look, Marvin, Jason, don't get along and this and that. Hey, Zach, Zach, help me out here. Just just yeah, go in there. Place- Exactly, his placement where I put his chair is is very strategic, right, on, right. you know, between athletes and so on. Yeah, so it's pretty cool. No, absolutely. <laughs> uh, um, I agree, and it's really cool to see him have some success. So, uh, yes. uh, Mar or uh, Cooper Webb's hurt right now. You have uh, Jason left yep. the program. I'll ask you about in a second. So you have Zach mm-hmm. and Marv right now going at it. Marv was so good in that first moto. That was awesome to see, and he admitted yeah. afterwards, uh, Alden. He said, like, I just. I don't. I'm not quite there yet with race pace uh, uh, for the second mm. moto, you know. But anyways, it's nice to see the first moto happen. Yeah, and that's true. And to think, mm. you know, a year ago was when you had that big final one that mm-hmm. really just put put the pay to the rest of what was going on with with his injury. Um, fantastic to come back to that track and and yeah. win again there. And then, like you say, I think you know, a combination of things that, that, that he's going to work on and, you know, that we'll all work on to, to get that better for that second motto is it's coming, you know. And yep. there again, a guy that was told that, you know, more than likely he wouldn't be able to race any of the season this year due to, you know, what needed to be fixed and, and healed up and rehabbed and made strong again, you know. So, yep. yeah, good for him. I'm, I'm so happy. And, you know, he hasn't lo- lost any any of his form and his ability, so that's good to see. Yeah, yeah, no, it, it was awesome to see. And Eli got close to him, and Marv picked it back up, and it was just uh, yeah. really impressive to see that, you know? Um, yeah, not true. So, so the 250 guys that you've had under your wing, Mike Brown, Seth Rarick, working with you, helping those guys mm. out, the TLD guys and Rockstar Husky guys, with you having only Marv and Zach, do you find yourself over there a little bit more, or do you just let Mike and Seth run the program however they want? Well, I mean, it's kind of a combination. Uh, you know, I, at, at the end of the day, I've still got to make, you know, I've still got to oversee that part to make sure that, hey, you know, are things getting dealt with the right way and, 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 and also just maintained. So it is nice to have two trainers because I think in the past, 
one wasn't enough to mm-hmm. deal with that crew. Um, and we've also scaled it down a little bit so that there's, we feel that the focus is, is definitely not getting lost or we aren't losing things between, you know, between the, the rocks or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like I said, it's, it's more of a sort of a group effort. You know, there's definitely, I do make sure I don't lose sight of them, but obviously my main focus is, is my 450 guys. Yep. It does. Yes. Having a, the only the two at the moment. Yeah. It does allow a little bit more time where I can monitor and also just see and, and kind of, you know, connect a lot more with the 250 guys just to see if there's any areas of input that, you know, they yeah. have or what what we feel like their needs. And, and even that group is very different. You know, you've got some experienced guys and you've got some really newbies, you know. So, yeah. but I feel like Seth and, and Mark are doing a solid job and monitoring everything really well. And their feedback to me is good, mm-hmm. um, which helps me to sort of oversee and make sure that we do a good job with that, that whole program. You know, our goal is, you know, and in the beginning there was a lot of learning curves that, that we had to, to go through. Um, and I feel like we've, we've learned from that and we're, we're trying to improve. So uh, mm-hmm. that's the goal, you know. 702-586-PULP. you got a question for Alden Baker. Brought to you by VertexPistons.com. Sales at Pivotworks for a discount from there. By the way, Alden, uh, uh, myself and Chris Kiefer, who have known Mike Brown for a long time now, uh, we love laughing about the uh, you trying to control Mike Brown and and all of the stuff that Mike Brown does to that he is Mike Brown. So just I want you to know that we find this hilarious. So yeah, we, this, I'm, and I'm sure you you understand what we're talking about. Yes, exactly. So, no, it's, it, it is unique and awesome. But uh, hey, man, I, I love the guy, and I'm sure as you guys do. But it's, there are some unique scenarios, yes, which, yes. which no, is no. interesting at times. Yeah, yeah, no, no, just interesting. That's that, that'll cover it. Um, hey, lots of talk. Like, look, I'm in the media, right? So we do mm. a lot of these podcasts, and we talk a lot about it. And it's no secret the Troy Lee team hasn't had the success that that you know maybe that they wanted or the team wanted. And then the rock star mm. guys here and there uh, have done okay at times. Other times uh, we've seen guys cycle through some amateurs that, you know, didn't fulfill their promise. I just wonder from your end of things, Alden, as, as a team trainer for KTM and Husqvarna, and I'm asking you the hard questions here, Baker. So, you know, this, mm. is, this is what happens on this show. Do you feel, do you feel pressure? Do you get heat? Do you get yelled at or do you yell at people? when stuff isn't working the way it should? I mean, your program speaks for itself, your titles, your championships, you know, all the things you've done. But on the other side, it hasn't worked the way it probably some people have. Do you feel pressure? Do you, do you, did you get some of that? I mean, yes. I mean, I think, you know, you, there is a certain amount of pressure because it is a, it's a pressure sport, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. and, and results are, are critical, you know, and, I think it's worse, and the biggest pressure comes where I know that the the the, the young kids that, that come through from amateur, once they go pro, there's not a lot of time that they have to show no. their best and, and, and maintain, and that's the horrible part of it. It's, it is they've got nothing to fall back on. They've, it's prove everything or, or you're nothing, you know? Yep, and, yep. and so that's what really applies the pressure on to me is more how do we – get the best in the shortest amount of time as we don't have a lot of time. And then once you get into the season, you're kind of maintaining. And so that's the difficult part. And it's, it's not easy. And 
Um, heck, I mean, other than, you know, I mean, yes, so the pressure is on there. Yeah. And, and, you know, and I feel, look, I don't look at the pressure as a bad thing because I feel it keeps you sharp and it mm-hmm. maintains that you don't settle. But I just feel like you, you do start bonding with these, these young kids and you want to see them go all the way. I mean, I want them to come to the 450s, yeah. you know. Yep. And that's such a difficult thing. And each guy has different scenarios on even how they've got to that point. So it's, it is challenging and by no means easy. So it's, yeah, it's not a, a simple scenario. And, yes, there is days where, you know, the, and you can imagine on the teams they have pressure. So yeah, between yeah. all of it, it, it just keeps building if results are not coming and – how you deal with that and how you cover your bases is is a challenge and and that's the big part of of the learning curve that you have to go through to figure out how is the best possible way we can get the best out of these kids before things change for them yeah. you know you you so, feel you, you feel for some of these kids cuz they they've been yeah. they've been coming up they've been the guy they've got all the yeah. money all the attention and they come in, and I'm sure they think they're working hard, and but it's just not working yeah. out. And you know, like, yeah, two years and see you later. And, and yeah, it's like wow, wow. Like I, j- it's just it's a dog eat dog sport that way, you know. And, yes, exactly, so. Steve. Yeah. Alden, anyway. Cade, Cade Clayson here. Um, kind of staying on that point. Do you have like a preferred method, like a time frame where you know, you know, we hear that that Max Volan. Um, he might be moving up next year mm. and be riding a factory bike. He's obviously really young. I believe he was still on a 125 at Loretta's this year. Um, yeah. He, if he moves up, he's going to be a very young guy in the 250 class. Do you communicate with KTM and be like, hey, you know, what if we let this kid, you know, grow for a year or so? Kind of like how I felt. I think Adam spent a lot of time just training and practicing on the 250 before he actually turned pro. Um, do you ever have any say in stuff like that? Do you prefer that those young guys stay amateur a little bit longer, say 18, 19, instead of turning pro right when they turn 16? Or what's your kind of perspective on that? Yeah, that's a good question, Kate. Uh, I Look, I think it depends on the individual, to be honest, because there's been that multiple discussion. And look, KTM, they do connect with me on, on what they're thinking and feeling, but ultimately they make the decision. You know, I also mm-hmm. never want to step on where I don't really belong. Um, so, but they, they are very good at saying, hey, this is, this is what we're thinking. And, you know, you can go either way. And you, the only thing you can use is history to sort of kind of get a direction when you're dealing with such young athletes. Um, but uh, I feel like it, it becomes very individual on that athlete. In a perfect world, I believe you, you let the the kid ride as long as possible amateur and don't make that jump as soon as. But then there is theories, well, the sooner you can get him in there and get him used to because as what we go back with saying earlier is they get thrown into such a deep end and they honestly don't know how bad that is or how hard that is until they're actually in it. So we we have this dilemma where you think, okay, do we – throw him in a little early, but then not put so much pressure on the expectancy part of it, meaning giving him a lot of time, or do you hold him back, but then when he does jump in, now that time is shorter. So that's the dilemma that that we have where I do feel like then you've got to look at the individual and kind of see what type of athlete he is and how he 
has developed or is it a, is he a very mature young rider that you feel like you can put him in those situations and stretch it out a little mm-hmm. bit but there are your choices and I think that's where you kind of all put your heads together and get information and feedback and see what makes sense and then you run with it you know yeah, interesting debate there, and, and yeah, lots of discussion, right, with parents mm-hmm. and kids, and, and what's this kid like? Yeah. What's the kid like? What can he handle? Exactly. What can't he? Like, you know, we've all seen, you know, a- AC, for example, much older than he acts, you know, than he is for yeah. years, right? And then you then you have exactly. then you have Ryan Villapoto, who you need to go to his house and drag him out of bed, right? And, and you know, and do that kind of stuff, so. Yeah. Um, Hey, we, we saw Jason Anderson uh, left the program. Obviously, lots of success between you two guys. Mm-hmm. When a guy like that, and, and you've had it, like Baggett, Jake Weimer, you know, this is nothing mm. th- groundbreaking, but when somebody like that comes to you and is like, hey, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to bow out of this, mm. do, you, do you know it's coming? Do you try to talk him out of it? Do you, do you call KTM Husqvarna? Like, what's the – or do you just say, hey, man, like, mate, like, thanks for everything and, uh, and, and you know, good luck with everything. Like, how does that go for you? Yeah, and that's that's also you know a good question there, Stephen. It, it's very once again it depends on the individual and how long they've been with you and what the scenario is. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I never want to push an athlete to stay with me because once he doesn't believe in the program or he's got some other idea on what he wants to do, to me, you you, you there's a sense of trust that's never going to be made up and. That's very critical when you're training, you know, a rider. Mm-hmm. So yep. I'll never be the person to say, hey, no, I think you should rethink this. You shouldn't do this. You, you know, whatever. I would rather be that, okay, hey, look, man, this, this, the sport is hard as we know. But if you've got a def- different direction or idea that you want to go, then you need to pursue that, mm-hmm. you know. Yep. Um, so I'm all for that. And I would rather part ways on good terms because yep. – I never believe that getting into a bit of a hustle or something or that is good for anyone. You're always going to see the rider in the pits. And I mean, yeah, I see yeah. Jason now and we greet each other and we have no problems and, and, I, and I wish him the best. He's, I never want to forget the good and the amount of years that you always have with an athlete and that should never change, to be honest. Right, right. You know? Yes, it is difficult because when you are together, you like boyfriend and girlfriend in a way so a breakup <laughs> yeah. is tough yeah. and there's always that awkwardness you know where yeah. you're like okay did he look <laughs> at me do I what you know that's which but I've, it's happened before it'll happen a lot yeah. more I, I presume in the future with athletes it's not a problem and but I do want to make sure that there's always that good relationship and you you never know down the line mm-hmm. things may change and a guy might say you know what I mean hey yeah. I went this way. I decided, and you know what? I want to come back and do. You know, you never. Yeah, yeah, and I never yeah. want to break that where you get into a bit of a pissing match for no real reason because right. it's not going to help. Yeah. So I would rather be where we we there's respect and we go about it that way. So uh, that's and that's the way I feel like yep. each time a guy's left. I mean, even now Blake is talking to Blake Baggett. You know, he's come and ridden at my place. We've gone to his a few times. Yep, and yep. There's no bad blood at all because of, I feel like, how things left. I mean, we had a great time while we were together. Mm-hmm. We, the good thing is, I think, with each athlete that I've had, is we've had good results, so that's a positive. But guys, you know, they yeah. they change, and it's, 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 it's respectable. I don't have any problems with that. And then, you know, they've got to decide what they want to do on their 
next sort of phase, and that's you know yeah. totally good on my end. Yeah. Uh, fair to say, though, there was a little bit of a surprise from Husqvarna and yourself about Jason leaving. Would that be fair? Yes, that would be fair. And the reason for that is it came mid-season, right? You know, and and that's that that's about the only thing that makes things a little awkward because to me, you know, you kind of commit for a season. Yep. Um, and then if something happens mid-season, well, then you're like, okay, well, heck on my end, I'm a bit stuck. But, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, because you've sort of committed in a way. So that's the only sticky point. Um, but going back to this season hasn't been a normal season anyway. Right, so right, right. I don't think actually anything would have changed if it had been a normal season. Now, yes, probably at the end of the season, yeah, yep. you know, Jason would have said, hey, you know what, because I think there was getting to a point where he was like, man, Heck, we've been together five years, and yes, riding at my place for five years, right from the beginning, on you know early days, and it yeah, it's I get it. The grind gets harder, and it's sometimes rough days, and 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 that's you know how the rider applies it and wants to do and what he wants to do going forward. So yeah. you know, but that was the only thing that I feel like was a little bit of a hiccup. It caught us a little bit of guard mid-season. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. I, um. Listen, and there's been guys that have left your program and, and taken shots at you on social and, and, and privately mm-hmm. and everything else. And I always admire, I, whenever I talk to you on the record, off the record about stuff, like I always admire how you just take the high road. You're just like, it, it is what it is. Like, I wish them well. You know what I mean? Like, I always think that you handle, like in this industry, there's all the chiropractors don't like each other and all the trainers don't like each other and the gear guys talk shit on each other and the goggle guys. And you're just like, God, we're like high school in the pits a lot of times, right? Yeah. And, and, and yeah. I can do that too. Like, I'm not totally innocent. Like, I'm in the same way, like as far as that immediate guy or whatever. But I've okay. always, and you know, you have the record to sit back and be like, wow, that guy's an idiot. And you never do. You never do. You're just like, ah, here's what happened. Here's what I think, but I wish him well and uh, no hard feelings. And I always admire that, Alden, the way you handle no, it. Thanks, stuff, you know? Steve. I, I appreciate that. And, you know, like you said, we're human. It's tough sometimes because, you know, we have, you know, emotions and feelings. But I, I do never want to disrespect or, and, and like you said, this industry is a small industry. Yeah. And you're going to see people on the weekend. And I know firsthand everyone's trying to do their best. Yeah. So, Hell, man, I would I would want it to be where, hey, man, the better man went on the day, and, but yeah. let's all try our hardest to, to be that guy. Yeah, know? yeah, so, no, absolutely. Yeah. we got some questions from some uh, people mm-hmm. on Twitter we'll get to in a second as well for, for you, Alden. Um, where are we at with e-bikes? Are we still riding e-bikes, e-bikes, uh, Alden, to maintain heart rates with your guys? Are we still doing that? In California, yes. Okay. Because all I believe right. mountain bike, that's the place, you know, Florida – Heck, we ain't got really much mountain here, yeah, so yeah. Uh, yep. you don't really need it. But, but Steve, for sure, e-bikes are the way to go. I mean, that's my choice of mountain bike, and and I mean, yeah, we've spoken quite a bit on it. Yep. It. I don't think you could get a better system to enjoy your training and also maintain your fitness. You know. And especially in mountainous areas, because yeah. I believe, man, you're going up or down. I don't know how you you <laughs> yeah. kind of get a consistency. Yeah. And that is that has been a massive breakthrough that is huge, and it's, it is for sure the future. You do, know? You, do you want me to take over your e-bike program for your athletes at all, Alden? I, I've been riding mine quite a bit. I can, I can. Man, I've, 
Honestly, Steve, I think you've put in more miles than I have for sure <laughs> on an e-bike. So, man, you you know you you've got rank. Oh, I, yeah, I firmly okay. believe it. So, yeah. hey, man. Well, uh, well I could be I a new new trainer. Yeah, yeah. I told yeah. I told dude, Steve. How do you, yeah, sorry, Kate. No, I said I told Steve today. I think in Salt Lake City, nobody put more miles in than he did. I put a lot in. Yeah, <laughs> I did. Dude, I know. I kept on seeing you know what gets posted in this. And I was like, wow, man, you guys. I mean, it made me feel bad. Yeah. You know. I'm at um, 2,900 miles for this year. I'm at 2,900 for this year. So if I make 4,000, that'd be cool. Yep. Yeah, no, that is that is awesome, Stephen. Hey, hey, I almost didn't even recognize you on the weekend. So, <laughs> man, you keep it up, buddy. Keep thank it you, up. thank you. I appreciate it. Uh, some of it, hey, you've given me some advice over the years too. I've asked you, I've hit you up on a text. I, I've talked to you a little bit here and there. So you've uh, you've definitely helped me uh, as far as mm-hmm. advice. So, but here's one no, for you. Cool. Here's one for you. Mm. So. And and we'll come up with uh, Brandon Hartraft here shortly on the show. Alden Baker brought to you by Vertex Pistons. So, like, I normally go on Eco, and I heart rate is 135, 140 average. I spike at 170. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I go pretty hard, right, for a couple hours. Mm-hmm. And okay. But I get frustrated, and my diet's better, but it's not 100%. You would probably still mm-hmm. wouldn't like my diet, which, you know, you we know all know about the creamer that I drink and all this that you don't like, the sugar, <laughs> sugar creamer. But, like, I've also tried, Alden, when I've hit the wall a little bit, I've tried to clean up the diet, of course, first, but I've also tried, like, the fat-burning zone, right, which for me is like 115, 120 heart rate zone, right? And, and, mm-hmm. and that, you know, that's the, the fat-burning zone and everything else. And so, so I'll bump the bike up to trail in the middle, right, the middle mode, the more assist, yeah. and I'll monitor my heart rate. But, Alden, that doesn't really work for me. Like, I don't know. Mm. Like, is that... You know, everybody tells you the fat burning zone. Like, is that true? Is that real for you? Do you do you believe in that? Um, you know, I'm not a strong believer in that. Okay. Yeah. And my my reason is, if if you're gonna burn fat in that zone, and I get it, it's that medium zone. And but then to me, the only method in that is a long, long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In that zone. Right. right. So, but I would rather say that. When you go higher and you give yourself a harder workout, when even when you finished, you're burning off more than what you would have been for mm-hmm. so long in that other zone. Right. So I have a, I believe, and this is my own sort of, and I don't want to step on anyone's toes, but I'd say it's better off for you to have more of a mixed workout where you don't need to be out there so long, but you've got a bit of everything. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. then when you finished your metabolism and everything's burning still from what that workout, instead of if you were just in that low zone, when you stop, now your body's doing really nothing, you know? So I bet if you took over a period of another hour after you had finished your workout, how much you were actually burning, I believe the other zones are, are more important it's not better right. in that so-called fat-burning zone. Yeah, because I don't have the time to do four hours at 120, mm-hmm. right? Like, I don't – I'm busy. Yeah. yeah, so, you know, two and a half, two hours for me. And by the way, one of your things that you told me one time, Baker, you said, look, if you go under an hour, don't even bother. You told me that one time. You said, yeah. don't even go under. <laughs> so I have gone out, Alden, and been like, you know, just at, at daylight or the sun's going down or like or whatever. I don't have much time. And I've gone out, and it's been like 40 minutes, and I've been like, Alden says, you got to go an hour. And I've gone the hour of 10 or whatever. Like, that part, yeah. of my, that part of my brain stays with me where you're like, mate, if it's over under an hour, don't bother. 
<laughs> well, remember, it's not worth putting on the chamois if you're yeah, not yeah. going to go at least an hour. <laughs> I used to say the same thing. And I was at club, and we'd go for, like, recovery rides. And, like, oh, you only got to go for, like, 45 minutes. Yeah. Keep your heart rate low. Just spin it out. And I'm like, I'm not getting dressed for a 45-minute low heart rate. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can yeah. go for a walk right. and get the same job done. Yeah, Alden's always been that. Correct. Because yeah. I asked you one time about it. And you're like, yeah, mate. No, no, nothing under an hour. Don't even bother. So, Hell, if you're going to do that, put on some running shoes and just go running. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. Can I can I ask you your opinion on running really fast? Um, yeah. You know, um, obviously, I don't think RJ is one of your guys right now. I'm not sure. But obviously, RJ is a big-time runner. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of riders don't like to run. I don't have a great knee, so I don't run a ton. Um, cycling is obviously way easier on your body impact-wise. Mm-hmm. And I struggle okay. to keep my heart rate low at all when I run. Even if I run easy, it's usually pretty high. Do you have – do your guys ever – run at all or do you see that with guys struggling to keep their heart rate low running um yes so with the running i believe that also becomes individual you get if you've got a knee injury so when you talk of rj now and you know unfortunately you hurt his knee he he got it all fixed everything's good but it's i'm not going to throw a lot of running at him you know with with a knee injury or if any guys had an ankle or knee i would i would reduce reduce the, the running um the running is good because I do like variety in training um, and also for shorter time. So if we need to know, you know, we've got to be at the track earlier than that, then, you know, going for a cycle and all that maybe not going to work. Then, you know, a, a, a little run is, is actually good. But it is, does depend on firstly the athlete and their genetic makeup and also their injuries, you know, because some some guys just are not good runners and it's, going to be more of a mental strain and, and mm-hmm. something they're going to hate and i don't you know i'm trying to make the training i mean it's hard enough but i'm trying yeah. to make it where it's least enjoyable more variety and uh not so boring so th- there is a place for running but i'd say overall in the sport the cycling seems to be more proactive for them with regards to just you know better health and and they're not beating up their body more than what they do anyway have you seen uh, RV lately? He's slimmed down. The last time I saw him, I, I don't know if he's back on your program, Alton, or what, but, you know, he was looking a little little heavy there for a while, but yeah. he's back. <laughs> you know, and that's the thing is the last time I saw, well, RV in California, yeah, I mean, he was he was enjoying life a little too much, I think. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. But that's one thing about RV. It, it all depends on, on what he's into. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, Steve, if he's into something, I mean, he, yeah, I mean, he's, he's in. So I think he's been doing some testing for Yamaha. Yeah. Yeah. He's claimed he's turned the whole program around Alden. Can you imagine that? Okay, that well, yeah. well, I'm not surprised that statement. <laughs> <laughs> oh, exactly. Right. <laughs> but, um, I'm sure when he, when he, when he, you know, gets, his focus on something, man. He, yeah. I mean, Nick, he, he amazed me from when when he started. So, I know it's there. It just depends on what's driving him, right? You know. Right. Uh, um, so that is good to see. I've been impressed, but that's what I heard. I haven't obviously seen RV physically yeah. in person for, but I have heard yeah. he's. Well, he's, he's turning up a couple notches, which is awesome. He still yeah. knows everything. I've been talking to him. He still knows everything. Alden, he's still an expert. He's, he was telling me all about barbecue. <laughs> Last time I saw him, he knew everything about barbecues. Tell me, oh, all, I'm just like, okay, all right, RV. All right, okay. Well, uh, I got to remember that when I got a problem, I got to call him. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> all right, we got some phone calls for you, Alden. First up is uh, Levi. What's going on? What's your question for Alden Baker? Hey, Alden. So, 
You guys touched base on the beef in the pits a little bit, so it had me curious if you and Cooksey have hugged it out yet. Oh, is there a beef between Cooksey and Alden? I did not know. I did not. I'm aware of this beef. I didn't know. Yeah, I, now that's and, an interesting one. Him and Blair were talking about it. Oh. <laughs> Uh, well, well, Chris Cooksey thinks everybody is on all sorts of drugs, which I cannot uh, uh, mm. agree with at all. So, uh, with zero, you know, with zero evidence, that's where Cooksey stands. Mm. So. And and then look, and and I know there was at one point where he did connect, and we were, I actually tried to call him, and he didn't answer, but I think it was obviously a foreign number to him, and and then we never made it to whatever. But I've got nothing once again personally against him at all, but I do. Some of the comments that I've heard and, and read seem a little extreme and, and with no basis and, 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 and to be honest, disappointing. Um, so that's the only beef that there is. But, I mean, I'm sure at some point we can sit down and, and, and chat about it. But, I mean, uh, you know, I, I never want to – I'm not going to chase off this stuff that I feel is, is really, really way off. Um, oh, yeah, you know, sure. like I said, I think there has to be a certain amount of, hey, let's be reasonable with some of the statements. Well, or, um, or have some sort of proof, Alden, have some sort of exactly. proof, something, something. Exactly, <laughs> something. And, and that's the thing is, you know, like I said, it, that's where certain things, you know, I, I just feel like, okay, it's not worth the time or effort to, to, to even answer some stuff that's so way off the deep end. So... But yes, like you say, Steve, if there's some legitimate or something, you know, which would be good. And, and, and you know, I felt like any media person or any, I'm easy to get hold of, or they can always come find me at a race. Um, it's just weird how certain people, have, you know, will yeah. put out some comments, but without never asking any or getting actually any correct information to have a basis for anything. So, yeah, that's the only sort of, I'd say, disappointing scenario. But like I said, I've Personally, once again, I I don't know the guy well enough to to even make certain comments against him. To be honest, uh, you know? th- thanks, Levi. Thanks for the call. Yep, keep doing what you're doing, Thank man. You. You're killing it. Thank you, man. Appreciate thanks, it. Thanks, uh, yep. Next up is Ash. Ash, what's your question for Alden Baker? Hey, Alden. Um, question, mate. Is there a rider in the current 250 or 450 field that you think you could? you know, revamp their career? And if that's a bit too controversial, maybe someone that's already retired that you think I could have really done well with them if I got the opportunity. Anybody come to mind? Oh, yeah, I mean, that's a, that's a good question. I, you know, and the, the way I look at that is I feel like I have enough on my own plate so I don't really analyse other riders um, just because I don't feel like I know enough about them to really dig in. You know, and and, uh, and also if I do have sort of scenarios, it's almost like, okay, why would I even think about that when I don't even have an opportunity to do something? So the way to try and answer that question is I'd prefer when an athlete understands that they have an issue or a shortfall and then rather come and talk to me on, hey, what's the possibility of how we could fix that? Instead of me trying to analyze another athlete to say, oh, well, if I got that guy um, – you know, I could change his whole world around because that that would be ignorance on my end. And and, and I can only go off, I'll give an example is, you know, I always used to think, and, and I think everybody thinks the most the most talented rider we've always, we've ever seen was, was James Stewart, you know. Um, 
Mm. And then I, you know, I used to think to my mind, man, that guy with a bit of fitness, man, I mean, the the, the world is his, is his oyster. I mean, he can, it'll, it'll be untouchable. Yep. But then when, when he did come to me, it wasn't as simple as what I thought. <laughs> you know, yeah. so I got to be careful even looking from a distance, you know, you, you and, and it's it's easy to do because at the level of what the 250s and the 450 guys, man, there's a lot of talented riders and they are the best and that's why they are up there. So it's easy to be caught up where you see someone with so much talent and ability and the way they ride, but there's a lot of other pieces to to the to the puzzle. So, you know, it, it's a combination and, and, and that that's not a simple thing between obviously training, um, who's around them, teams, everything and how, how they evolve. So, yeah, I don't really look at that to be, to be honest. Um, yeah. So that's, I can't really feel like I can throw out, Oh man, you know, but now going on past riders, um, I think the only one, I mean, it's difficult, but I would say if I look back, you know, I, I was blessed to have good guys that, that I was able to, to work together with and they had some fantastic r- rides. Um, but I would, I would say that one of the guys that I never, never got an opportunity, but I always felt that had talent and ability and you wonder would be like, like Kevin Wyndham. Um, you know, guys that were up there but just yep. didn't finish it off, which would be expected that they should have in a way. Yeah. Uh, thanks for the call, Ash. Thank you. Cheers, guys. Thanks. I can't believe uh, Alden that James is coaching with Chase Sexton. I, I mean, AC's riding there, and he says Stu is there. Mon- I-, I can't believe James is coaching and just into it. I-, I just I can't believe it. Good for him. That's cool. Whatever makes him yeah, happy. Yeah, no, I just can't believe it. That is good, and, and and you know, it's amazing how you look back and how every rider sort of eventually finds their niche or what in it. Mm-hmm. It is interesting because they all come back to the sport. At yet at times, when they're in the heat of it, you yeah. know they'll probably say, "Man, you'll never see me." Which Stu was one of those, and and he actually proved it. I mean, he yeah, when he yeah. left he the scene, I mean, the, the, the doors <laughs> shut completely. Yeah. So it is cool because I feel like James belongs in the sport, and he should be connected some way. You know, um, even with his gear company, I thought that he'd be connected a lot more. And it didn't seem like no. that was the case. I mean, and I might be ta- you know, talking a little bit out of turn, but I was hoping and expecting that James would be at a lot more of the races, you know, promoting his yeah. gear and mixing it up with people and doing his thing and that. And that, that didn't turn out. So it is cool to see he's, you know, got into a niche and he's, he's helping and helping develop and yeah. the sport. And, and that's awesome. Yeah. yeah that's so good. that's pretty cool. And I heard that I was like, Oh, that is, that is cool. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we asked people on pulp, uh, at pulp mech show on Twitter for some questions for you, Alden. Let's give them a couple uh, questions. We got talent. All right. Mm-hmm. So the first one from killing time, he says, what is the single most important thing that an older guy, 46 can do to lose weight, improve stamina for dirt bike riding? Well, when you mention weight, I always say what you're putting in your mouth. So I think that's the first step. <laughs> yes, you are. You, know? you are so big on that. <laughs> uh, because that's the end of, I mean, well, it's the beginning and the end of of the start of performance or anything. Yeah, you yeah. Know? Um, and, I, and I feel like it's more important as you get older. Um, because everything's slower, everything takes a little bit more time to recover, so it's it's, it's even more critical. So I'd say the the answer to that is two things: the the eating habits, and then he would need to at least 
ride the motorcycle as much as he can so you don't lose that, you know, that touch. I do worry about these guys that just go on the weekends and give it hell, you yeah. know, and they're getting older and older and they, they you know, it's a, it's a risk. And, and I'd say if you could add in just one extra day before the weekend, that would probably help you a lot more, you know, sure. on that. Uh, all right, next question. Next one from Rod Copper. When you take on a new rider, what kind of assessments are you using to uncover what this rider needs to work on specifically, i.e. VO2 max, uh, strength, muscular imbalances, etc.? I mean, the more information you can get from a rider in, in base settings, the better. Um, I'm not a big fan of the whole VO2 thing because I don't think that's needed in the sport. I would rather do uh, lactate testing and then also you know, um, basic flexibility, strength, and then do a cardio test to see, you know, where his threshold is. Um, and then you also want to look back at what he's done before you because no matter what I try and develop or think, I can only build from where he, he's kind of at. So I think there's two parts to, to that question on, on when you, what you look for an athlete. And then again, also, what are the athlete's goals and expectations? Because that has to be amicably, you know, agreed upon of, you know, what, what are you going to do now? And, 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 and once you can get those and you can build a base from there, it's easier to get going and building. Uh, Webb, we had Webb on the show last year when he first started working with you and we talked about you and everything else. And he said, I've always just practiced at like 85% and I got here and all it's like, no, no, mate, we don't do 85% during the week. That's not what we do. And he was like, "Our my practice, you know, the practices got more intense and harder, you know, and you were like, yeah, yeah well, that's what we do here. So, <laughs> in case you, uh, how right. you practice is how you're going to race. You yeah. Know, so, yeah. What's yeah. the next question? Or last, right. Let's do the last right. one. Last one from our small 27 says, you see the riders on their best and worst days. Which championship are you the most proud of? Uh, which which championship are you the most proud of one of your riders winning and why? Oh, gosh, that is a brutal one. <laughs> I mean, I mean, the thing is, every championship for every rider is a massive accomplishment. So, um, I'll tell you. Uh, I'll tell you which one it was, Alden. I'll tell you uh, about your career, okay? Uh, yeah. The ACL from Stu to the perfect season. Yeah, I mean... That was that was huge. Not just you know? coming back and winning. He was he won every yeah. moto. <laughs> every moto, which the consistency and and that was you're right. That one was was massive for yep. sure. Yep. Um, there's that, and then I always fall back on Wacko winning at the last round. You know, in in Vegas was yeah. was pretty dang impressive coming from off the ground to making it happen. You know. Um, yeah, that was a nail biter, but heck, I mean, we've you know, there's been a few of them. I mean, in that same night, you know, Dunge won his championships. But the, I mean, what I call the dirty double is, is always nice, yeah. um, and that doesn't happen. All. So, there's so many, um, gosh, but the, the consistent ones also mean a lot when you can back it up, you know. Um, so those are then, so yeah, it's difficult, but I mean, ultimately, I think just. Seeing an, an athlete reach one of his biggest goals is alone such yep. a massive sort of, you know, just to soak that in and look at the guy that what he's done is, is, is so awesome and, and a sense of, of peace and accomplishment there is always fantastic, you know. Uh, um, we don't have a lot of time to get into this, but Cade, you 
and your suspension with the FIM and Alden's dealing on the tickle thing, uh, you guys could probably talk about the fucked up FIM WADA thing for the next hour. Both of you. I mean, Alden, would, could. Alden would be politically correct, but yeah, you guys could really get into it. I feel like I've always been politically correct. No, you are, but I'm just saying, like, I would love to hear both of you unbiasedly with some drinks in you start talking about this, this system that you both had to fight. You know? Now that I've dealt with, like, the whereabouts program because they put me on it yep. after, like, mm. the, I was allowed to race, like, just yeah. that alone is the world's biggest pain in the ass yeah. I've ever had yeah. to deal with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is so yeah. frustrating and like remembering to update it and just deal with how about it. Just, yeah. How about just dealing with the FIM? Okay, how general, was that? Oh, how it was, was that? Awful. Was that good? Yeah. It sucked. Well, yeah, imagine that. Yeah, and just mention, as you say, on that whereabouts thing, and it was very interesting how one of my guys was put on that almost every year. Yeah. And then yeah. I was given the delightful job of keeping that updated, which. Oh, that's unbelievable. I, I promised you. You should have gotten a pay raise. Like, <laughs> yeah, I was just about to say, there should have been an added sort of pay deal on that one because yeah. that was insane and intense. But, uh, you know, thank God we've obviously come a long way since since that. And, 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 I, and I feel like there's been some good improvements and yeah. a way better system and understanding, you know, because as you know, Steve, I'm also, I, they have to have testing in the sport. That is critical. Yes. But, but dang how they do it and, and all that, and, and it isn't being. It, you know, I was on line with the the woman from from USADA, and uh, before the MX, you know, series started with all the the updates and everything, and it was a breath of fresh air to see how they've made such improvements and made it a lot easier to connect and and yeah. ask questions and and go over anything if a guy's got an issue or whatever. So. Yeah, I feel like we've we've come a long way, but well, yeah, what a deal! And Kate, oh. I do feel for you, mate. That so was a hell of a thing, you know. Yeah, it is a bummer. But before mm. I let before we let you go, I have to. Mm. I need your help on something with Steve. I don't. I don't know okay. if you what you have your guys do, but I've always done bod pods. But I keep telling Steve he needs to do a bod pod so that he can figure out you know, his percentages, and then he knows how much success. Because I feel like as he's losing weight, he's obviously gaining muscle, and then he doesn't realize, like, how much he's actually gaining. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I mean, that's, that is a good one for sure, Kate. I mean, I think that would be good. But, you know, if you ever want to simplify it, I'd always just, I mean, you know, heck, when you put your pants on in the morning and you don't yeah, have to go down to exactly. that the last buckle at the last end, you know, that's to me, that's the biggest motivation that a man can 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 want to be without getting yeah. too complicated. Yeah, absolutely, you know? and I agree. People were like, "How much weight have you lost?" I'm like, "I don't really know. I never weighed myself at the heaviest." And then I, mm-hmm. I've been like, "But you know, it feels great to to go down in sizes." And people were like, and "I've been like, I haven't lost." People are like, "Have you lost weight since I lost saw you?" I'll be like, "No." And they'll be like, yeah, you look like it. I'm like, well, my, my belt's still the same loop, so I know I have it. Well, maybe you, you got know? stronger <laughs> so. and lost fat. Okay, all right, yeah. That's my point. All right, all right. You don't even realize yeah. it. Yeah, well, I mean, as long as you can pick up your lady and carry her over the threshold, you know what I mean? Then yeah. you're okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you for the time tonight, Alden. Always appreciate it. Uh, congratulations on all the success with Zacco and all the guys, and, and we'll see you this uh, weekend. Thank you. Yeah. Yes. Thank you, guys, and uh, keep up the good work. Huh? Thank you. Thanks. Thanks. That's Alden Baker, everybody. Brought to you by VertexPistons.com. Our next guest on the show, 
he knows all about Roost MX. Uh, RoostMX.net, the official uh, graphics of the Rock River Cycle Trader, or the used to be Cycle Trader Yamaha team, Factory Cobra Moto as well. Pulp Nation code to save at RoostMX.net, 48-hour turnaround, and uh, these guys can dial you in. Let's get to our next guest, maybe the surprise of Ironman weekend. Third overall, TLD KTM, Brandon Hartraff. What's up, Hartthrob? How are you, man? I'm good. How are you guys doing? Thank you for coming on. I appreciate it. Uh, Thank you. It is heart raft, right? JT was trying to tell me it's it's heart ramped, and I'm like, I think no, it's heart raft. I see, the N is silent in my eyes. I don't know about y'all's, but heart raft sounds a lot better than heart ramp. Yeah. Okay. All right. Good enough. We got that clear. Your opinion's the only one that matters. It is. Hey, well, Jet. So I don't know if you guys watched Jet. Um, yeah. Posted on Instagram or today or yesterday. Mm-hmm. The dude did not pronounce my name right, so I like you know I had to tell him like. <laughs> You got you got to fix that. <laughs> right. He they couldn't get McAdoo right either, so they just started calling him Whackers. In it, it just said Whackers, and I'm like, what? Who? And they're like, Nah, what? Maca, Maca, Whackers, and I'm like, Okay. What? All right. McAdoo is now Whackers to to Jet and Hunter. Yeah, that, that's that's pretty close. Right. Right. Exactly. So, um, hey, welcome on the show. Congratulations, man. That was really cool. Uh, Jet, would, speaking of Jet, he was trying to get you gnarly in that second moto. He was going after you. You picked it back up. You held him off. Like you, you kept the gap the same, and that was digging deep right there, Hartraft. Yeah, I mean, even both motos towards the end, I could see him first moto and second moto, and I could gauge him. We were staying about even, and then, man, dude, I don't know if like the lappers. Like, the blue flag means go, but <laughs> they do not, like, they don't care, I guess. And it, he, dude, the one time, like, I s- could see him, the next lap he's literally on me, and I'm, like, kind of freaking out because, like, it's yeah. kind of a big deal if I do get <laughs> Right, right. Uh, but, no, it was it was awesome. Um, I don't know. i just been telling a lot of people, like, I called the team last week, and obviously uh, Loretta's didn't go too hot. The second one I blew up. Mm-hmm both um races so i went dnf dnf but just been putting a lot of effort in and i've always put in a lot of effort um i feel like i'm a fit guy and i always try really hard and just was complaining how much how good i've been riding and like i i keep just putting so much effort in and nothing's happening so um to me i wasn't i was a little surprised how i did but i wasn't um on the podium i didn't seem obviously stoked but I mean, I was stoked inside, but, I mean, I know I'm capable of doing that. So I think first moto was obviously people might have been, oh, it's a fluke, but then the second moto I backed it up perfect. So uh, I think that definitely helped me out a lot for confidence and believing in myself. So I think you'll uh, see me up front more often. Kate, is it just a matter of Hartraff getting a start? Like, he's a bigger guy, right? And I don't know, you know, I don't the, the, the TLD KTMs are good, but I don't put them on the level of a star Yamaha. He got starts this weekend. Is that it, Cade? Was that it? I mean, apparently his average start <laughs> is 11.7. Right. I don't know what you started this weekend, but it, it was definitely well, better. Well, first photo wasn't so good, but right, he made some photo, I don't even – dude, you didn't even see me in the I didn't, picture on yeah. the first two turns. I did some I did some shit out there. I don't know, like <laughs> – I don't know. I wish Third, Literally, like, I went around the first turn maybe, like, 20th to 15th, and then by the end of the first lap, I was in fourth, so I was like – I was like, damn, like, yeah. I'm going to keep it going. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we need, like, to know an average start of across the line. Trust me, Wygan and I, we are very frustrated by this. Down. Because yeah. you can see it on TV. On TV, 
There's all the things. There's mm-hmm. all the, 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 the guys when they cross the stripes. And then on the timing and scoring sheets, there's nothing. And so taking a guy's average start position by the end of the first lap is ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Well, so, yeah, that is that uh, doesn't make sense. Um, <laughs> no, man, it, it was a good ride. And it was you had speed, you had fitness, you kind of had it all. And it's a breakout ride. And, like, I just feel like uh, you do it once, you can do it again to me. Um, you know, guys like McAdoo, uh, you know, starts – he never did as well as he did – and then he gets one, and he gets rolling, and he starts believing it. And this is the stuff I think that for, for younger guys like yourself, you just got to get that confidence because what the hell is the difference between all of you guys? You're all working hard. you got factory bikes. It's the confidence. It's the thing that just gets – Just believe in yourself. Yeah, totally, right? Yeah, it's, it's – it's a. I mean, our sport is clearly a mental game. I can tell you that firsthand. Um, I, I mean, I don't know. Fr- props to freaking Dylan because he's – I mean, obviously, he's got us all covered right now, so yep. he's obviously mentally – I think he's mentally ahead of all of us. But, yeah, I mean, when, same thing with him. Once you get rolling, it's you don't stop. So, um, obviously, it showed him his second moto. I don't yeah, – nobody he, in our sport can go from 40th to third besides, I guess, him. So, <laughs> when he just goes, the commonest thing, man, it is. I mean, no matter – obviously, you need a really good bike and yeah. program and stuff like that, but right. – it all comes down to really believing in yourself. So when he goes by you in that second moto, you're like, oh, okay, th- damn it, there he goes. Uh, you had second- yeah, I mean, I'm not going to lie. Like, I was The whole time I'm like, I'm in third, I'm hanging with the front guys, and yep. I'm like, dude, where is he? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm serious. I'm like, where is this dude at just so I can, like, you know, like I'm not trying to let anybody by, but yep. there's only one dude that I think bashed me to be him. So I'm like, I'm I'm literally listening for the bikes. I'm like, where's this dude at? And then sure enough, I try to fight him back, but the lapper got in the way. <laughs> yeah, so. yeah. I think a lot of people underestimated your first moto ride because you were pretty close to Jeremy at the uh, end of the first yeah. moto. Yeah. I started yeah. catching him for a little bit, and then blue flags means go. So he started <laughs> Because that's what I was watching is, I, I mean, I pay really close attention to those gaps, and you obviously everyone was way behind Dylan. But then, yeah. you know, third or second through like eighth was not that far apart. Like they yeah. were all relatively close, and you were in the screen still. Of, yeah, I think I was um, four seconds off of J Mart. So that was, that kind of like was pretty sweet to me because he's obviously a two time champ. But right. And then in the second moto, I mean, if you can do that twice, you're right there for a moto win. So that's pretty sweet. Uh, yeah. Do you feel like you're too big for the class? Brandon, how much do you weigh? I, I, do you feel like you're at a deficit? Do you feel like ah shit, like I just I'm too big at all? I don't know. No, I, don't, I don't even. Um, Odyssey, I've been big all my life. Uh, I mean, I, I'm not big. I'm just no, like yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. a bigger dude. I'm like broad. I'm obviously I'm more mass than about ninety-five percent <laughs> of those guys out there. Yes, but uh, no, I just I feel like sometimes the, being bigger is more of a positive than being smaller to be honest mm-hmm. okay i mean i don't know if you can agree to disagree but i like cooper will cooper webb will obviously always tell me i'd rather be your size than my size and i yeah. can see that now in right. certain ways mm-hmm. but uh, i mean once i get my momentum going it's kind of like a being i guess bigger if you get your momentum great right. then you're like it just all works together what was the decision about uh, going to California and riding there and not doing the uh, the Baker's thing in Florida? What was the uh, what was the decision for that? Um, I don't know. I just really like I really like it out here yep. for riding and the tracks have been 
really – I don't know if they're always like this, but they've been really great out here. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm guessing you guys have seen on Instagram, but just I got a house out here, and I just kind of wanted to be close to the team. And it's um, – I don't know, just – First time being on a factory team, I really like my mechanic, Jay. Yep. And uh, I obviously like being with the crew chief, the suspension guy, um, being with Tyler. So mm-hmm. they're there every day pushing me to my limit, obviously. so, um, And I just feel like sometimes I get more more out of them than I would be in Florida, you know. So. I was at Glen Helen a couple of weeks ago. You went by me really fast. Like I was riding the Geico oh, bike. You were freaking – yeah, you showed up at a bad time. The, the, uh, what was it like? Oh, yeah, we had to wait for them to test first before we could ride. So, yeah, it was like literally 2 o'clock. Oh, track is like oh. – it's boned out, and it's there's not like one smooth spot. And it, plus that track's really like square-edged, so yeah, it's not it, – it, you, you probably weren't having – it was terrible, Heart Rock. It that's, was terrible. That's Chris Kiefer time. It right. was, yeah. Kiefer loved it, but that's other Kiefer than that, time. that was it. Um, Dude, he's freaking, he's badass, man. I freaking, I rode with him in Mumford's, like, when the COVID was hitting. Yep. Dude, for how old, like, I don't know, was he 40? Yeah, he's 41 or something. Dude, he's that's freaking right. good, man. I don't, I don't know, like, me and, I went with me and Hayes. Yeah. And, like, he was there right with us. And I'm like, dude, should I be, like, stressed? <laughs> Don't be stressed because if he shows up to a race, he ain't going to qualify. Yeah, everything goes shitty, and he doesn't, he doesn't even qualify for the 40-man field. Um, but <laughs> high Dez stuff? Oh, yeah. He'll blow your doors high off. High Dez is his house. Like, that's, yeah. So, um, no, absolutely. Brandon Hartraft on the show brought to you by RoostMX.net. Rock River Yamaha, of course, using that. Brandon's old team. Pulp Nation is a code to save at RoostMX on social Pulp Nation, 48-hour turnaround. They'll make anything you want for custom-wise. So thanks to those guys for coming on board. Um, so Tyler Keith, Brandon, like, yeah. I like Tyler. I call him Grumpy Cat. He's never really that yeah. happy. He, yeah. And I've told him, like, on those Red Bull spy shows, like, he doesn't come across really cool all the time. Like, no, they definitely didn't do him a uh, right. on that one. So, I'm, so let me ask you, where are you at with Tyler? Like, is he too harsh sometimes? Do you like him all the time? What, what's your feelings on your manager? Do you expect him to answer I mean, that? He, honestly? He's not going to. There's times where he don't like me. So Okay. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. He he hired me for a reason, and I I get why he gets mad at me. I, this is the perfect example was this weekend. I, like I said, I was calling him all week and just complaining and pl- yeah. complaining, like, what do I need to do? <laughs> and, uh, and then I don't know. He just said to keep doing what you're doing, and then – stuff will happen and then sure enough like stuff dude, i've happened. never seen him so happy in my life until saturday I'm like, nice good i mean he's lost a lot of weight so i think he's, he's he has been happier lately i think that that's partially why yeah that's, yeah he's doing good with that but no i can see why he's always like pushing me and yep. he's never always satisfied he's obviously happy with me but this weekend was a perfect example of why i see the way he looks at me and acts, so yeah. it makes uh, it's starting to make sense to me. So I uh, appreciate that, Tyler. <laughs> he uh, he's a good dude. He's smart, and sometimes I'm like, I'm like Tyler, you look like an idiot on these shows. Sometimes you know what I mean. Like, I, like yeah. yeah, they didn't. Yeah, like I said, they didn't right. do solid for him. But dude, he is pretty smart. Um, right. He sees. He's pretty good with bike setup, and then mm-hmm. um, he's good at seeing talent. And I mean, I can't. This I don't know. I I just think he's smarter than what people think he is. Obviously, the Moto Spy with me in it. That I got a lot of. Yeah. People were texting me and stuff like that, saying like, you know, 
he was being a, I guess, an a-hole and stuff. But it's just it's part of it, and we're all held accountable. Even he is, and it's a business. But I mean, you guys know how it is. Yeah. Every day is not sunshine. Perfect. Like, no, it's not sunshine. It doesn't look as good as what it is behind the scenes. You know. Right. Brandon, are you one of those guys that kind of? Because like, I feel like this, and I even tell my team manager, Julian, this sometimes. I'm like, I work better when you are honest with me and, like, are kind of harsh because it, it's like a reality to me. Sometimes Julian will sugarcoat stuff and, like, make me feel better. And it's just like, no, like, I want you to kind of tell me, like, hey, you suck here. Like, you need to do this better. Uh, I think Tyler is one of those guys who is kind of like that. He's straightforward with you. He'll tell you if you're bad bad here, bad there, if you're good. Do you, do you kind of thrive under that stuff? Yeah. Um, that, I mean, they'll, they'll get in my uh, my ass here once in a while when I'm not necessarily slacking. It's just I'm not riding to my potential. So, yeah, I mean, they'll give, it's, I call it a reality check, and sometimes they'll give that to me, and it, and it wakes you up a lot. So, yeah, I agree with that. Uh, you're riding for a contract, uh, Scott. And I, I worked for enough guys as a mechanic that were riding for contracts. It's Sometimes it's great. You rise to the occasion. You got some podiums in Supercross. You got one in outdoors. Other times it's got to be like, God, like what else can I do, right? Like it's some pressure. Oh, it's, it's – I mean, I don't think – I don't – there's not a day that goes by where I don't think about it. Um, so, I mean, I guess, yeah, it can light a match under your, your butt, but um, – I guess it's all how you approach it, you know? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, even if I had a deal or not, I'd still be the same. Um, mm-hmm. Definitely, I think it's good in a way that I don't have Like, I don't have a deal because it makes me want it more, I guess. Um, but in other ways, I'm like, man, like I feel like I deserve one, but I guess we'll have to wait and see. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's talk about A-Ray. Hold on. Oh, you got another question? Oh, okay. I need I need Okay. We need to, we need a real answer here. Is there anybody on the program who can hang with Seth Seth on a bicycle? I wanted to ask Alden this, but I didn't get to. Um, I haven't been in Florida, but I heard um rider-wise, uh I think Osborne apparently is like a meathead on a bicycle. Oh, well Zach likes the hammer too. That's a good point, but I mean well, more Seth more just does of, like some crazy did he'll wake up at like 2 a.m. and Dude, he'll go for a 100-mile ride. Like, oh, I haven't seen him in months, and I show up at the hotel uh-huh. Saturday morning. It's like it's 6 a.m. Obviously, everybody's tired. Dude, he's like, I see him. He's like, he's happy. I'm happy. He's like, yeah, I got up at like 3.30 and went for a uh, a 5K, and I'm like, oh my yeah, God. That, sound, that sounds good. Yeah. <laughs> Seth just hammers. Yeah, yeah. Well, listen. Yeah. Well, bring him up for an e-bike ride up here. Let's try to. Why? You know, he, I told you him wouldn't right. see him the whole time. Them things. This is so much fun. They are. They're great. Heart raft. That ride we did, the A one ride, heart raft. Hey, he was just cruising up. At one point, I grabbed hey, onto the back of his I shirt, the, and he just towed me up. Really? Not everybody. Everybody's like <laughs> on regular bikes. I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna put this on like one and just cruise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, let's talk about A Ray. So he was on Suicide Watch. You know, four DNFs. He I told. Think he still is. I, I told him, I talked to him, I told him he has to take some responsibility for his bike blowing up. Then he texted me, fine, I'll just quit then. I'll just quit. Then I'm like, calm down. And, and, and then he got, then he finished this weekend. It wasn't great. Is he still on suicide watch though? Well, actually, I went cycling with him today and he's, he's definitely not in, not himself. Yep. Um, me and Brock said it, but I talked to A.R.A. a lot. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I don't know. I try to give him my advice. He'll ask me for his, but well, he'll ask for my advice. But right, 
don't know. I think he's a good kid. We need he's a great we need kid, at least yeah. one and we need an A Ray out there every weekend, you know. We need one of those guys. There's not there's not a lot. Right. And then he's just he's just one he's a special guy, you know. He, he's awesome. He's A-Ray's great. a special character. Uh AC was like he pulled up next to him on the starting line, his front tire was flat, and A Ray was like, Fuck it, oh I'm just gonna keep God. riding. Adam's like, So you're gonna come into the first turn like forty mile per hour with a flat front? And he was like, Yeah. And Adam's like, oh my god, I gotta get away from this guy, dude. A Ray, like, <laughs> like wouldn't I feel bad for him because like that man puts in a lot of he does. He puts in a lot of effort, and th- there's days where his damn muffler's falling off, and he's just <laughs> digging. And I'm like, <laughs> I just like, man, I need to buy you freaking up or something. Oh, I don't I think like- he realizes how fit he is now. Yeah. Because I I've told him this, and I've said it to other people, and it's like. If he rode Supercross main events, like he rides the LCQ, yeah. Even if he only did twelve minutes I don't at that think pace, he could survive that. He could. You think, dude? He rides that way at the practice track the whole time. <laughs> like <laughs> LCQ A Ray is practice track A Ray. Right, right, right. So I don't can, know what, like, I, I just don't know. Like, it doesn't matter what exhaust is on that bike. That dude's bike is louder than anybody's <laughs> out there. I don't care who, what you got. You will not ever sound like A-Ray on a dirt bike. But do you agree? Like, A-Ray's fit enough to push the whole main event, and I feel like he gets mad that Chiz beats him, but he doesn't ride like himself in the main. Right. Like, he rides. Well, see, here's the thing. You can't argue with Chisholm, man. That dude, is, that dude won't ride for a year, and he's still Nah, solid. Chiz is going to Chiz. Chiz is going to Chiz. <laughs> chiz will always Chiz. Like, I, don't, I don't get it. I really don't. He's got his neck brace and his helmet and his chest pro, and he's just he's just chizzing out there. It's just remarkable. Um, it is. I, and, you know, it also seems like he's very angry at J-Bone lately. Like, I don't know if him and J-Bone are doing okay. Are they okay? The dog? Yeah. Yeah, the dog. The dog? I, don't, I don't think he would be uh, mad at JGR J-Bone. Yeah, maybe. I was like, I'm thinking there's two J-Bones in this world. <laughs> no, I meant the dog. Like, he seems angry with the dog lately, or is that okay? I don't know. There's not as many posts, so maybe right. he's posting once a day, and I don't know. Maybe Johnny's just not just not doing it. <sighs> Tell you what, I think he's in a glass case of emotions right now. A Ray is. We just we got to get him out of this. Why did know? he go? So he's in California now. Yeah, he's uh he's here. Yeah, he's here. He didn't want to just. Why didn't he stay in Tennessee? Wouldn't that have been easier for him? He says it's more stressful there. <laughs> Pops. Pops <laughs> is putting the pressure on. Pops is yelling at him. <laughs> Probably. Yeah, pop, that dude's nicer than freaking anybody. Yeah, Ronnie's awesome. Ronnie is great. <laughs> Ron- Such a good dude. Ronnie's- Even his mom, like his mom always says hi to me on Twitter and yeah. stuff. Like, yeah. I love his fa- parents. Yeah, no, his, his dad raced the World Vets. He was cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was. Hey, um, your so- tweets of A-Ray got me there. I think they're great. They're so funny. Which ones? What do you mean? The ones you post are just funny. Like, just all about his about his life? Like, just like what's going yeah, on with him? you literally talk like... Yeah, pretty much just about his life. Yeah. A Ray down, A Ray up. <laughs> A Ray, Ray's bike is smoking, and yeah, he uh, he's he's a little upset at me right now. I gotta I gotta back it off a little bit. Well, Sarah and I, Sarah and I were watching the race this weekend, and A Ray's getting lapped, and she's just like, "What the f- is A Ray doing?" And I'm like, "I don't know what he's doing, but apparently he had a front flat, yeah. so I'm gonna give him right a little slack." Dude, that is, I didn't even because dude, he got he was getting lapped at like the 10 minute mark, and I'm like, yeah. I'm like, all right, I don't know what this man's doing, but that, that's pre- I wouldn't, dude, that's pretty ballsy, I guess. Like, yeah. Right, I'm not, like, a, the front, that's even worse. RF, what would you tell your mechanic if the, if he's about to walk away and you got a flat front tire? What are you telling him? Like, dude, I don't even know if they would let me race. Dude, I would be like, I'd be like, go back, I'm going to take a last place start and just ride the first two laps. 
tell my mechanic to go back to the rig, get a tire, and I'll meet him in the mechanics area at the end of lap two. I was about to say, we'd probably, I mean, I would assume maybe his team had a front tire, but... I mean, they I got bikes like, at the rig, like... Go well, get I a wheel. Just backed out and probably got my front tire changed, and then uh, I don't, <laughs> went back out. He doesn't know, and he doesn't know what's going on. He and after he got mad at me, the next day he sent me a photo from Paula, and his clutch was straight up. He was trying to ride without the clutch, oh, you know. To not, right. Well, here's the other thing: he's riding a stock. All right, you can't. First of all, anybody that has a 250, don't do a, a no clutch rear brake moto because one, it ain't good for the transmission. And yeah. that man, I told him, you're on a 250, don't do that. And then sure enough, the things. The freaking clutch levers point to the moon. Wait, yeah. wait, 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 wait. Yeah. Why is he practicing on a 250F? I don't know, man. I feel bad for this kid, but... <laughs> Where's his practice he bike? Is, he is stupid at times, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing. It's amazing. It, it just never stops with him. It's it's phenomenal. Brandon Hartraft <laughs> on the show, brought yeah. to you by RoostMX.net. Uh, well, hey, man, thank you for... Uh, calling in i know you got somewhere to go tonight i uh, appreciate it great work this weekend keep it up and uh i'm really interested to see you know if this can get you to that next level right like every weekend like it's just uh yeah. it'll be cool to see man because yeah you work really hard i've heard from a lot of people behind the scenes about the work ethic you've been putting in and i feel like uh, i've been watching you for a couple of years kind of slowly coming building so uh nice work man yeah i appreciate that thank you guys all right thanks for coming thanks for calling in Hey, uh, do you still eat sushi or what? Man, I've been trying to find an all-you-can-eat sushi place in Tucson, and ever since COVID, there's none, and it's driving me nuts, and Sarah and all her friends are like, why are you so obsessed with this? And it's like, because my friends in California got me freaking hooked on it, and now I just want it all the time, and there's no place. And when I just go to a normal normal sushi place... You, I don't get enough. One. I don't feel I've okay. I've only gone to those all you can eats a couple of times. I've never felt the quality is very good. Who cares? No, I mean the <laughs> rolls definitely aren't. They don't do some the TLC to where you if you buy a separate roll they do a lot of the TLC. Okay, um, so that's it then. It does. Yeah, it. I yeah, mean yeah. I've I've had it a couple times. One night Sarah Uber eats us some to the house because right. she knew I really wanted it. But yep. I got to thank. A-Ray and Heart Raff for getting me on the sushi on the all you can eat sushi. I just I'm started eating sushi. Your oh, just, you're new to sushi? I'm new to sushi. Oh. I was like, I've been a weird eater ever since I was a kid. Yeah. And I was real nervous about it. And yep. one night I went to dinner with them and a bunch of other people. Yeah. And I was the weird one over there eating chicken and rice right. while everyone was eating sushi. <laughs> oh, and I was yeah. just like, you know what? I'm just going to do it. And I just started eating it. And I was like, I like this. It's, it's good. I'm with you, though. At first, I remember like in late 90s, somebody took me there. And I'm like, I am not eating that. <laughs> and uh, I mean, I, it's sketchy. Look, I'll tell you that. Yeah, but dude, how good is it, right? Yeah, generally speaking. Oh, it's, it's the best. It, dude, if I could eat sushi every day, I would. I had, right. to, I had to work my way into the raw stuff. Like, I started with some of the fried stuff and yeah, got yeah. slowly worked into it. Right, and right. now it's like I'll, nice. I'll eat a lot of it. It's good, and when you eat really good stuff like from Nobu or whatever, like a really good high-end place, it, it there's a difference. You pay for oh, it. Oh, it tastes like it tastes unreal. It does. So, thanks, Hot Raff. Thanks for calling in again. Oh, Congratulations, yeah. man. Nice work. All right, thank you. I'll see you guys this right. later, buddy. That's Brandon Hot Raff, everybody. Good dude, like Brandon, and uh, really happy for him uh, to get that result. You know, like mm -hmm. he, for he, sure, he rode really well, dude, especially he did. under fire. Yeah, because Jet was going really he, fast too. He he had speed. He was he had fitness. He had everything you wanted. And I do like I do wonder if he doesn't get the start if he can rip up there. I don't know if he can. We'll see, you know. But it was good. It was good the way it went. Oh, it was sure. really good for sure. He rode um, really well, 
And it was impressive. His fitness was really impressive, too. Yep, yep. Because it, even at the end of the moto, like yep. it looked like he was trying. Rarick has told me about his fitness and how good it is, but I can't trust Rarick all the time, Cade, because Rarick's psyched on all his guys. Well, that's because, yeah. Rarick is pumped on all of his guys. They're amazing. Just wait. You know what I mean? And it doesn't always happen. Yeah. So when Rarick is just jizzing about all his dudes, I can't take him seriously all the time. I get it. Yeah. So sometimes I'm just like, you know, hey, Rarick, just, just back just, it down just a little chill. bit. Just chill. Yeah, just chill a little bit. So, yeah. uh, Kate Clayson here on flyracingmotorsport.com, uh, Pulp Mech Show. Thank you for calling in, people. 702-586-7857. You can call any time. We are to give away a firepower uh, uh, chainer battery to uh, the Got Your Buddy there. Yeah, sure. Um, also, coming up this week, I promise, we've been pumping this for a couple of weeks, the uh, the 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 uh, eBay auction for Tevin Tapia it's going to go up this week. Uh, we got AC's jersey from Chiz Winning Fantasy. We have Sexton jersey. We got a Mookie jersey, Benny Bloss jersey. I have pants and jerseys from uh, Iron Man from Marvin Moosecan from Zach Osborne. I have Christian Craig's jersey. All coming up, and all the money is going to go to Tevin Tapia. We'll tweet that out. Everything else uh, as we get out. So stay tuned for the eBay auction for that. And uh, I know I talked about it last week, but we're going to do it this week. I promise. Perfect. So, uh, thanks to those guys for, for uh, giving us stuff as well. I appreciate that. Uh, Kay Clayson brought to you by It's a rather controversial sponsor we have for of you. Of course. You couldn't have chosen one of your sponsors that also sponsors me. Art of Sport. Oh, that's why is that controversial? Because you didn't get your pack last time. I had to. Yes, I did. No, but you didn't get it from here. I had to send it to you. You wanted. I forgot about it. Like there no, was, you didn't. wasn't. Some I got it like a day after I got home. I didn't think I sent it. You did send it. Okay, Art of Sport, everybody. Everything under ten bucks. Charcoal face wash, anti dandruff shampoo, all of it under ten bucks. Artofsport.com. Find them at Target as well. Do you like the stuff, dude? This stuff is great. That's the recovery cream, dude. I put it on. My did chest feels so much marks? better. Did you try the recovery cream? I, gave I haven't some. tried that one. Okay. Yet. No, yeah. I, I, ended, like, I get this like refreshing smell. Like I smell yeah. really nice now. That's yeah. probably not true, but do you use the body wash and the shampoo? Yeah, yeah. I had to go buy more. Oh, nice. That's good. See, yeah. I gave you free stuff, and then you bought more. That's exactly how promotion is supposed to work. Look at that. Artisport.com. Kenny Roxon's involved with the company as well. Uh, their award-winning products have over 7,000 five-star reviews, and everyone from ESPN, Sports Illustrated, GQ, Men's Health are showing them some love. I've been using their deodorant and their charcoal body wash, and I love it. So it's great. Artisport.com. Get it from Target. Everything under $10, and they're bringing you Cade Clayson tonight on the show. Also, bringing you our next guest on the uh, on the show is Skosh. The guys at Skosh, whether it's uh, Zach Osborne, Dean Wilson, had a good race. Finally, eight eight. We've been right? waiting. Yeah, we've been waiting for Dean to turn it around. Osborne's leading the points, of course. R.J. Hampshire is showing some real speed. They're all sponsored by Skosh. Pulp twenty twenty is the code to save with the folks at Skosh, innovators of award winning consumer technology, power sports, car audio, and accessories. And of course, they're proud sponsors of the Rockstar Husky team. Pulp twenty twenty is the code to save at Skosh dot com. S C O S C H E Scotch dot com and uh, whether it's uh, phone mounts, chargers, cables, the base mount, base links, modular charging system that I have on the desk here, Scotch will bring you uh, what you need. And Pulp Twenty Twenty is the code to save with those guys. Let's bring on our next guest, brought to you by Scotch. He is the guru, the master of ceremonies, the chief, the commander, the president, whatever it is of Red Bud MX. It's Tim Ritchie. What's up, Tim? How are you, man? Hey, I'm good. How you guys doing? Thanks for thanks for calling in. Uh, you are going to be part of the historic double header in the Lucas Oil Pro Motocross Championships this weekend. Never before done, and uh, maybe never again. But a Friday race and a Monday race. Are you ready, Tim, for this? 
Yeah, well, we have to be ready, I guess. It's, <laughs> it's a different one. It's weird. It's very odd. You know, we have the double header coming at us at the back gate and then the front gates, no spectators. So it's, it's very, very strange times for sure. Are you gonna? Are you worried about turnaround between the races for prepping the track and everything? Like, how's that gonna be? I don't know. I don't even know. Is it enough, enough time? Is it gonna be tight? What's it gonna be like? No, it's it's no problem. That track, the the more you run it, the the better it gets. The more the moisture gets gets evened out. So it, the track's no problem running multiple days. What about the uh, the direction and stuff? Are you gonna change anything between the uh, between the two no. rounds? No, we can't Nothing. turn it around. No, I don't Come mean on. turn it around, but I just um, mean add yeah, something or whatever. They're they're really, I mean, with the fencing and everything, it, it's pretty much a major deal to try to change the, the layout. Okay. And I've I've thought about any little tweaks I could do, and it really nothing really fits layout wise. Right. So we might, you know, we're we're going to be working the track for five days with the amateur stuff mixed in. So yep. I might get a little motivation after the first one and do something a little different for the second one. But 702-586-7857. Uh, give us a call if you have a question for Tim Ritchie from Redbud MX. How many times have you raced Redbud, Cade? I've only raced Redbud as a pro once, but I've raced it a few times as an amateur being yeah. from Ohio. Right. So. Uh, oh, I didn't know you are from Ohio, Cade. Cool. Yes, sir. My brother comes up quite a bit when you guys have practices and stuff. I didn't have that luxury yeah. when I was a kid. Um, but my brother and my dad brings him up all the time. Now that he knows how awesome it is. Yeah, cool. Um, Tim, what are the chances that I can ride on Saturday or Sunday? You get me a Yamaha, you prep the track, and I come out and shred Redbud. What are the chances of that? Uh, I got a KTM for you. How's that? No, nah, he's Blue Crew. I got to ride Blue Crew, I think. <laughs> I, I think know, I got to ride Blue Crew. But um, I don't know. You, you, you got some guys you can find a bike. We can get you signed up in the... I don't know what forty class vet forty. Yeah, class? vet forty. Yeah, just can, ask, just I, ask Yamaha. I, I just probably hop right on Barsha's bike. Right, that'd be good. Yeah, why yeah. not? Why not? Why not? I, if, I mean, if you're laying it out there, I'll find you a bike if that's what it takes. Um, now, Cade, you, th- I want to jump the leap. I've doubled the leap. Okay, no problem. Very easy to double the leap. I want to jump the leap. Cade, you gave me some advice. Yes. This is how do you for anybody who's listening. This is how you jump the leap. Go ahead, Cade. So my old mechanic is a red bud local yep and one of my best friends josh who's that who's john that? john shelton and that doesn't ring a bell sorry josh osby is also a red bud yep. local yep. yep him and i no came gosh. up at the same age okay and john used to tell us he's like when you guys want to jump the leap you get on a 450 you're around the corner outside outside, outside. Yep. and once you get relatively straight you grab third you hold it wide open and you'll make it over the landing you might go five feet long but you won't be short that's the key. Third gear, wide open. Third 450. gear, wide open. Well, there might be a speed check in front of it this year, so that might throw money. You don't want 250s jumping it this year. Well, I don't want all the 250s jumping it this year. I don't I don't want some kid on a 150F trying to jump it. Yeah, that's, that's fair. That's what I don't want. I guess, I yeah. guess you guys have to – it's always different with how the turn is, but mm-hmm. when it's a big sweeping turn, yeah. it gets pretty easy. Um, well, there we go. I, I've had the turn choked up pretty tight recently, and – I'll be damned if John Gruy, the 54-year-old dude, he keeps hucking it from the inside. Gruy jumps it? Really? Gruy jumps it from the inside with about 50 foot of run-up. It's crazy. Damn. That's a big deal. So have you ever seen it? Has a quad ever jumped the leap? No. Nope. They went through that era. They... They had me prep it real smooth for them, and and, and they tried it. And I don't think the horsepower to weight ratio really works out for them. 
There we go. Um, yeah, well, so IE Tim just wants to star Yamaha to jump it this year because that's all. That's the only two of these will be jumping it. Well, I mean, they, he, they, they are they're fast. They oh, I know, I know. The first one. Yeah. I mean, you could always put the speed check there on Friday and then Monday take the speed check away. Yeah, that's a cool that's track a change idea. because that's not a bad idea. See, I know what I'm talking about. See, throw me in the dozer. I kind of. I kind of don't want to race with other people, Tim. I just want the track to myself and prepped and watered. Yeah, Steve has to be first practice. Yeah, well, yeah, that's kind of how I want to ride. Have to hang. You'll have to hang out for like Tuesday or something, maybe. I rode Redbud one time uh, after the national on a Sunday at, at an evening. Uh, uh, dirt biker, dirt rider was doing a test on the Moto Triple X race bikes, and somehow they oh worked it out goodness. where they could. That was that was uh, a hundred years ago. I know, no, two thousand two. So. Somehow, they just said either they dealt with your dad or you or the AMA. I have no idea. But, like, about an hour after the last moto, we got to ride Redbud, and it was so rough. It was ridiculous. Well, so yeah. You picked the worst time of day. day. Yeah, I'm just saying, like, yeah, that's the only time much. I ever rode Redbud. Was I was like, and I was out there riding, and I was like, this is almost unridable. This is ridiculous. And that was when I was doubling the leap. So that's Well, cool. Thursday, we have an open a practice. Just come Thursday. I'm worth it for that. No, so, I want to just be by myself, you know? So. so speaking of that, Tim, the only fans that can be at your guys' race are people that are practicing Thursday or racing, correct? Yeah, it's, it's Michigan's what they have going on is you cannot sell spectator tickets to organized events. But we can have, you got to use the right verbiage, um, recreational amateur sports. So... so Someone can, can show up. Yeah, someone can show up with a bike in the back of their truck and never have to race. They don't have to race. Well, they I, could pull a groin I, or, or twist a knee. Yeah, that happens. Right. Yeah, that happens. Right, yeah. right, right. You have to sign up. Once you sign up, you're on the registration list. You're a participant. So you have and to pre-enter. You, and you, you have to pre-enter, but pre-registration is live up to, the, up to your moto. So you can literally sign up when you're rolling in the gate. And once right. you're on the registration list, you can buy passes. You can buy up to eight passes. Per individual, you can buy campsites. Yep, that's about it. There's no, there's no open pits. There's no VIP. There's yeah, yeah, yeah again, none of that. Very, very, very weird, very weird year, you know. But if you want to watch some racing, go there and sign up to race, and you can watch some so racing. You just said that one person can get eight tickets, basically. Well, yeah, the Michigan campground code is eight people per campsite, so we went with that. You, know, you get a family with a couple racers and. You know, so you can basically get one a, person. A, that, a right fork guy and a left fork guy. You got yeah. to bring your crew, you know? Yeah, for sure. You need yeah. your crew. You right. sign one person up, and then you get seven extra tickets. Um, Well, that'll be. Correct. Look at that. That'll be great. I mean, it's a nice way to see. And, and this is for both races, right? For both. you. you this is for. Uh, actually, we're, we're trying to make it affordable for people. So we're, yep. you can do either one. You oh, have okay. To sign, you have to pay for one of the nationals. But, yeah, you can come for Thursday, Friday, and yep. then leave. Or you could come for Saturday, Sunday, Monday, or to Sunday, Monday. Or for the whole weekend, of course. Okay. Yeah, interesting. Oh, yeah, it's different. It's a, it's and, a weird it's year. Not, it's not going to be the crowd. If, you know, there's a lot of people that don't come to our national because they just don't like those kind of crowds. And yep. This is, this is the year to check it out. We'll be, you know, 10% of capacity, maybe. 10% of our national crowd, not even capacity. Yeah, it's going to be weird to be there. So this doubleheader, like, whose idea was this? Did MX Sports come to you? Did you say, hey, what about two? Yeah. How, did, how did, what was the genesis of that? No, they they threw it at us. Um they, they, I guess the factories, a bunch of them have uh, requirements with sponsors, I believe, that they need eight rounds mm-hmm. for their stuff to work out. So they thought they'd try to get nine, so, so there was a spare in there. 
and um, they they said the factories kind of said if they wanted to, we're going to have two of them somewhere. Let's do it here. So okay, all right, yeah, kind of cool of them. Kind of cool of them to just say that. I think honestly, everybody's looking forward to Michigan in the fall. You know what I mean? And Redbud and everything else. Like I think I think people it's are really stoked weird. for it. The, the weather just broke. It's been like 80, 85 degrees and humid as all heck. It was. It's so weird. It's been like July weather. Yeah, it, it's good now. It's it's like eighty during the day. It's supposed to be down to like fifty, fifty-five at night. So really good. Yeah, I just looked like, at the like weather, and it's, weather, I guess. it's supposed to be seventy-three on Friday and seventy on Monday. Oh, that's perfect. So like, oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. I think you'll probably see some of the best racing at Redbud this year because dudes aren't going to be completely waxed from the heat. You know, I feel like at the end of that's the true. motos at Redbud, sometimes it's so spaced out because dudes are you know yeah. trying to not die. Yeah. Yep. True. That's, that's something I didn't even think about. Yeah. Uh, Tim Ritchie on the show brought to you by Skosh Industries. Pulp 2020 is the code to save with uh, Skosh. So people go out to Redbud this weekend and uh, sign up to race and get to watch a couple of nationals. And uh, if you race, great. And if you if you twist an ankle, then that's fine, too. You get to watch two nationals. Uh, we got a phone call from you from Nate here. Nate, what's your question for Tim Ritchie? Oh, my question is uh, I was at VetFest two weeks ago. I think there was like 849 entries. Oh, my God. Is that God, the biggest race you guys from. have ever Crazy. had? Is that the most you've ever had? Yeah, the, I think 600 is the most we ever had. All Jeez. of a sudden we came out with 850 for 550 for practice, like 1,400 entries over two days. It was nuts. I don't want to ride with 550 entries, Tim. I want a private track. <laughs> yeah, I want a private yeah, thing. Yeah. So. I, I honestly think the track gets rougher on amateur days. At yeah. Redbud, they're on Without question. Without question. It was, it was yeah. brutal, but if they ever groomed it, we would have been there until 10 o'clock. Yeah, I really. Uh, I, really wanted to, I really wanted to smooth stuff out for you guys, but I was like, we can't stop. We ran until 7.20 well, as, it, as it was. It, that's, so. that's the same as the World Vets at Glen Helen. It is unbelievable because you, you have all sorts of styles of bikes and ages and bike sizes and creating bumps yeah, everywhere. Our, yeah. our biggest classes are like the plus 50D class instead of like right. – 52 entries or something in that class. Right. Uh, Nate, thanks for the call. Thank you, Nate. Yeah, no problem. And uh, Tim Ritchie on the line here uh, from Red Bite MX. <laughs> Just hang up on the guy. Uh, I, I said see you later. Uh, Tim, you been riding e-bike at all? You been getting out? I haven't. LeBig just got here. He's already ridden PC and uh, and the Andrews just up the road in a day. He's <laughs> he's all over the place already. Um, yeah, I'm I'm trying to make it out. I, I shipped. I tried to ship a battery today. I, I, will, I will attempt again tomorrow. So, um, but Tim came out to Vegas. To, I took him out riding with us in Vegas here. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm sure he did better than I did. He t- Tim just said I he's never crash, seen so. I was scared to death yeah. of the rocks. Oh, Tim, uh, trust me, I found out. It's it's way rockier here than yeah, my house. Yeah, yeah. Kate ate shit too out here, but off the rocks. So don't worry, Tim. Yeah, that's that's it's like the moon. It's like right on the moon. Um, let's get to the bottom of something right now on the show. All right, motocross right, the right, nations, motocross the nations. Like this has been, you know, uh, we have the riders saying it's never been like that before. I don't know why they threw a bunch of sand down. The Euros were tricking the Americans. Blah blah blah. Now, obviously, you had to build a new start, and you did that, and that was mostly sand. But for the record, Tim, for the motocross the nations. There was no sand added to Redbud. Very little in a very few spots. It's, it's something that my analogy of it is something we would never get in a July year of uh, part of the year. It's you never get two days of, of overcast and rain in July. You always get quick storms that come through. Yeah. So that, it's fall weather in Michigan. It's it's weather. Nick Wave, Jeff Stanton, those guys understand it, but. 
So when you have weather coming, any track guy should know this, you, you don't rip the track and open it up when you have weather coming because then you got a two-foot deep, you know, butthole everywhere. So the track was hard underneath, a little loose on top, and we got all that rain, and it yeah. acted like it was super sandy, but it was really just that slop on top. If we could have opened it up, and it, it almost dried out by Sunday to do that, but by then we were out of time yep. to do it. Yeah, I mean, that was the difference. It was it was what those guys practice on all the time: hard packed, sloppy, mucky stuff. But it's just the hand we were dealt. Um, in hindsight, I probably should have ripped it, prepped it, and rolled it back in again, mm-hmm. and, and then let the rain come. But you know, I'd, hindsight's always twenty twenty. I, I really didn't think it was going to rain. Yeah, both days and not stop. You know, right, right. So just for the record, Tim didn't. Yeah, this is not a. This it, was not it, a. No, it was not. This was none of this was Ustream. They didn't come in and tell me how to prep anything. Right. Um, obviously, the start we had to change, and that was 100 percent the house their pit lane structure, which is yeah three times bigger than what we have. So it's really long. So that was that change was strictly for that, and they they didn't. I mean, we talked through stuff prep, but they didn't tell me how to prep it. They didn't say don't rip it. They didn't tell me anything like that this it was just what happened with the weather and it's not a summertime track it's nothing you would ever get in the summertime it's something you would get in october right 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 so just yeah for the we got this out of the way because tim's tim's getting beat up over the years over this thing yeah so. constant everybody still thinks i put the sand out there to help the euros and why, why the hell would i want to do that you know yeah but, but, right, right, the worst right. part of the weekend for me is the u.s finishes you know it was Oh. The, the biggest event the United States ever seen, and, and U.S. got their ass handed to them. That, that sucked, you know. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Tim, we so need maybe, maybe we'll get a chance to redo that someday. I'll get a redo, huh? Yeah, hope so. <laughs> I mean, I feel like Redbud would be the best track to do it at. You know, if you guys had the right weather. Wow, the crowd was amazing. I mean, the crowd was better than Buds, better than Colorado. Those guys had great facilities and great tracks, but there's just no beating Redbud for this race. You know, yeah. I just there isn't. I agree. So. Uh, Tim, yeah, we I was need that Euro crowd would come over. That that Euro vibe would show up, and it did. For yeah, sure. it really did for sure. Yeah. So Tim, we need we need your best B lot story because I've heard some stories of porta potties lit on fire. I need your craziest B lot story that you could, that you Dude, know I, of. I, I avoid B lot. I don't go over that shit show. Come on. Oh my gosh, <laughs> man! It's crazy. I've only there. I've only been once, and yeah. uh, it's it's enough for. You know, a guy like myself, but it's always you always it, see everyone riding through on the the side by sides and everything. Yeah. You know, all the team guys they just take one trip through there always. Yeah, it's pretty. I've been there a couple. Yeah, times, we need yeah. a tram. We need like a tram going around <laughs> the Jurassic Park, you know, <laughs> like a zoo <laughs> tram. Look at it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Look, at the, look at the wild animals around there in Latvia. Pretty yeah. much. Yeah, I like that. That yeah, yeah, exactly. That that'll work pretty good. Uh, well, maybe J Law's lot B stories are the best. I don't know. J Law get, <laughs> getting in trouble. Well, he got in trouble trying to break in. I would. I don't know. I don't know <laughs> what he was doing. I got in trouble trying to break in once when I was underage. Like yeah. I'm not gonna lie. Did you? Yeah, yeah. I tried, right, and they yeah. caught me. It's a, it's a- it's a thing. It's a thing. People I'm, try to get in there underage. And yeah. I'm surprised. It's pretty secure. What was the year? Dude, they, oh, sorry. Go ahead. They tear they the fence down all the time. We're always trying to trying to reinforce the fence. They're always trying to cut it down somewhere and sneak over in the corner, you know. Now, LaRocco jumped the leap on a 125 when he first built it, right? He was doing speed runs, and that's kind of how it came about, right? Well, you want the whole story? You got time for it? Well, I just I knew LaRocco helped you build it, but my my thing I wanted to ask you was on the racetrack, who was the first 125 to jump it? Like as a real jump on a racetrack. 
I have absolutely no idea. Okay. I mean, how many really 125s don't. have jumped it? Oh, yeah. The guys jumped it. I feel like Stu yeah, jumped it. Stewie, Swank, Swank did a can-can over it or whatever and got his foot caught in his front brake cable, if I recall, and landed that way. Yeah. Who? Yeah, Swank. So the story goes. Brian Swank. Brian Swank. 125s, yeah. Cooper, Guy Cooper did it on 125. Yeah. Morocco did it in, uh, that year, I believe, on 125. Yeah. Is it much um, different now compared to then? Because, I mean, I don't see Max Volan coming out and jumping it on his 125. Everything's much different. I mean, that was before I started putting sand on the track. So it was still 100% clay track. Okay, so it was probably... That. that thing's 25 years old or something crazy. Right, right. Okay. So 91, yeah, 91. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I it's, think it was the first year. Just iconic. It's really cool. Do you do you move the landing much? Because you obviously can't do much with the face, but do you, you obviously make the landing a little bit steeper for the national is usually how I not, feel. Not really. I, I actually rebuilt it. I don't know if you guys caught that, but the grandstands that are over there now, yep. those actually sit on top of the original leap. And oh, I, I, I moved it that. over. And there was like a big infield in there. There used to be a loop in there, Steve. Remember yeah, that? I remember mm-hmm. the loop. Was, yeah. yeah. Yep. Well, that's kind of where it sits now. And I mean, I copied it. I, I did a transit shoot of it, and we put it back, kind of built them side by side. And we did transit every four foot. And the thing was in, you know, three or four inches everywhere of being exactly as the other one. Oh, okay. But oh, what moving it over there allowed me to do was to cut the landing in real deep like it is now. The landing used to be super short. You're, it was four foot tall, five foot tall than most. Now, yep. it's, you know, you got 12, 14 foot dropping down in there, which yeah. made a big difference on over jumping it. Because you, before you really couldn't yeah. jump it without it being bad. You know? Yeah, without being, yeah. Well, a lot of guys would blow wheels out if they yeah. OJ'd it. Yeah. But like... Two years that's ago, the weirdest some... thing that's only pros. I've ne- we've had amateurs jumping it forever, and yep. never had an amateur break a wheel, and pros break them all the time. Yeah, yeah, we had to put special rims on for Redbud uh, on factory teams. We would lace up new wheels for Redbud. Yep. Huh? Yeah, absolutely. Huh. That's weird. Um, well, Tim, thanks for coming on. Appreciate it. A historic doubleheader this weekend: Friday, Monday. Should be great, man. Yeah, fantastic. So, um, they, well, I'll, I'll be here. <laughs> yeah, people can sign up. Can I get a Can I get a wristband or whatever? What I need to get around? Can I get something from you? Uh, dude, there's nothing special, bro. There's no There's no passes for anything. I guess. You get right? in, you're here. Nah, I feel like Davey will there's kick no, me out. There's, I feel like Davey will kick me out somewhere. There's, there's Tim, no. There's no VIP. There's no nothing. I will say you have the best water trucks of anywhere I've ever been. Well, thank you. Those those are I've bought about six or seven or eight of those things I've built since, since the beginning. <laughs> yeah, really, right? They are fantastic. Uh, thanks for coming on, Tim. Appreciate it, everybody. Go and uh, check it out. Go sign up, race amateur. Uh, watch a couple of races. Watch a couple of nationals while you're at it. It's good times. So, um, all right. Thanks for having me on, guys. Thanks, Tim. Talk to you soon. Thank you. That's Tim Ritchie from Redbud. Brought to you by Skosh. Pulp 2020 is a code to save. First commercial break of the night. We still got Justin Barsha coming up. I'm excited to talk to, G- to Bam Bam. And uh, more Loretta Lynn's talk, the race tech rant with Kate Clayson, motorsport.com, tweet at Talon. And much more coming up after this. We'll be right back after this commercial break. Lipstick on your dipstick? Those who love motocross know motorsport.com has the knowledge and expertise to make your next ride your best ride. Motorsport.com has a broad selection of in-stock parts and gear at competitive prices. We specialize in bringing you OEM and aftermarket parts, riding gear and accessories for dirt bikes, motorcycles, ATVs, and UTVs. All thanks to the most dedicated and experienced team of gearheads in the industry who use the very parts we sell on motorsport.com. 
Motorsport.com always offers fast shipping and free delivery on orders more than $79 to ensure you never miss a ride. Whether you race on the track, ride the trails, or commute on the street, shop Motorsport.com today for the best customer service and experience when buying the parts and gear you need to stay on two and four wheels. Make your next ride your best ride, only at Motorsport.com. Steve. Kiefer. Do you want to hear about one of the best rides I've ever had? Dude, it's not time for After Dark yet. <sighs> Chill down, dude. I just want to talk about Race Tech stuff. Oh, that's it. Okay. Gosh, go man. Basically, I've had the chance to do some stuff with Race Tech recently with the CRF 250R and, of course, the KX250. And as you know, I've talked about on the show, I wasn't a real hardcore fan of Race Tech stuff back in the day. But since Rob and Andrew and those guys have assembled at Race Tech, the stuff has been great. So, um, for you guys out there listening, if you guys are looking to get your engine work done or even some suspension work, or as Steven says on the show sometimes, get your seals and <laughs> your oil rebuilt Bushings. in your fork and shock. Get it rebuilt. It helps. 15 to 20 hours. Head over to Racetech.com. Check out. They even got a cool little simulator. You can look at uh, what size spring rate you might need for your bike. So a lot of cool features over there on the website. But uh, And as you know, Yamaha Blue Crew guy over here, you guys have some of that on your bike? It's fantastic. Zombie Blos uses it. Jerry Robin uses it. Starling, all of those guys over there. Malcolm Stewart won a Supercross with Race Tech stuff a few years ago. Pulp19 is the code to save. Mention Pulp MX when you, when you call. You can save on the service. You can save, save on motor work. You can save on springs if you just want to do that and get it put in yourself or do it yourself. Race Tech is the one-stop shopping for motor and suspension work. You can also mention the code HOMELIFE2020. That's better. That's a better code, I think. We'll do either one. Just <laughs> listen, people. Give your bike some love. Get your suspension modified service. Get your motor modified serviced with the folks at Race Tech. Good people. Want a chain and sprocket kit but aren't sure what you need? Then call Vortex Racing at 800-440-3559 and get hooked up with a V3 performance kit. They have more gearing than your garage has room for. With over 30,000 possible gearing combinations, Vortex has the right gearing for any track condition. Join the ranks of Factory Yamaha's Justin Barsha and Aaron Plessinger, as well as Supercross champion Dylan Ferrandis, and run a Vortex Sprocket. Available in red, black, blue, silver, and green. Yes, green. Call a doctor, because things just got sick. Warning. May cause extraordinary power, excessive performance, and speed so fast your eyes will bleed. Call Vortex Racing at 800 440 3559. Mention promo code PulpMX2020 and get the best deal on your next order. And don't forget to sign up for the Vortex EK Athlete Support Team for 2020. For more information, call 800 440 3559 or visit VortexRacing.com. Maxima Racing Oils was created for world-class racers who challenge the limits of possibility. Their demands on equipment drive us to look beyond conventional ideas and to exceed industry standards. It's in our DNA to identify problems, formulate solutions, and execute at the highest levels of competition. Case in point, the championship-winning Factory Kawasaki Race Team, longtime Maxima partners who extensively use Maxima throughout the bike. Maxima's USA-made products exceed JSO requirements and can be used in all motorcycle brands. Kawasaki, Honda, Yamaha, Suzuki, KTM, Husqvarna, and more. 
Maxima Racing Oils. Experience the difference. Visit MaximaUSA.com for more information. Hey, Pulp listeners, this is Andy from Guts Racing. I want to thank you guys for all the loyal support over the years. Thanks, Steve Mathis, for uh, having us on the show. Steve normally asks for us to write out what we want to say, but this year I'm shooting it from the gut, right from the heart, because I really do appreciate all the fans out there that take time out of their day to put an order in at GutsRacing.com using Pulp MX 2020 for 2020 to get 20% off. Keep ordering, guys. Appreciate it. Love the support. Shout out to all the Guts Riders out there. Go get some this year. Thanks for listening to the Pulp MX Show, everybody. Please, if you're listening to these commercials, I appreciate it. Yeah, that's right, because without these commercials and without these sponsors, we wouldn't have a janky radio show for you to listen to. But for now, I want to talk about Roost MX, the official graphics company for both Cobra Moto and the Cycle Trader Rock River Yamaha team. For over 20 years, they've been delivering professional-level graphics for every rider from an amateur to a pro including Alex Ray back in the day. Choose from our selection of graphics uh, online or make yours one of a kind. Roos also offers a wide range of custom products from t-shirts, sticker kits, helmet kits, trailer graphics, and more. 48-hour turnaround. Be sure to check out the new Pulp Nation section on the website. Get your Pulp Mech swag, customize your bike, get custom stickers, uh, get custom helmet stickers, whatever it is, uh, including Pulp Mech stuff. Follow them on Instagram, at RoosMX, for monthly sales. Get your equipment looking fresh, visiting RoostMX.net, and use the discount code PULPNATION to save 20%. Thanks, RoostMX.net. FMF Racing is proud to celebrate 45 years of fun, building every FMF exhaust right here in the USA. Owner and founder Don Emler may have started FMF Racing in his garage 45 years ago, but Don is still hands-on in our 100,000-square-foot, state-of-the-art manufacturing facility in Southern California. FMF's goal? Design and manufacture the world's best performance exhausts, 100% in the USA, under one roof. FMF is a proud sponsor of the Lucas Oil Pro Motocross Championship for over 25 years. Max Superfan Dylan here. The only thing I love more than seeing Eli win is Michelin motorcycle tires. And Michelin is introducing many exciting new tires for 2020. For V-Twin riders, the Michelin Commander 3 Cruiser and the Michelin Commander 3 Touring tires offer improved wet grip and enhanced tread life. For sport bike and track day riders, the Michelin Power 5 tire and the Michelin Power GP tires feature the same architecture and profile for effortless sport bike setup from street to track. If you'd like to have the same tire that won the 2019 Red Bull Ayersburg Rodeo, the Michelin Enduro Extreme Tire is the tire for you. And the Michelin Star Cross 5 tire range is now available for young motocross and off-road riders in sizes for 50cc bikes and up. To learn more about these and all other Michelin two-wheel products, check out www.motorcycle.michelinman.com Visit your local dealer or online retailer and follow at Michelin Motorcycle on Instagram and Facebook. Hey guys, it's Mathis. Look, if you're still not wearing a neck brace in 2020, it's time to go get one or at least think seriously about it. It's been over 15 years since the neck braces first came out. They're not the clunky, oversized devices they used to be. Atlas came in and changed the way all neck braces were designed by introducing flexible technology to the world and proving that neck braces can be something you can actually ride in 
while performing at the highest level. Look at Jason Anderson winning Supercross championships or look at Martin Davalos or anybody else. Don't take my word for it just because I have two Manitoba championships to my name. Wait, I have four. Just look at how many other brace designs look like the Atlas one. Atlas pioneered all the modern neck brace features and have been refining them ever since then. While the competition has been trying to catch up, grab the brace that's been leading the pack. Check out atlasbrace.com. Get yours today. There is a pulp discount if you check out sponsorddeals.com on pulpamexshow.com. So be like Chase Sexton, Martin Davalos, and many other guys that wear the Atlas brace. Atlasbrace.com. Over three decades, Works Connection has been designing and delivering factory-level parts to help produce champions worldwide. From the novice rider right up through the pro ranks, their winning products like skid plates, radiator braces, pro-launch start device, elite clutch perch, and elite axle blocks help to protect and refine motocross, supercross, and off-road bikes. Join Team Honda HRC, Star Racing Yamaha, Smart Top Honda, JGR Suzuki, and HEP Racing Race teams that rely on Works Connection products to deliver quality and reliability. To see what they have to offer and to help improve your race efforts, just visit WorksConnection.com today. And don't forget to enter Pulp MX20 to save 20% on your order. Over 65 years ago, Vertex Pistons was born out of a small technical workshop in northern Italy's famous Motor Valley. Expanding and maturing among the racing legends of Ferrari, Lamborghini, MV Augusta and Ducati, today Vertex Pistons are the pistons of choice for motorcycle riders and teams throughout the world. Because of their renowned reputation for exceptional quality, Vertex Pistons is a factory piston supplier to KTM, Husqvarna, Beta, Gas Gas, and TM. From the Motocross, Supercross, MXGP, GNCC, National, and World Enduro Series, you can find Vertex Pistons winning championships. Vertex Pistons strives to provide you with world-class factory technology at a very competitive price. No matter which brand of bike you ride, when it's time to rebuild your top end, Vertex Pistons will have your engine performing better than new. To see our full range of two-stroke and four-stroke pistons in replica, high compression, or GP-style configurations, visit us at vertexpistons.com or stop into your local dealer and ask for a Vertex Piston Kit today.
Welcome back, everybody. Pulp and Beck Show brought to you by Motorsport.com and the folks over at Fly Racing. Still have the uh, Motorsport.com tweet at Talon segment coming up. We got the uh, Race Tech rant coming up here. Uh, Justin Barsha coming up, too. Also, Kate Clayson in studio. Kate, I'm looking forward to talking to Bam Bam. We haven't had him on, I don't think, since Anaheim won. I like talking to Barsha. He's a good dude. Yeah, he's a good dude. He's been riding really well. Like, that second moto was amazing. That was pretty good. I really liked it. Talk about two dudes, like, just pushing each other. Just, you know. I haven't seen Barsha ride that aggressive, but be, like, totally in control. Except for the pass on Adam. Was that in control? I I was going to bring this up to him. Sarah and I are watching the race. I'm sitting there, and I see him pass Adam. Let's save it for when he's on the the line. Well, I can bring it up again. Okay, fine. I'll save it. I'll tell you what. The reviews are in, Marks, for my, my headband, and they are off the charts. They are, are they? Yeah. Off the chart. I, I got to be honest. I'm getting nothing. Is that the bottom of the chart? I've been getting nothing chart? but massive mm. positive feedback. Don't so. be jealous because my shirt is actually a hit. It's a hospital I don't one. understand how that shirt's a hit. It's, it's got a big cactuses on it. Hi, Des Life. This is for the Des. <laughs> I guess. Kiefer would approve. So would all the Des yeah. rats. No, that's true. That's absolutely right. They would They would approve. Des rats. Very Deserats unite. Uh, 702-586-7857 if you want to uh, call in and talk some motocross. Indiana uh, this past weekend and uh, two in a row at Redbud. Kate, if you were, you've raced nationals plenty of times, how would you be with that two-day break? You, you're fine? No problems? How's that going to be? I don't think it'll be an issue for anybody, especially because it's not going to be hot. Right. Um, if it was super hot, I would be a little more concerned because yeah. like, if it's super hot on Friday, you know, some guys would yeah. almost take a whole week off to recover. Yep. But since it's only, like I said earlier, it's only going to be 73, mm-hmm. that's that's not hot to any of these guys. So I think everyone will be just fine. It'll. I think it'll be really good racing. Yeah. Yeah, for all the reasons, kind of what you were saying, I agree. Yeah, it's going to be great. I There's, there's I don't, it, Michigan, I've been there in the fall. It's beautiful. It's a great time of year there. I absolutely love it. I was them. just there. Yeah. Last week. For what? Uh, visiting Sam. Sarah's family lives up there. I have family that has a house up there. So where at? Um, Sarah's family lives in South Haven. Okay. Um, they're there in the summer, and then South Carolina in the winter. And then my family is just south of Kalamazoo. They have a little lake house up there. Oh, so. okay. Yeah, beautiful, beautiful oh, part unreal. of, the, uh, so of the country at this time of year. So, so let me ask you a question. Yes. You're pumped on the doubleheader, right? Yeah, I think it's cool. Do yeah. you think motocross could use more? of weird things like that like you know maybe a double header where they race you know thursday sunday friday monday or hey buddy they race you know three motos instead of two or they do a um. moto gp style format one weekend because i feel like the triple crown thing in supercross really livened it up a little bit uh-huh. it it threw a little bit of yeah. freshness into a very routine schedule Yes, I was just talking to somebody about this this weekend. We are so steeped in tradition, and I love tradition. I'm a I'm a fan and historian of the sport, right? Uh, why are motos thirty plus two? Like, why don't they just like why? Uh, why can't they be thirty minutes total? So twenty eight plus two, so you can get it in thirty minutes. Why not add another third moto to some races? Uh, yeah, run a double header. 20s, yeah, you know? like you could try it, switch it up. Like, you know what I mean? Like, why not? Um, the triple crown has worked in supercross. I think would I like 17 rounds of it? Probably not, no. but it's nice to switch it up. Uh, double headers are cool. Uh, you know, road racing guys do that all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, 
you know, you worry about fans fans buying tickets for two events that close. So you have to work something out where you well, I mean, buy, even buy a you, ticket for both or something. You did the, the MotoGP thing where they have a moto on. Like, I love what they're doing in Canada right now. Yeah. I think that, yeah, is, there we go, I think right. that is such a cool schedule. Yeah. Yeah, why not have a moto on a Saturday like they're doing now and mm-hmm. then have two on Sunday and have, yeah. a, have a three moto uh, Red Bud race because, you know, we all want more Red Buds or more Millvilles or whatever. You know, uh, yeah, sure, Kate. Like, I'm down. Like, you don't know until you try it. And there's definitely a, the motocross series coming after the end of 17 rounds of Supercross is a grind. It is a, uh, you know, a grind. And by the end, the teams are exhausted. The mechanics are working their balls off. Uh, you know, it's a lot of work. As you know, you've been part of it. So why not try to, you know, switch it up and, uh, and making it up? And, 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 and if it doesn't work, go back. Get rid of it. Try it, right? Why mm-hmm. not? Uh, so I've always been that way uh, for, for that kind of sport. So uh, I want to talk to you more about y- you think you may get the last two nationals in for yourself? Uh, You're I'm, trying? I'm planning on it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's game on now. I've been motoing um, a little over the last week. Um, a little longer Have you been motoing with Blos out in the desert somewhere? I haven't seen Blos once. Right. Um, he rides at ACP a lot. Yeah, yeah. And it's two hours for me to get there. Um, so it's... I go there maybe once a week, and, you know, he's only... So you're going to be doing full privateer? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I have a friend who's going to maybe bring a rig that we can pit out of, uh-huh. um, so that would be fun. I don't I don't know how Colorado's going to go fan-wise, so I don't know if, like, Sarah's going to be able to come or who, who all's going to be able to come with me and stuff. Um, but, yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm going to do it. The team's helping me get parts and everything. Like, it's not like I'm buying everything, but yeah. a lot of it's on me, yeah, obviously, because yeah. I'm going to go do it. And That's cool. Um, hopefully Colorado – or, I mean, the plan is Colorado and Paula yeah. as long as they happen. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's going to happen. I'm going to be on a freshened-up practice bike. Yep. My, uh, the team's going to fly my mechanic to my house like a week and a half early, I think. Yep. And, uh, yeah, we're going to go do it. Nice. So good. It, it should be fun. Yeah. I, I mean – Sarah was impressed with me riding the other day. Uh, you know, I have a tendency to kind of just be a very boring rider to watch. Um, I never look fast, <laughs> ever. <laughs> and, uh, you know, she even said, like, I look very aggressive. I'm actually super comfy on the Cowie Outdoors, even when I was riding it with Supercross stuff. Yep. Um, you know, my bike's not crazy fast, so it's very easy to handle. Um, I just got some new suspension from Racetech. Um, those guys take care of me, and... You know, I, I, I'm enjoying riding right now. Yeah, like yeah I told you're getting you, back into it a little I, bit, huh? I, I yeah. told you I, I barely rode for two months. You know, I think until like a week and a half ago, I'd only rode once yeah. since Salt Lake City, and that was just a ride with a kid I was coaching. So um, I'm having a lot of fun right now riding. You know, it's, you know, yeah. it is what it is. See what, uh, and you like th- you like uh, Thunder Valley and Paula? Like I've only raced Thunder Valley once, Okay. Um, and I did really well. It's where I scored my first outdoor point. Um it was a really fun track to race. Yeah. The elevation doesn't really bother me. Um, I've never liked Paula. I've ridden there once as an amateur and a couple times as a pro. I've yeah. never been a huge fan, but um, you know, I intend on going out there one week and riding during the week a little bit yeah, to yeah. just ride. Yeah, just get just some, the atmosphere. Yeah, yeah, you know, hit some idea. of the jumps. Yep. You know, I know it's going to be a lot different, but just to get maybe that feel. I know they'll they'll start to turn their pro track. Um, into the national style right, track right. the closer they get to it so i'm going to try and wait as long as i can and ride that and hopefully get wyatt out there from race tech and maybe you know right. do a little testing yeah, and we'll be golden get it set up and that's part of your race tech rant which we'll get to in a little bit here justin barsha coming up here on the show uh ryan what's going on man <clears throat> hey there just got a quick question for you yeah uh so as far as the loretta's amateur week goes 
do you see any situation in the future where they transition to times qualifying? Because I know Deegan was pissed when he got a pretty bad gate pick and a couple other guys that were, you know, front contenders got 30-something gate picks. Yeah, it's, uh, it's ridiculous. It's so stupid. It's so <clears throat> I don't know. I, I'm not in charge of any of that, but it's so stupid. It's the same as Motocross to Nations. You go to Motocross to Nations, you spend all this money, all this time, everything else to go there, and you literally and, – and then they have massively unfair starts at the Motocross to Nations, massively unfair, and then you show up, and you're one of the top countries, and you draw ping-pong ball number 38. Some monster chick pissed picks 38 and good luck everybody and and indonesia and iceland are all got better spots than you like it's so stupid we have the technology to time people we can we can lay down a qualifying times and i get that's how it's always been who cares do it the right way qualifying it's it's ridiculous the loretta's thing drives me nuts myself going to loretta's a bunch of times it's so annoying you're one of the best riders in the class and you you have this huge dish advantage just purely off bad off, luck off of a spoon yeah like it's, a dude it's it's how why, why why would they do that like I get it back then when they started it they didn't have qualifying times and all that so that's what you did but now we have the ability to qualify people mm-hmm. and uh, and the same thing with motocross the nations the most prestigious race of the year we're drawn ping pong balls with a monster chick there we go everybody like think about that you go to the Olympics and they just draw your your starting gate out of your out of your you, whatever your ping pong ball like yeah. it's so dumb it is dumb and, and, and so i'm with you ryan they, yeah 100 percent should be changed I, I don't know if they ever will though I, I don't know i mean i don't know why it's not changed now so okay that's yeah. cool good yeah. to know all right <laughs> thanks ryan appreciate thank it you. thank you uh hey uh years ago uh when i was a mechanic on the circuit i met a guy named Artie. he was a mechanic for a pro rider also and i met him a little bit and uh hung out with him and a really cool guy and now guess what he's a lawyer Wow. Yeah, he's a lawyer. So, hey, if you've been in a motorcycle or car accident, uh, if somebody took you out, you need to call our attor- attorney, <clears throat> Arthur Draper. He's a friend of the show. Like I said, I know I know Artie for a while. He's a slow moto guy turned attorney. In fact, ambulances chase him now. Uh, he takes the time to know the clients and will take the time to talk to you personally. He, uh, con- consultations are free. Uh, just give him a call. ArthurDraper.com. A-R-T-H-U-R-D-R-A-P-R.com. Help is only a phone call away. And uh, Artie's one of us. He's a motorcycle guy through and through. And uh, it's free to give him a call and talk to him. And he only gets paid if you get paid. So I thought I would give him a shout out and uh, and help him out. So please check it out. ArthurDraper.com. If you need a lawyer, you need somebody to talk to, he can dial you in. And like I said, he's moto people. So he's good people. All right. Uh, so thanks to people for listening. Uh, Brett's on two. Brett, what's going on? You want to talk about Jason Anderson? Yeah, what happened to him? How's it going, guys? Uh, it's good. I guess uh, he's got a plate in his arm from when he broke it, and, uh-huh. and the plate is bugging him. Well, how it's bugging oh, okay. him, I don't know, but that's that's the deal. Yeah, it's bugging him, so uh, I don't know if he'll be racing. Okay, sure. yeah, I was just re-watching it in Moto1, because in Moto2, he didn't even show up. In no. Moto1, I was looking to see if he crashed in about five-minute marker. You see him dropping, dropping, and then it's yep. out. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised to not see him line up if it's something surgical that needs to get taken out, that plate or whatever, you know? So. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. Because he was doing good. Yep. Thanks, Brett. He was doing good. I know. No problem. And one more, one more thing. Yeah. Who's the co-host in there? I forget. It was Cade Clayson. Clayson. They're uh, shutting down Paula on September 10th to October 10th, so... Mm. Practicing Better get in there over wow. there soon. I guess I gotta get there. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, good, thanks for the update. Good back all month for that. So there's your. Uh, yeah, good to know. There's your uh, inside info on that one. All right, so. thanks, man. Cool. Thanks, guys. Thank Cheers. you. Appreciate it. All right, next call before Justin Barsha comes up. It's Nick. What's up, Nick? How are you? 
Yo, Steve, I got some questions about, uh, do you use the Maxima USA for your mountain bike, like the cleaning or the, the grease or anything like that? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I use, uh, I use, I use, I don't use the SC1 on my bike. Um, it's awesome, SC1, but I just, I, yeah, I don't need to have a shine a bike, you know, looking like a, uh, a shine. Okay. Cause I was going to order a bunch, I was going to order a bunch of muck off stuff, but if you got a, uh, a connection with them. I'm just going to get yeah, the Maxima. Yeah, use the code PULP20 when you check out at Maxima's website and uh, get the degreaser, get the cleaner. I use the chain lube, uh, the dry formula chain lube, uh, so, just, okay. so it just doesn't get everywhere. Um, but that's the chain lube that I use. Awesome. Thanks, buddy. All right, no problem. Thank you. Appreciate it. Max Maxima has a bicycle chain loop? Yeah. Oh, okay. Right, whole line of mountain bike products. Look at that. So Didn't know that. Um, all right, let's get to our next guest here on the Pulp MX Show, brought to you by Vortex Racing. This man... Used Vortex sprockets on the back of his bike this weekend to put in an impressive ride, never mind winning the moto last week in the mud. Vortex Racing, email Kyle at VortexRacing.com to save with those guys. Get the same sprockets as Justin Barsha, Aaron Plessinger, Brock Tickle, uh, Ferrandis, Stu used uh, Vortex Racing sprockets back in the day. Email Kyle at VortexRacing.com. Get a deal from those guys. Uh, let's bring them on the show right now. Bam Bam, what's up, man? How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good, man. We've been talking about your ride on uh, all that stupid stuff that I talk about all the time. So, uh, I, I know you're a big listener, Justin. I know you're a huge <clears throat> listener. So, oh yeah, I got uh, the boombox out, <laughs> popping the, popping the station hard. Yeah, yeah. Um, listen, it was a great ride, man. And uh, I loved uh, Adam seen Cirillo on Twitter. Someone said, "What did you think about when Justin passed you? You know, sideways, legs off, and everything else." And Adam replied that he was on a poster. He was going to be on a poster. That's that's what he thought of. <laughs> but, yeah, what a guy, <laughs> dude! That was a, that was a gnarly pass right there. That was awesome. Yeah, I don't even know. Like everyone was like after the race, like what was that? And I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> that's just Justin. I had, I yeah. Don't even, yeah, that's kind of typical. Like you just never know what you're going to get. And I, I don't know. I was like in that moment, and I was like just like on Eli's back wheel and I was like need to follow him and I like just tossed that thing hard. It, yeah. That's a pretty wicked jump. Yeah, yeah no, cool. that was cool. Uh, great ride, man. You, uh, damn it, if you took away that DNF uh, last week in the mud, you'd be right there in the points. Uh, you're still right there. You're not that far off, but a strong start to the year for you. Yeah, it's been good. You know, I've, uh, we've, we've done a lot of work, uh, you know, a lot of us at the Yamaha team and outside the Yamaha team. So it's been, it's been busy, busy year, man. Kind of crazy. Lots of things going on. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was a shame about that DNF, you know, could have probably could have avoided that, but unfortunately things happen and that's just uh, racing in general. So yeah. uh, just look past that. I think, you know, me and Eli are kind of in a similar similar spot right now and uh, we both have a lot of points to make up and um you know i i honestly think uh we're gonna see a lot more of that racing uh coming up so i'm, I'm quite excited about it that was awesome you were pushing hard he was answering you <laughs> uh you guys were going at it it was an, a great race man you after something like that i mean you guys have had your run-ins in the past there's no secret but after the race you both congratulate each other i thought that was really cool but i love to watch two guys just laying it out like that that's cool yeah, you know, we've for sure had our history, and um, at the end of the day, when you, you know, you hang it out there that much, give it absolutely everything you have to the last drop, it's, uh, you know, you just got to pat each other on the back and uh, yeah. say a good race. Did you have a spot where you thought you could try for the last couple laps? Did you have a spot? Oh, man. Honestly, I it's kind of haunting me. I was like, <laughs> what, could I, what could I did different? And not to say the track was one line by any means, but we were in such a race groove. Like, I had a few different lines 
was, but I was just like so in the zone of like hitting the spots. And I really wish I would have switched it up and tried a few different things because I still feel like I had some speed to where if I lost a little, I could have maybe gained it back. So, um, you know, I, I didn't really have a spot. I wish I would have searched around a little more, but at the end of the day, you know, that's racing and um, we, we definitely put it on the line. 702-586. Pulp, you got a question for Monster Yamaha's Justin Barsha. Give us a call. 702-586-7857. Brought to you by the folks at Vortex Racing. Um, yeah, you had that one right-hander where you would swing out wide and you would cut across the inside hump almost of the – Yep. Uh, that was pretty sweet. You tried that a couple times in a row. Yeah, I did think that was a good spot, but that, that you know, because on the slight lap, I looked at those lines, and yep. I saw the inside was really deep and choppy, and I was like, I knew Eli was hammering it, and I was like, maybe it'll get worse through the race, and I'll be able to swing shot this thing, but yeah, uh, yeah it never worked out. <laughs> uh, this fucking Villapoto guy, of course, he's taking all the credit right now, Barsha, for this. Uh, he's unbelievable. <laughs> uh, but how much has he, has he te- you know, we knew Ryan Villapoto was testing for you guys. How much has this stuff helped? Yeah, you got to give credit where it's due, and uh, yeah, RV, you know, come on, man, he's 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 a champ. He's he knows what he's doing. He's still fast, uh, you know. He yeah. he he gave us he gave us a good a good setting to start with, and um, I set it up a little bit uh, for my style. But uh-huh. all in all, you know, he he put in some great work to uh, to help us out. So yeah, definitely give him some credit for sure. He rides on the rear. He rides out of the rear wheel, you know, a lot. He doesn't ride like you. He yeah. doesn't rev it like you. So I don't know, but he's claiming he's the he's the answer. So I just feel with it if i don't if uh, i, if I yeah. don't tell him that he's great then he won't come on the show ever again so i just got to tell him like yeah yeah, yeah it's all good you know yeah so. no nah, it's uh yeah he, he definitely helped us out for sure and then uh you know brock came on and he did some testing and mm-hmm. stuff like that and, and got his set up but we're, we're we're really not that far apart on setups and stuff like that and you know uh, we've we've put in a lot of work there's no you know it's answer parts man we've We've done our time, and you know it's it's time for us to shine a little bit. So I'm happy it's it's working out the way it's working out. Yeah, obviously. Look, your contract's up next year. There's lots of rumors about you in the pits, and you know yeah. I, I I I could ask you about it, but I you know you're not really in a position to comment right now. So we'll just we'll forget about that. <laughs> like because you know like there's nothing you can confirm. Like your deal's up, right? But you're shopping. Yeah. Yeah. Who knows. Yeah, for sure. There's not, like, like I said, there's not much to say. Um, you know, a, a month ago, I would have told you, um, I don't know. I have no, no offers. I yeah. have absolutely nothing. It's right. like we're in the middle of COVID. The world's all messed up. <laughs> when are we racing? Where are we racing? How are we racing? And then, you know, the last month, the last, you know, few weeks, it's really, um, some opportunities have opened up and, uh, you know, it's definitely sit, sitting back and, yeah. and, you know, honestly, I'm, I'm for sure right now, the main focus is going after this championship. I, I, I I have a shot at it still, and I'm going to give it my all and go for that. And, uh, you know, whatever works out, uh, yeah. you know, and other stuff will, will thank, work out. But, thank, yeah, we'll, we'll see. Thank God the, the, the end of Salt Lake wasn't the end of the racing season for you, Bam Bam. Thank God. Yeah, tell me, <laughs> tell me about it. That, that's, that was, that was haunt, haunting me um, <laughs> until motocross started. I know, right? uh, JB, uh, uh, you guys obviously stayed at Ironman after uh, the last round last year and tested i believe yeah. on monday um how yeah. close are you to that setting or like <laughs> how much do you think like that affected your, just... your good result i'm guessing not i'm all. guessing not close at all now. <laughs> uh zero <laughs> no <laughs> um you know we we always try to put in the effort however we can and you know it was definitely a good idea um, we did get to do a little testing, and unfortunately, it started pouring, absolutely pouring, like like just in the beginning of our day there. So we didn't really get to do that much, and it was like, 
it was good. It should have been a really good thing, but it was like, we didn't really learn it. I mean, you know, you always learn something, I suppose, but like, it really didn't No, it didn't really do anything. Well, I feel <laughs> like, I feel like testing a year in advance or, you know, however long yeah. it was. Yeah. It was a year in advance because yeah. of yeah. Marvin, the Marvin thing. Um, yeah. It, like just riding styles in general, like you probably ride a slightly bit different. So a setting might not work as good for you a year later as it did back then. Yeah, it's it's funny you say that because someone I was saying something today when I did the Zoom interview for motocross and it was like, you know, you guys always like, you know, why can't you just use your setting from last year? And the way I kind of look at it, like, uh, you know, in car racing, you're strapped in, you can't move. Like, yeah, you can use your old settings from the year before and you work on that. But in, in motocross or supercross, you change so much as a rider. Fitness, um, feel, you learn different stuff, you you pick up good habits, bad habits, and you're always moving. So really, you, you can't always go off that old setting. You can start there, but you always end up somewhere else. So yeah, I, I agree with you 100%. A year out um, on testing. Like, yeah, you can do development, but like fine setting testing I'm not, I don't think so <laughs> listen Bam Bam I have a YZ450 it's an amazing bike and I have an FMF exhaust and Renthal bars and works connection stuff I, I just think you should do that that's fine there you go yeah I you're dialed bro I mean W wheels you know I, yeah everything seems alright so <laughs> listen Kate, well, you, you rode one you liked it uh, I rode like a I'm couple just saying, laps I said it was fast it's fast they're good it's, bikes it's really fast thank you thank you um, yeah Go ahead. I I, I I agree that it's a, a great bike, and you know it wins all the shootouts and things like that. And then people see us going like, "Oh, we're we're struggling this and that," and it's very easy to uh, make mistakes and 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 lose lose a bike easily. So, um, you know, it is a great bike, though. For uh, sure, I agree with you. More more frustrating time for you, Bam. Uh, the Salt Lake City rounds or the end of the JGR Suzuki days? Which Holy one? Which one had cow. you more on suicide watch? Uh, <laughs> definitely my uh, my JCR Suzuki. Yeah, okay, all right, all right. Like I'm enough. not not bagging on no. anybody or nothing, but yeah. like I almost re- I almost retired. So yeah, like, no, I know. <laughs> it, it was uh, yeah, it was really not. It was really not good. Yeah, I, I admire the so like your contracts up. Like we know you you know you you don't know where you're going. You have this garbage Salt Lake for all the reasons. You know you're frustrated there. Bike setup, riding, all this kind of stuff. Not working out, and it's. I think it's admirable that you were able to kind of put that in the rearview mirror, start riding outdoors, yeah. getting back into your groove. Like it's like the old Barsha's back. Like you're not letting this. You know, you guys, you riders are so weird that something like that <laughs> with your contract ending, you could have just thrown in the towel and been like, "Well, screw these guys, screw the bike. I'm riding my my nine races, and I, and you know, and we'll figure it out." But you did not do that. You probably rolled your balls off. You tested a ton. And you're back, and you're you know you're winning a moto, and you're riding this weekend, and I think that's the tip of the visor for you to do that, man. I, I really do. Yeah, thanks. I, I mean, I appreciate it. It's uh, you know, I don't know. For me, like, I just anytime I strap my helmet on, I'm gonna give it everything I have, and it doesn't matter if it's a, a contract year, if my contract's up, if I if I already yeah. know I'm gonna go do something else. It, it just it doesn't it doesn't matter at the end of the day. I just feel like I just like racing, and I'm yep. I'm gonna give it my my all no matter what. And like if my all if I'm not comfortable on a bike or something, and I give it my all, and it's tenth place, I still give it my all. So at the all end right. of the day, I, I can leave the race or the track and go. I did everything I could, and if it's first place or if it's last place, I, I right. know I and I I know I tried my hardest. So yeah. yeah. 
No, I agree. And and sometimes, you know, that heart on your sleeve, that passion has got you into trouble. You've done some dumb things, oh, as yeah. we all know. <laughs> but 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 it's but it's also times like that where the second moto is there and it's rough and it's fucking shitty and Eli Tomac's there and he's gnarly and you just you're just riding the heart on your sleeve, you're just gassing the shit out of your bike trying to beat this dude. Right? Like that that's yeah. That's how you get with yeah. you. It's not always perfect, but yeah, exactly. No, you're definitely correct. I've done some stupid stuff with, you know, wearing my, my heart on my sleeve, as they say, and, yeah. and giving it my all and, and doing something stupid. But I think, like, I mean, I can't – I still – like, the last thing that I did was that was kind of stupid was, like, when I, like, argued with Eli after, I think it was uh, Atlanta, like, where we got into it a little. Yep. And, like, it wasn't that – it wasn't that bad, really, but we were, like, yelling at each other and people, like, kind of blew it out of proportion. And, like, that's things, like, now, like, as you grow up, you learn, like, just to kind of, like, let things go and just let it let it roll. So, yeah, I've, but I don't really regret anything. Maybe a few things. Yeah, <laughs> but, yeah, no. Yeah, but, yeah. But, but, but all in all, you can't take things back and you just got to learn from them. So I think all those things that I have like done throughout my career, like I get a, I get really misunderstood. Like I work with new people sometimes like, mm -hmm. and they just, they think I'm a complete dick. And like, <laughs> then, like, I mean, even you could like ask Kate, like um, people will be like, man, this guy's a dick. Like just from like what they see on TV or like social media or whatever. But then, you know, when you hang out with me in person, I'm yeah. actually pretty okay, okay. Okay. For the most part. <laughs> I actually, I actually tell people that all the time. Yeah. It's like, people ask me, like you know hey who's like your favorite guy or who's that guy that's kind of an <laughs> asshole they're like what about that justin barsha guy and i'm like justin's <laughs> actually pretty cool like you know he's always been yeah. super cool to me he's fun to hang out with you know he he gets excited on the track and yeah. then it's like emotion but i mean yeah. i feel like everyone just shows their emotion like sometimes you get it more than me obviously but i come off the track and yell at people all the time you just actually get noticed so i mean <laughs> well, yeah uh, th thank you i you know that's I I love the words. The kind words are nice, and yeah, it's just it's just a misunderstanding. Like people just see see and believe what they you know hear, and it's it's kind of a yeah. bummer. But yeah, for for me, I just like to you ride bicycles, ride my dirt bike, and and have fun and have a laugh, man. That's what yeah. it, that's what life's all about for us racers, or at least some of us. Yeah, no, you've definitely matured over the years for sure. But I mean, you've also like. Was it Welton? Did you help out Welton? Yeah, you, yeah, help you helped out Welton for a while there. Uh, I know some guys that have been around you as mechanics, practice bike guys. Uh, I know people have gone to your house and r have ridden and stayed there. Like, you're always very generous with, you know, helping out other dudes and, and letting them ride at your place. And all. I mean, there's a lot of stories under the radar about that kind of stuff where, <laughs> where you know, they're like, hey, Barsha seems like an animal. And you're like, well, he's actually, <laughs> he's helping out Welton. Like, he's actually giving him money or parts yeah. or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, I don't. I don't really like. For me, it like being in the spotlight doesn't really like affect me and like how how I help people or or things I do. Like, yeah, it's cool that when people see what you do and help people out. But at the end of the day, it's like you know they don't see what you really do and what you try to do. And for me, like when when possible to give back like to the sport because our sport's weird and it's like you know it's pretty hit, hit, hit or miss. Obviously, it's like yeah. and I've been at at the best of the best to the to the worst of the worst like in in racing and like i've seen i've kind of seen it all now so yeah. uh, you know i always i always try to help out as much as i can no matter what and uh you know when i make friends that you know i try to keep them yeah no absolutely right uh all right i don't really want to put this guy on the air but we may as well tomo what's up tomo how are you oh excellent how you going james holy going? crap all the way from australia some some airplane mechanic <laughs> <laughs> uh, what are you doing? I laugh, Justin. I could probably work on one of your private jets in the future. 
Oh, good. oh man, so. we just gotta start winning races, and we could get the jet, man, and get it rolling. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I know Steve can't touch on you know where you're going next year. You probably knows, but he can't say. But so I won't ask the question. But will you be wearing Alpine stars next year? Oh come on, Tomo! <laughs> he, what do you, you want him to say? This <laughs> uh, he, he would he would ask that question. He and, would, uh, you know. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm not gonna <laughs> no, dodge no. the. I'm not gonna dodge it, but I'm uh, yeah. I'll be having some Alpine stars on me for sure. All right. Negotiations. I like it. Hey, um, just a, a thing. You got yeah. You know, you massively invested in your house and that. Oh, what, three to four years, maybe a time. Are you you're gonna like say let's you know do a school or schooling or still keep in the industry or you're gonna just uh just sort of hang around in the background a bit yeah what are you gonna do when you retire bam bam you know yeah. i've actually i don't know <laughs> um, i don't i don't believe you like I, I you know you never know what's gonna really happen but you know i i own my track and like i i would like to do something with that and uh you know, there's 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 something there. You know, I've built that place into a pretty cool, you know, pretty cool pad. Unfortunately, I don't get to stay there as much as I uh, I would like to nowadays. But yeah, I'd like to. You know, like I said, I like to help people out, and I I like teaching kids. So I definitely would like to give back to the sport with like, you know, making a little money is not a bad thing either when you retire. So that that could be something cool. Uh, and obviously, I like flying. Like I haven't, you know. You know, I haven't flown in a long time, but I'd like to get back into flying. Um, the wife wants to live in the UK, so I'll probably like oh, have boy. to, you know, spend some time. We'll spend we'll spend some time there. I, I like the UK. Um, when it gets cold, I'll probably head back to Florida. But uh, all, <laughs> all in all, I think I think I think after racing, we'll we'll have a a busy you know a busy time for sure. It's not, it's not probably not going to slow down. <laughs> a lot of us think you might do you might do a season in MXGP before you call it a day. Yeah, oh, I don't. You, you, never, never say never. Right, you know? right. I, I bet. I bet R, RV would have never thought he would have no. raced MXGP, and then yep. he ended up doing a, doing some. So, um, yeah, I, I don't. You know, I want to definitely finish out my career here in the U.S. I, I feel like I have you know quite a few more good years left in me. I definitely want to get some championships. That's the goal, and we'll see if we can do it in the next few years. You know, even even this year outdoors, there's a good shot at it. So, uh, yeah, yeah I, I think uh, MXGP would be fun, but uh, probably not anytime. Tomo, anything else? Uh, hey, yeah, just that second moto, that was unreal. Even watching it on TV, uh, awesome to watch. You can hear your bike valve bouncing in the background sometimes too. Yeah. How about the pass? How about the pass on AC that he doesn't even really remember what happened? But it, it was everybody was like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> oh, caught the leg midair. Yeah. Well, on the whip on that tabletop, <laughs> it was beautiful. Hey, so that's like that's nice on segue into his next question. There, Matt, is you're a professional. I like it. Hey. When you're in a battle like that with someone like obviously at your level, does technique go out the window? I mean, for sure. I don't even know what's going on when, I'm, when they're like. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's pretty much just like. I mean, you have to hit your marks. Uh, you're you're shifting. You're like I don't know. All, you forget all that though for sure. You're just like see like fire and you just like you know hit hit your marks and send it as hard as you can like when like i said when i don't really remember that that scrub whip thing it was like it was so in the moment and i like just was like wanting to go as fast as i could forward and i just sent that thing the leg the leg probably slipped off but it looked sick like you know in the moment i don't even it didn't feel out of control but people are like wow you probably almost died and like yeah maybe yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) and uh and ac's like shit i'm gonna i'm gonna be on a poster Damn it. <laughs> Damn it. So, uh, th- right. hey, I'll, I'll let you go, mate. Thanks, Tomo. Bye.
All right. See you, mate. No worries. Catch you later. All man. right. See you. Right. Can't believe we let that guy on the air. It's amazing. What a guy. He's oh, a guy, man. He is a guy. He's the guy. Uh, he's, he's always guy. making fun of United, though, for me. I don't like He makes too much fun of United for me because that's my airline of choice. Yeah. So. Well, it is rough. Oh, stop it. Barsha's a Delta dude, man. I know. Everybody They're all Delta. That. They're all Delta well, All down those there. Florida guys are <laughs> Delta. Delta, they all, Delta they, sucks. They all fly through Atlanta, so they oh, have to be. I know. Um, Delta's what's up. All right. Hey, uh, Daniel, what's your, uh, what's your question for Justin Barsha? Hey, guys. Um, Justin, my question for you, um, there's been a lot of stages of Justin Barsha across your career, and like Steve said, you've done a lot of maturing over these last few years. If you look back across your whole career, what's the one, the biggest one piece of advice that you would give to up-and-coming amateurs getting, getting into the sport now? Ooh, that is a good and tough question. Um, most advice, I would say, oh, just just enjoy the moment, man. Like, I don't know, for me, like, it, time flies by. Like, I can remember being 16 years old and going pro, and now I'm 28 years old, at, you know, and, and not going to be racing for, for, you know, a lot more years. So, like, for me, I would just say just enjoy, you know, where you're at and like the amateur stuff like i had so much fun racing amateurs and like i just think if you can enjoy like every moment of racing and with your family and stuff you should do it because uh you know that time goes by fast and that's just life in general i think yeah all right daniel thanks for the call awesome awesome thanks and good luck on the rest of the season justin thank you thanks uh next question uh blake what's your question for justin barsha Hey, Justin, how's it going? Um, Good. You know, you've, you've had a great career, and, you know, you're really aggressive throughout your career, but uh, I, I have a question. You know, you know, just being a local rider here, I, I've had my fair share of accidental takeouts. You know, I've gone over <laughs> and talked to the, uh, you know, the people afterwards here. I'm sorry. To what ex- extent have you actually, you know, felt bad and gone and, you know, bought dinner or something for them? <laughs> never. Um, yeah, what a, <laughs> never. Kill. Destroy. No. I, I, I uh, you know, definitely there's moments like, ah, that was stupid. Like, uh, people have, people, a few people at the races I'm sure show, saw, like, so me and Zach were racing pretty hard the first moto, and it was, like, last lap, and, um, like, me Zach's a pretty tough guy like he'll he won't back off and so we came down the hill and and I had like a wheel at least I thought and he probably thought he had a wheel and our lines came together and I and I thought like he hit me pretty hard so I was pretty mad so I brake checked him um like right after and stood him up and like a whole bunch of people were like why you do that and like I did kind of feel like it was a little stupid because I probably lost like a second in the heat of the moment and I was mm-hmm. like after the race I was even I looked at him and I was like I'm gonna kill you and then you know we're on the, we're, we're on the line the second moto and I woke up to me looks up me kind of puts a smile on and he's like yeah I know and he's like we we're just both like and I was like you probably should have backed out and he's like yeah. And he kind of giggled, and I was like, "Yeah, I probably wouldn't have either." So, yeah, we're sure, <laughs> exactly. you know, th- things like that. We can kind of—it's kind of cool now because before I would have held a grudge for the rest of the year, and we probably right. would have smashed each other, and it would have ended bad. And and now, like at our age, like most of us in the 40 class, we can kind of laugh things off, at least for the most part. So, yeah. But I look back at some stuff, and I'm like, oh, "That probably was not good." <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for the call, man. Thank you, uh, Blake. Yeah. Thanks. Yep. Yeah, yeah. The uh, the Anaheim one with AC, like I remember, we had Adam on the show shortly after oh, that, yeah. and yeah. he was and he was like, 
dude, maybe he's changed. He could have he could have yeah. knocked me over there. <laughs> like you cut the yeah, corner. Sure. Yeah, like it. Yeah, 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 that would have been bad. That would have that one. That one would have been bad. Oh, I know, I know. But that was kind of like when um, Dungey accidentally like T-boned Stu and knocked him out. Like that, or if it was accident, we don't know. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was uh, that was really that would have been like one of those. Yeah, it would have been around the same line, right? Yeah. Around the same, around yeah. the same thing. Yeah, not not good. It's funny that you say that though. Like in the 450 class, like we've all kind of gotten to that point to where like you run into each other. And then you're really mad. Like if if you came over to my rig after you ran into me, Definitely. I would probably lose my mind. But if you yeah. if you wait till I see you on the line for the next moto, yep. it's probably gonna be like, that was a good one, you know? Yeah, it's usually it's usually better to like throw your mechanic on the back and and run off and then wait and cool down because in the moment it's like never good and it just never it never goes the way it should. Yeah. It usually ends in like fighting and. And I have like I have like a deal. I have like a five minute rule like after a moto or yeah, after something. Smart. I like yeah. It's like nobody talk to me. I just need five minutes for my heart rate to drop. Yeah. yeah. My anger to go away because I mean I tend to get like kind of hostile when I ride, especially if people are really annoying. And it's like if yeah. I come off the track, someone can ask me a pretty simple question, and I'll just be like, I'll give them the most like asshole answer, and I'm just like, Yeah, you just, I, like, just, I just give me some time. Just give right. me five minutes, right, right. <laughs> and then we'll, and then we'll Definitely. actually make progress. It, it could even be like a team manager or anything. It's like let's just not do this the five minutes after right right <laughs> totally uh yeah no exactly you're totally right um justin you've been a veteran of the sport for a while now what bugs you about our sport though what what kind of bugs you and, and don't say me outside no, of me actually well i could say uh, you you i'll work you into this okay, one, okay thank you yes please do please do <laughs> You know what really bugs me about this sport the yes. most? And I think any rider would agree with this. And it's probably, I don't think we even ever talked about this really, but you know, like if you watch Formula One and perfect thing is like Ferrari, for instance, mm-hmm. I think the other day the team manager goes, yeah, we're probably not going to win for two years. Yep. Like, yeah. Wow. You just came out and said, you're not going to win for two years. Imagine if a uh, a team came out and said something like, yeah, tonight, you know, it was us. The bike didn't work and it wasn't the rider. I mean, I think our sport hides. Like, that's why I think Formula One is so awesome. They come out with everything. They say, oh, we're getting rid of this guy and we're getting a new guy next year, the year before. Like, they just... They just report, and that's why they have so many people who watch it and are so into it. And I think if our sport could somehow like figure that yeah. out, it would be it would be way better. And then I do think like the the media can't say that much either because they you know they do a lot of testing and things like that with the bike shootouts, and I think they're very cautious about the things that they say. So right. I, I'll leave that there. No, yeah, that's fine. No, that's that's why I asked you. I I I agree. Like. But even if you flip it to our sport, I don't know how much you follow road racing, and I, I, I don't yeah. follow it a lot, but, like, certain tire brands will just won't work on a certain track, and, and a racer yeah. will come out and be like, look, our Dunlops aren't as good as the Michelins here because of the speed <laughs> and the heat or whatever. And everybody goes, okay, like, that's understandable. Yeah. Sweet Jesus, yeah, you, Justin. If you came out and yeah. said, no, my front tire didn't work today, <laughs> they would fucking they would freak out. You know, like, you would be bla- you'd be blackmailed. It, it's incredible. <laughs> like I wrote when Bridgestone left the sport, I wrote about how great the front tires at Bridgestones were and how much the guys loved them. And like I, I almost got in a fucking fight with Glover. Like he was so mad at me, and I'm like, "What do you want me to do? The tires worked yeah. really good." So you know, I know Cowie was upset at Racer X. 
Racer Eli dropped his bike at Loretta Lynn's too. We all saw it on yeah. TV. Everybody saw it. Yeah. Cowie was upset that we put it in a column in in, in, uh, in Racer X. And I'm just like, hold on. Mm. It was on TV, and he did yeah. it. Like, wh- why are you mad? Why, you know, this is yeah. the stuff, like, our sport is weird that way. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's our sport is quite small compared to to, to other sports, and it's just like they, I don't know, they want to sugarcoat it. Maybe you could say, and I don't know if it, I don't know if it's always been like this. You could maybe elaborate a little bit more on that, but I just think you know it would be really cool if it was able to open up a bit more and yeah. show more per- personality, and teams were able to talk more, and you're able to talk more about you know things because sometimes we, you know, us riders and and media have to to hide things and that's what uh that bums me out sometimes Uh, listen i don't i don't report on everything we've talked about your silly season stuff uh the last few weeks and everything else and kind of what we think and what we hear and and we do a lot of that with a lot of riders and everything else but there is things that i don't say because it's just not worth dealing with this this person that's going to be get so pissed off or whatever like (laughs) you're just like fuck like you know what i mean like yeah and, and i'm the guy in the media that is more honest than most. You know what I mean? Like Justin yeah, has a point. For sure. There are yeah. media guys that are just want to be buddies. Yeah. They just mm-hmm. want to be friends with everybody, you know, and, and yeah. that's not the way to really report on a sport. And Justin, I can't, you know, I was a mechanic for many years too. Like I never once heard a team say, well, we, our bike wasn't very good. I never heard that. <laughs> I didn't hear that from anybody. And we had a KTM, with no linkage. And when the guy said, listen, <laughs> I can't go through a whoop section. I'll die. None of the KTM guys would ever say anything, you know, and I'm just like, okay, well, these guys all like every single guy can't go through the whoops right here, you know? So you're right, Justin. There's a point of stuff that, you know, the teams can be, uh, teams could be more open than what they are. hundred percent. Well, what I think is one of the main problems with that is, I mean, I totally agree. I think everyone should be more open. You know, like today I saw a picture of JS seven throwing his helmet on the ground from 2009 Anaheim one or something. That kind of raw emotion, I think, needs to be shown more because it's cool to see. But at the same time, like Justin was talking about Ferrari saying they're not going to win for two years. The difference between us saying that and them saying that, you can't go buy the Ferrari Formula One car. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Where a consumer can go out and buy 90% of what Justin Barsha is racing. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's true. And they they want that product sold because they believe it's it's. It's good enough to buy. Yep. Right? Yep. Yeah, no, that's a good point. You're right. Yeah, I get yeah. it. Yeah. Makes sense. Uh, well, hey, Bam, thanks for uh, thanks for coming on. Thanks for the conversation. As always, a uh, fun time to talk to you. And, uh, fuck, that was a good race, man. Keep that up. That, that was, was awesome. sick, dude. That was sick. Yeah, that was, that was so cool. That was yeah. awesome. So. Thanks, guys. And, and like I said, I, I really hope uh, hope and I do believe that there will be more racing like that to come. Uh, I think Red Bud's a great track. It's very open. Should be great battles. Um, You're really good at Red Bud, aren't you? I've had some good races there, yeah. yeah. I, my I, my highlight of my whole career, to be honest, like one of my favorite races, I beat Dungey heads yeah. up there so yeah. on my JGR Yamaha days. So, yeah, I, I have some great memories from there. And, uh, yeah, tonight was awesome. Great talk. I think uh, we nailed some good stuff. So thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. And uh, see you guys soon. No worries, man. Thanks for coming on. See you this weekend. No problem. All right. Have a good night. Thanks, you too. That's Justin Barsh, everybody. Monster Energy Yamaha rider uh, brought to you by Vortex Racing. Great, dude. Thank <laughs> you.
I like JB. He's you, cool. You're, you, yeah. Listen. A lot of people don't like him. And like I, I, him I think and I, I s- didn't talk for years. A long time. We didn't talk for years. And I think I said it to you earlier before the show. He's actually a good dude. Like some people do. They think he's an ass because of things that they see or things that happen mid-race or something when yeah. he just races aggressive. Well, like, listen, but okay. To be fair, he's done some dumb stuff, which, oh, which totally we all have. Agree. Yeah. And he's also not handled things always the most mature. But... The, that's happened to a lot of people over the years. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And and he's come around, and he still rides super aggressive. Yeah. And like I said in the interview, a lot of his mistakes are from, you know, aggression that it, what we so much loved in that second moto mm-hmm. this weekend. That's what, what, you know, like that was a lot of heart, man. It was. And, you know, and, and nobody tracks down Eli Tomac, or not too many people track down Eli Tomac like he did. No, so, exactly. Um, uh, it was it was pretty interesting to watch for sure. Brought to you by Vortex Racing and like I said too, helping out Welton and helping. Yeah, I he's done a lot of that stuff. And I feel like there was somebody else too that he helped. I do too. Um, but I can't think of who it was. But yeah, there I mean, was, I was around when Marshall was getting help from him yeah, and stuff. And yeah, you know, at uh, some point Marshall was like, "Hey, man, I can't really afford to do this anymore" because he was helping him a lot. Yeah. I'm pretty sure he got him like two bikes. Like right, it was, right. like yeah, it was yeah, really yeah. cool. Like he, yeah, he, doesn't he have to has do that. no, he doesn't, he doesn't do that, at all. No. So, uh, yeah, good uh, good interview, and uh, thanks to Bam Bam for coming on. And, I mean, look, we all think he's going to be at Gas Gas. I heard something that it's not done yet, but we all think he's going to be at Gas Gas uh, TLD next year. So that'll be interesting to see how he does it there. But, I mean, I don't think it's done, but yeah. that's, what we, that's what we all believe. I mean, if he goes and almost wins this title, I bet Yamaha might find a spot. Well, that's just it, right? So Yamaha, we think, is going to star racing, the 450 program. So you, you think know? there's not going to be a Yamaha and a star Yamaha? No. You think there's just going to be no, one I just think there's gonna big be, I mean, one? Yeah, I just think there's gonna be a star 450 team with Aaron, Aaron, uh, Dylan, Dylan. That's it. Maybe, maybe Mookie. Why would Mookie leave Smart Top? Something happened, and they didn't like each other. I don't know. I don't really know. I've talked to Genova a little bit. I've talked to some people around Mookie a little bit. I'm not going to lie. I don't really know what happened. He had his career best season with the bike. He looked good. The team performed. We've seen them do well with Brayton over the years. I don't know what happened there. I don't really know. Team manager Tony Alessi mm-hmm. might be one of the best team managers He's good. Yeah. in yeah. Moto. Everybody, like, everybody I've talked to that have ridden for him has said that guy is up at 5 a.m. and he's trying to get things better yeah. for the team. Like yeah. dad, Tony, dad Tony Alessi might – be a little overkill sometimes, right? right. But like to- team manager Tony Alessi might be one of the smartest people I talk to. You know, he's always trying to plan ahead. He's he does a very yeah, good job, mind, I think. Dude. Yeah, so. no, I, I agree. So I don't really what know what hell? happened there. I don't know what went on. Like maybe it's money. I don't think so, but I I don't know. Whatever worked out, I think they're headed to divorce. So uh, you Which, know, we'll see what happens there. But uh, uh, Kay Clayson there uh, on the show. I you know I hit Bam Bam. Bam Bam was having a terrible Salt Lake City, as we saw. Not good. Not good. I hit him up one time. I said, hey, man, I know you're having a shitty time. Can we do a post-race interview? And he's like, yep. And I was pretty impressed by that. And then he uh, he vented to me a little bit about the bike and what was kind of going on and how it didn't work that well. And mm-hmm. you know, and then we did an interview and he was good. And and I just thought it took some cojones for him to even reply to my text, to be yeah. honest. You know, like because he was not having a good time there. Yeah, and I mean, I feel like if he can do well at Ironman. I really think uh, Redbud and WWE are going to go well because yeah. he's a great Sam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you know? 100%. No, absolutely. He he could be in this thing. Um, let's go to Mike on one. Mike, this is uh, – you have an opinion on Stategate. Yes, sir. So, hey, I just want to put it into perspective for you. So Yes, please. You, know, you got this new Yamaha 450, and a buddy of yours – 
said, hey, I'm going to set you up. I'm going to give you a pair of grips. I'm going to give you a chain, maybe some chain lube, an air filter, and a FMF yeah. Carbon Pro 4.1. exhaust. Yeah. And 4.1, yep. And you give away the 4.1. That's what you did. But but what if I just thought that I gave away a pair of grips? What if I didn't realize the FMF 4.1 was... I thought it was just a pair of grips. Because I didn't know anything about this cut of meat, Mike. I didn't know this was a Wagyu tomahawk ribeye. It just looked like a fucking thing with bone on it that I'm like, what do I do with this? Like, I had no idea. You could have Googled it. Come on. Yeah, that's what, that's what JT said. I'm supposed to Google cuts of meat now. Yeah, I didn't know how to cook it, especially something like that. Well, apparently Tits hey. said it was a big deal to cook, too, so I wouldn't have been able to do that right either. So. Uh, hey, uh, big fan of yours. First time caller here out of the Northwest. Uh, bummed that Washougal didn't make it this year, but yeah. we'll be back next year. Yeah, no, yeah. exactly. Uh, you know, Ryan Huffman, everybody there is rad. I hope the amateur day went well for them, and uh, and yeah, we'll be back there for sure. So, all right, thanks, man. All right, thanks hey. for the call. Appreciate yep. it. Yeah. Mike weighs in on on Meatgate, and he has the wrong take on it. So, do you think any rounds of outdoors almost went to different tracks other than tracks that were normally on the circuit? Like, yes, because someone I do. Someone yeah, brought Davey, it up. Davey looked at South Carolina at uh, uh, Camp Coker. Camp yep. Camp Coker is that I, it? I don't know. Oh, I mean that's a track, but I don't okay. think that would have been it. They have Where's, a GNCC there. Yes, that's the place. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, Hank Marie. I don't know. I've okay. never been, right. but like Hank Marie's a person. I thought like Baja in Michigan would have been a good one. Um, and yeah. s- you know, instead of going to Redbud twice, they're close. That would have been a good one. I just think there's there were so many possibilities in states that they were already going to. That's like, hey, we could just drive an hour down the road and have another really good track. I know they looked at some stuff for sure. Uh, John's on five. John, what's going on? John. John. Oh yeah. Hey. Uh, what up? Just want to talk about how good does Kate say he is on mountain bikes? He doesn't say he's very good at all. He says he's getting better, but I took him out one time and he crashed 10 feet from the truck. It's not John. It's Juan. Oh, okay. good job. I, I oh. told him Johnner. That's what you like to call me. Yonner. I call him Yonner. Yonner? Yeah, he's a boring dude. So where's Yonner from? from he's from, from. He just had ACL surgery three days ago, four days ago? Four so, days ago. Four days ago. This is my mountain bike bud. He's my he's my coach. Um, He's bringing me to the how's top. He, how's he feel about e-bikes? He, oh, need, he needs one to hang with me going up the hills. You like e-bikes, oh, Yonner? Oh, that's bullshit. Love. Hey, when are we going for a ride, Steve? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I told you. He's like, he's like, I'll tell Steve I want to go for a ride. I'm, I was I'm like, Steve a, will tell you to f I'm off. I'm not a big like, hey, let's hang out with strangers on a mountain bike ride. <laughs> the guy, you know? Yeah. You know what? No, I understand it. I wouldn't want to hang out with me anyway. Right. Like, like Kiefer might be your guy. He'll hang out with anybody. But I mean, I, I, I don't know. Um. Yeah, dude, uh, I love e-bikes. They're great. They're fantastic. I don't know why anybody would talk shit on them. Seriously. Nobody talks yeah. shit on them oh, except Kiefer. A lot of people talk shit on them. Believe me. Yeah, well, they don't know. They've never ridden one, that's why. But anyway, Kate's yeah. all right. He's getting better. He says but, he's uh, getting better. He does, yeah. We went to this bike park the other day, and like my bike broke, and I couldn't have a chain, and um, he got all upset for having to pedal. He could still and hang I, on the downhill without a chain. Without a chain? <laughs> well... I got to say, Yonner, Yonner, is that what we're <laughs> calling him? Juan, but Juan? Yeah. Okay, I don't know. So we went to uh, Salt Lake, right? With uh, everybody went to Salt Lake to go race. So Cade yeah, yeah, yeah. uh, came and borrowed an e-bike from me, and I took him to a run that I'd been on half a dozen times, uh, a downhill 
flowy section, you know? And he was better than me on it the first time. I wasn't on an e-bike. You weren't on an e-bike? No. Oh, I Remember, you, t- you were smoking me up the hills, and I was I just back you, there I dying. Thought, that's right. I'm sorry. I, I loaned out that taser to so many people, I lost count. <laughs> Anyways, he was, I, he was, he doesn't know where this trail went. I'd been on it half a dozen times, and he smoked me. So he got lucky. Don't give him that much credit. Okay, all right. I won't. I won't. All right. <laughs> he doesn't give me any room. Yonner's pretty good on a on a mountain bike. I'll give him that. Right. Okay. Yeah. So is he better than you? Like on that run in Utah, would he be better than you? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. He's a, he's a very good mountain biker. Okay. I'll give him that. Right. But he right. he thinks he he thinks he could hang on a dirt bike, and I'm just like yeah yeah no chance. It's like Betts thinking he could make a main supercross in the mud. In the mud. In the mud. <laughs> right. Right. So. No, he was – Bess was just talking right. 40 men field. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. You know the difference. Well, all right, Juan. Um, so, yeah, Cade went out with us and crashed 10 feet from the truck. It was not a good beginning for him <laughs> at all. So he, he's gotten better. Yeah, whatever. We'll just give him a hard time. Make him fall again. I will. Yeah. Somebody asked me today if I was taking you out today for the show, before the Got show. Got in a little late. If yeah. I would have known it wasn't that hot, we probably could have yeah, pedaled. Yeah, we, we, we could have. You needed an app. Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Thanks for the call, man. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Thank Take you. Care, guys. Appreciate it. Thank you. So he's he's a good mountain bike. Yeah, he's a good buddy of mine. We uh, he works for a mountain bike company that is big in town that I've became good friends with, and um, they like take a, care of like a mountain bike store. No, or? they run like a rental and they do oh. like clinics for schools. Oh and, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so he's on a bike all day. He's no. not. He oh. he has a couple different jobs, but he's he used to race enduro. And, uh, yeah, he's actually really fast, and we've just became friends through our group of friends, and we pedal a lot together because we're similar speeds and stuff. So, oh, okay. it's uh, no, it's been good. All right. Um, let's go to Darkseid. What's up? Hey, Mike had it wrong, man. You didn't give away the FMS exhaust. You gave away the bike. <laughs> so, you're you're on JT's side. Shocking. Shocking. Man, on that one, yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a good cut of meat right there. How do I know that, Darkseid? Did you not see what it looked like? I mean, that's you don't see that very often. That's pretty special. You know what? That's fine. You're just continuing the tradition of people on the Pulpamex payroll that shit on me. The two guys to my left here <laughs> are exactly that way also. They just, they just shit on me all the time. So, you know what? I, I thought I was being nice. I'm giving it away. Oh, look, you were. I, I, I agree with that. But I think you should have given the, the burgers away or something like that. But that that special cut of steak, man, that that's once in a lifetime for some of us. How is my uh, headband? How is it? Uh, I told him he didn't look as right. good as you, mostly because he doesn't have the pony. Yeah, I yeah. Feel, I, mean, I, don't, I don't wear it where it covers my whole head. I feel like I have a bit of a Brett Michaels look going on. Sure. Without no. the without the uh, the plugs, Darkside, can we talk about your bike for a second here? Uh, I knew this was coming. Sure, let's his do it. Bike? Did you see his dirt bike? No, but I can look. Do you follow him on Instagram? Uh, I got yelled at because I didn't follow the wrap up show, but I do now. But the, wait, I think the, I followed the wrap up show has an Instagram? No, no, he didn't. Oh, I followed his show. Sorry, his show. They don't follow. follow. No, we don't talk about his show. <laughs> Whatever. Hang on. Uh, Darkside, Marks, have you listened to the last two wrap ups? I do now. Uh, I think I listened to both, yeah. Talon? I listened to the last one. Kate hey. said he was going to out-drink bets. Do yeah, I? Yeah, dude. Oh, yeah, okay. Right. I got I to ride when I get home. I can't I can't be hungover. How, what's, how's dark, how are we doing on the wrap-ups? How are we doing? Because I felt like we were getting pretty good there. I haven't listened, though. Yeah, oh. I, I, he's definitely improved, like, the last 10 or so shows. They're going – They're yeah, they're improving. Marks? 
Yeah, they they have improved quite a bit. I think. Um, I, I almost sent out a tweet about it this week. Oh, uh, even but was, was going to give a little bit of praise. <laughs> yep. So it's good and enough did, to almost. I decided get to back it down a little bit. We'll see how the next couple. <laughs> uh, Dark side, I will apologize for almost ruining it with losing service. Oh no, you will. Rainy Yellow lost his first, so that, that show was pieced together in the end. It, it turned out. Great. It turned out good though. All right, that's fair. Okay, are you on yeah. Dark Sides? Dark Side's account. Oh, I was. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I don't. What's the problem? I mean, he's got some weird looking graphics. Well, okay. But. Can Here's we? The problem. I've hey, never. The problem. Okay. Go ahead. You. Well. Okay. First of all, you have gray on white numbers. First <laughs> of all, I, I don't know what yeah. series runs gray on white for numbers. Let me know. What I'm not racing any series. Okay. Let me know what what company makes 3D numbers too. That's and, it. And and also you have, uh, 100 stickers on your front fender. <laughs> I, I I don't I mean I sent this photo to a mutual friend of ours, Dark Side. Oh and, boy. And this person was disgusted. I how do we feel about that many stickers on a front fender? Like I, Well first of all, who's this friend? I mean you gotta you gotta, you can't just say that and tell me who the friend hey was. Man, that's freestyle army right there. Right? Yeah. Who puts that many stickers on a front fender? Look, I didn't. I, here's what I did. So a lot of people helped me out, and That's I am fine. appreciative of the people that helped me out. And I just I sent to Berm Lords, my graphics company. I just said, here's everybody that I want on. Uh, make it work. And thank you for showing that marks on the TV screen because that that is that is <laughs> like unbelievable. That. That, what are you ten years old? Just putting stickers everywhere yes. on your motorcycle. What's wrong with that? He's giving love to yes. the people that support That's him. Support those who support That's you. That's fine. Put it on the rear fender. He's got the, him on the rear fender. Well, then stops getting oh, so yeah, much dude. support from everybody. I, I don't. There's no. <laughs> there's no Pulp MX sticker anywhere on this motorcycle. I believe. Yeah, that was uh, the overlook. Um, that was overlook. Well, that's that's messed last, up. Wow. Wow. Last, well, listen, it was on the last graphics kit, and I definitely overlooked it this time. Well, good thing you got a eight-inch Black Sock Mafia graphic. I'm sure that they do a ton yeah. for you, Black Sock hey. Mafia. That's my that's my that's my boys in uh, Dallas. That's our group. And they give you socks. It's not really socks. It's just a a group of us guys that go ride together in the Dallas Fort Worth area. Oh, so you're not, you're like in a bike gang. That's, that's your that's bike gang, gang signal. That's, yeah. that's a rider gang. This is getting yeah. better. This is uh, getting better. So that's you, your. You don't you don't that, want to cross us on a Saturday night. That's your club right there. That's your club. That's what your club. Sure. Yeah. All right, Dark Side. Yeah. You want the privateer yeah. tech tip for this thing? Yeah. Yeah. You uh, you got a black side cover, right? On the left side, oh, cool. the the engine case. You uh, oh. you got a you got a sharpie in the part that you rubbed off, so that it's all black. It's been ser- yeah, the seracoding rubbed know. off. So you just sharpie that in for the photo, so that you can't actually <laughs> tell. Red grips, a red fuel line. Like, <laughs> what's wrong with the? Where do you see a red fuel line? Oh my god, that's a, that's a fly fuel line, man. It's fly. Stick it up your ass, Steve. I, just, I dig the brake line, though. The the red brake line's kind of cool. Can we... The Galfer? I don't know. I can't get over the... Uh, the. Okay, and also, too, so you need the Kiefer testing on the front fender and on the shrouds, just just in case nobody saw it the first time? Fucking yes, dick. apparently so. I like I like the old kit better, where you had dark side on the kit, or on the side. Yeah, I was trying to take that all off. This is, this is not a good look. Hey, I don't care. Drop the asshole drop. I don't care. <laughs> the, the, listen, the it's, person I was talking to, bike. the person I was talking to agreed with me. They're like, what the fuck okay. is that? Who is this person? I can't. I don't want to bury him. Why? I don't want to bury him. We're all hating on him off together. He, he lives in the high des. He likes sandwiches. 
his name may or may not be on uh, yeah, Trump. Trump <laughs> that, that motherfucker told me in a text, run what you like. That's your bike. Wow. He's, he, he's, he's listen, full of shit. Uh, he's full of shit. Cause, like, uh, you got to live up to standards. We were both making fun of all your stickers on the front fender. Love wow. All right. I mean, Keith is going to get a text in a minute. Go ahead. Listen, Dark Side, you got to. <laughs> You're fucked. Like, I got that you want to support the people that help you. Like, I, I, got, I have that same deal, but, you, you know, that's a. Uh, that's an, an abomination what you got going on with your bike right there. That's bullshit. All right. Black Sock Mafia. All right. Good job. Now, now I'm going to have a hit on me from Black Sock Mafia. <laughs> They're going to uh, ride no. their bikes here. Are you Are you able to do a wrap-up <laughs> show next week? Yeah, I'll get, it, I'll get it done. I told you I was going to do that. It's just we're your show is now the night of mine. i got to push everything back a night because we do our show Tuesday. And a wrap up Wednesday, so now I'll push everything back tonight. So you're gonna do your show on Wednesday. Monday. So our show yeah, on Tuesday is gonna bump your show. Yeah, we have because it's hard for me to do my show and listen to your show and take notes. Yeah, I like that. You so, see that, Mark? Yeah, that's commitment. Not enough, not enough time, man. Priority. Maybe, Marks. Maybe we start doing shows every night of the week. So Darkside <laughs> doesn't do a show at all. Maybe we don't. Yeah. yeah no, I like maybe that. we don't. <laughs> no. We already have like mm. Monday, Thursday, Friday. Yeah, you're no, gonna have to find a new right. director. At that Sunday, point. I just dark side. You got to do some of those graphics. You got to fix that thing up. Like, I, I mean, we should should we run a poll, a Twitter poll? <laughs> you know, no matter what the Twitter poll is, it's always going to go negative. It doesn't matter what it is. Listen, we pump. If you say, "Do you like sunshine better than rain?" They're going to go against it. Yeah, you probably have a point there. You're right. They're going to go against the rain or the sunshine. How do you feel about? Well, the- it depends on whatever whatever you like. If, if you oh, said, yeah, ne- it, it just. I never noticed the Kiefer on the swing arm either. <laughs> Bro, are you on the payroll over there at Kiefer Inc. or what? Yes. Yes. That's getting removed now. But he couldn't find room for one pulp sticker. Not one. Not ah, a one. I dude. Pa- I actually, he, he is on the payroll at Pulp MX. And I don't <laughs> even get, get a sticker. Fucked. Yeah, I don't even get nothing. Brutal. I, I'm so- Brutal. I don't know why I call into the show. Marks, what's your opinion, Marks, on the look of the bike for reals? Uh, I don't think it's as bad as you guys are saying it is. Talon, I, I say run what you like. Talon runs a big clear tank though, so we got to keep that. In that mind. Yeah, I run a desert tank in Hangar. So do you really stickers. want my opinion? What, what, do you, what do you, where are you yeah. at, Talon, with this? I don't know about the California bear on the shroud. He's but. from California, so somehow I guess he wants to be like, "Hey, I'm from California." It looks like I a good know. spot for Pulp MX. Darkside, should I run a huge okay. Canadian flag on my Yamaha because <laughs> I'm from Canada? If you want to, you should. Oh. Depends on what you what, like. What's uh, on the yeah. what? What is that thing on the front fender? This is that, getting awkward. What is that huge thing on the front fender? I uh, sense a lot of hate. What oh, is that? Yeah. What is that? <laughs> that is uh, one of my personal sponsors that uh, coincides with, which is direct uh, in direct business with Seal Savers from the wrap-up show. Is that where they save the seals in the ocean? <laughs> oh, oh, so, uh, you have a you have a competitor, Seal Savers. That's awkward. Dark side? Yeah, yeah, I made uh, a couple phone calls last week when that deal went down. Oh, you're fine. Don't worry about it. I have conflicting Yeah, yeah, they're I conf- cool. I, conflicting, they're cool. I have conflicting stuff. Why is it's fine. Why is FMF on your rear fender if you have a stock exhaust? Thank you, Cade. Thank you very much. Uh, I do have a dual set of FMF exhaust, but the carbon tip on one of them broke off and I, you know, I got to order a new carbon tip. So I pulled the exhaust to go ride this weekend. <laughs> Red pegs. 
It's just a red shifter. I mean, come on. Dude, you're just ruthless. Just Darkside, tearing why the are guy you still down. on the phone? No, oh, hang up, man. I, I, I had to ask him about this questions about his body. Thanks for I mean, calling I just, in so we can shit on you. No. When he told me to have you call in, I didn't know this was how it was going to go. I'm sorry, Darkseid. Oh, I, I, I did. He would not have asked me to call in if it wasn't for something the really shit on Darkseid. Okay, well, okay, well, hold on. Hold on. Did we not just praise the last few wrap-up shows 10 minutes ago, five minutes ago, right? Did we not I just... Mean, yeah, the last that's one, not I why you had me call in. We, it's like we, a Sour Patch Kid. No, no, no I'm saying... What <laughs> <laughs> Sour Patch Kid? First you're sour, then you're sweet. Uh, I don't, oh, I, uh, except he's the other way around? Yeah, first so, he's sweet, then he's builds sour. Builds him up it's, and tears him way not, down. It's not a shit on Dark Side call. We praise the wrap-up show, and we're offering some constructive <laughs> criticism on the motorcycle looks. Do we have a time frame for how long we praised him and then how long we shit on him? <laughs> About, you don't about one minute of praise, twenty minutes of shit. <laughs> Darkside, did you get yeah. any? Did you get any report from the Bling Cup from anybody? Uh, yeah, some guys on uh, on the YouTube channel, your YouTube chat, were talking about it. Some one of the guys on YouTube was there, and said it wasn't anything special. Chiz, chiz, chizzed, and got the win. Yeah, I guess he was the only name there. Mike Brown didn't show up. I imagine that. Obviously Bowers. Yeah, obviously Bowers didn't show up. He was at I wonder, Iron Man. Hey, can I, we get Darkside's take on Mister Raff? Okay, yeah. Darkside, what do you think about Jody High Roller? Who the hell are you talking about? <laughs> what are you talking about, man? Hey, uh, we had a tweet from the Voice of the Drunken People. They want to know if we were worried about Little Red Dog partying with Mr. Raff. We're, we're really oh, concerned. Very. Hold on. Is, is Riff Raff also named Jody? Oh, yeah. Jody High Roller and Riff Raff are the same person. Oh. I won't give you the rest of the names he's got. I want to confuse well, you. He's not in a I only know those two, so... Hey, by the way, Dark Side, today on my mountain bike ride. Here we go. Is there a better No. Yeah, there is there a better like driving late at night, thinking about your life, you know, driving a box fan, driving a van, thinking about your life. It's two AM, you're driving somewhere you're you're going somewhere across the interstate. Sounds gay. Is there a better song than Home Sweet Home? Sounds gay. Oh, that's a good one. I was going to think, I thought you might be going to like Radar Love. That always makes me think about driving. But yeah, Home Sweet Home's power ballad at its finest. Dude, just think about Home Sweet Home when you're just grinding on the freeway. Yeah. I don't even know what song it is. You don't know what Home Sweet Home is? I mean, I probably do, but. Crazy yeah, baby. Not... He doesn't know. Bro, he, he, these I young mean, kids don't know. I don't, like, this is why. I could never do a sound check with you because I don't know artists with songs. I don't know songs with artists. It is like, I don't have a clue. I'm like the dumbest person in the world when it comes to like knowing titles of things and characters and all that crap. Kate said if I sent him my list and an explanation, he would do my, my uh, sound check. Do I need to play a little bit of it? You're fucking kidding me. Home sweet home? Give it to me. If Give, I know the let's, words, let's I'll start singing. Let's, let's do it. Is, is it Motley Crue? Yeah. Oh, okay. Hang on. Let me, let, let me put my hair down. Hang on. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey he's, get, he's getting a Motley Crue sticker right now for his bike. We're getting demonetized just, on YouTube for this for sure. Yeah, we're, we're fucked. That's all right. Yeah. <laughs> Worth it. You know I'm a dreamer. Come on, Cade. Just, just think about driving. You're on cruise control. You want to get, you want to get to the next race. You want to get to see your chick. You're strung out on mini thins. He's got it already. He's vibing. Take me to your heart. Take me to your own. 
Dude, I don't have a clue. What? You listen to this while you mountain bike? Yes. <laughs> Hold on. Wrong? Hold on. Here it comes. I mean, I've heard it before. Oh, you have heard it? I mean, I've heard it. It's not like something that I could like jam to and know all the words. Dark Side. That's a good song. Yes, sir. That's a good song. It's a great song. What's the status One of, the of the final hair? ones. What's the status of the hair, Dark Side? It, what? What's the status of your hair? Is it down? It's up in a bun. Oh. No, no. <laughs> Dark Side. Or sorry, Steve. Yeah. Why won't you do a sound check with Tech with Dark with Dark with Dark Side? I, I, I well, I've done sound checks forever. So kind of over them a little bit. Why? I, I feel like Darkside would be the perfect person to do a sound check with you. Does anybody care about Darkside's music choices? That's. I had another. I had a guy ask me to do a mechanic once. They're like, "Hey man, you should do this mechanic," and I'm like, "Does anybody care?" Yeah. You know, like I don't know. What Darkside should do is, like, do his own pod with top ten concerts he's ever been to. Right? Dark Side, you've probably been to 100 concerts. Been to a lot, yeah. I've done some music pods. I've been to one. But not not like the, not like a sound check type thing, but yeah. yeah. I, did one with, I just did one with Rachel Bowen from Skid Row last week. Is that a guy or a girl? <laughs> yeah, no, that's a guy, no, that's a guy that had being, the nose chain. He, he, he had the nose chain. He was, that's what he was kind of, everyone knew the look of the nose okay. chain on the original. But his name's Rachel. Yes. I've never heard a dude named Rachel, right? Anybody? No. I, I'm being dead serious. I didn't know because, yeah, I thought they were all dudes in the band, and I saw your tweet, and yeah. I was like, okay. So did you yeah, get into – Yeah, he was Se- one of the founding members. Did you get into Sebastian Bach and what happened? Uh, he's told that story so many times, and I kind of knew that he doesn't like talking about it. So I I talked about them touring with him, but not what happened and not – everybody wants to know about a reunion, and it's not going to happen, so I didn't ask. Oh, is it super bitter between them all? Yeah, yeah, they just do not get along. Not with Sebastian. Well, see, but Sebastian could just go and sing all the Skid Row songs and make all the money. So they're kind of screwed. And he does. Does he? And he does. Amber and I saw him a couple years ago, yeah. Yeah. He's Canadian, by yep. the way. Sebastian Bach. Yes, he is. Yep. How about that? Who's on the wrap-up show this Toronto, week? Toronto, I think. Who's on the wrap-up show this week? Uh, Mason from Seal Savers, all right. the new sponsor. Yep. And Kyle Duvall reached out. He's the guy that got his uh, pe- pecker stuck in the zipper they called in a few weeks ago. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he asked if he could come on, so, yeah, yeah Kyle's going to come on. Honestly, ask them about the seals. We really need to make sure all the seals are getting saved. Seals are saved, yeah. If you put these seal savers on, they're saved. It's, it's that of easy. Of course they're saved. Yeah, Dark Side, then don't bring up your own, your competing sponsor on the show. I, I Nope. Won't be done. Ask them what they think of your bike, like, unbiasedly. Just say, what do you guys <laughs> think of my bike? Well, it seems like uh, it's fairly unanimous. We talked about it on this show, so you have to talk about it on the wrap-up. Good point, Talent. Yeah, Excellent clearly, point. clearly. Excellent let me, point. Let me, open my notebook. let me open my notebook so I don't forget. I was Is not hating for a performance review soon? I was not hating on you, Darkseid. I said that it looks fine for someone who is a weekend warrior that wants to go out yep. and race. It's perfectly fine. Like I said... I'm, Especially since all those people on there actually help him. I'm, I hate when people are like, like I hate, I hate to say this because I love club, 
but I hate all the kids at club that pay thousands of dollars a month to be there, and that's their biggest logo on the side of their graphics. Like, yeah. no, yeah. it should be freaking mom and dad. Right. Yeah, well, no, I agree. Drives 100%. me nuts. I just, I just, I don't know if you, there's got to be some sort of, like, limit on stickers on the front fender. On the front fender. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm well, not, I'm a guy, I am not Kiefer. I don't care if you wear Fox boots and fly gear. I'm fine with that. Like, I don't have a problem with that. But there's got to be a limit on the number of stickers on a front fender. There just has to be. Okay. (laughs) He's in the garage, like, with a tear running down his cheek, just peeling them off. No, no, no. Darkseid can do what he wants. I mean, he he runs his, you know, he's his own guy. What an idiot I am. So. Uh, Yeah, like I said, I'm big on, I am big on uh, at least repping the people that help out because it means a lot that anybody would give me help. Are you a fly guy? Are you still on the fly fly deal? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, I don't know if Tits knows this, but I don't think we're going to get to order anything as of tomorrow. I think it's going to be a little bit for – but, yes, I'm still in the fly program. They well, sponsor my show and myself. Because of, of, of uh, their, their dealers, like their stock or whatever? They don't have much stock for, for – Yeah, JT said they're not sending in anything out to the amateur program yet. Hey, it's going to be a little bit. Text JT and ask him where you can get a tomahawk ribeye from and how much. <laughs> <laughs> just, okay. just say, hey, man, I'm just looking for a tomahawk ribeye. No, I'm not pushing that button. Okay. All right. Well, listen, Darkside. At least, at least, at least we got it on the uh, the word of the day. You're gonna get, you're gonna get the honest truth from me. I'm not like Cade. And Travis and all these guys that hold things back from you and just want to blow Kiefer, you. And apparently. And Kiefer, too. Kiefer's I'm, the biggest one because he obviously said it was great to him. I've been saying straight to his face, there ain't nothing wrong with it. I'm not I'm not hating on him. Kiefer said to him it was great and then said to you it sucked. Well, he didn't say it was great. He said, yeah, you do what you like. Don't worry about what anybody else says. This comes from a guy that totally judges people on gear, gear combos. <laughs> exactly. Right. Like just runs people into the ground on gear combos. So... Um, all right, Dark yeah. Side. Well, uh, wrap up show this week. Yep. You know. Night. Yep. And uh, check it out, Mason and uh, Steel Savers. Yep. And then um, Kyle. Kyle. So I'm yep. gonna uh, I'm gonna grab it for the for the flight to uh, to Redbud this week. So all right. All right. We'll we'll make it a good one. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah. All right. Rugs, what's up? Hey, Steve. Uh, just wanted to, uh, I guess, call you out. Yeah. I was listening to the review pod today while I was mowing, and uh, you were talking about if you were a team manager or team owner, only team members get a headset. Yeah. However, yeah. I, ha- I have uh, photographic proof of you with a headset in uh, 08 or 09 or both at Steel City wearing Cowie headset. A Cowie headset? When Mr. Uh, Tim Ferry was still writing for them. So it must have been 08. No. No chance. Yeah. I didn't have a Cowie yeah. headset in 08. Like, no way. Well, maybe it wasn't a Cowie. Well, there was a headset on Steve Mathis' okay. head. Are you... Are you... Uh, were you at Southwick? No, Steel City. Okay, because one year I was up in the scissor lift at Southwick and uh, Dan Bentley just left for Honda and I put on his headset during the moto and he just left me a headset and then I was listening to everybody talk shit on Millsaps. It was great. Um, yeah. I'll, I have to go back in my archives to find the picture. Yeah. But, uh, I, I don't I will, think I will find it and tweet it to you. I do <laughs> not think that happened. Rooks. I, I do. I never remember the Cali guys giving me a headset. Why would they ever do that? I, I don't remember ever putting one on. I think you're, this is fake news. Rooks. 
Ah, no, I, I I will find the evidence. All right, find the evidence, tweet it in, and maybe it'll jog my memory. I seriously do not remember what you're talking about. I, but if but if yeah. you find it, and like I'll 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 cop to it or I'll figure it out. But you know, I, it just had it just had me laughing when I heard heard that. Right, right. I, I certainly remembered that picture. So I, I'll they, get it to you. Why would Cowie <laughs> say, "Hey, Mathis, put a headset on and listen"? Like I'm not, I didn't work for them. I wasn't spotting for Timmy. I, there's just no reason I, for Cowie to give me a headset. Well, and maybe maybe the maybe I made the assumption that it was a Cowie headset because of the Tim Ferry. Uh, yeah, yeah, love, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. Uh, I'm pretty sure there's a headset on, so I'll, I'll find. Okay, that. wait, wait. Oh no, that was Thunder Valley. I worked for Moto Triple X for a weekend as a fill-in mechanic, but that was Thunder Valley. But I think I had a headset. So no, no, yeah, this is Steel City. Yeah, Steel City. Okay, maybe I worked for Triple X at Steel City. I don't know. Send me the photo, Bruce. <laughs> All right, will do. All right, see you. Uh, Dave's on one. Dave, what's going on? Hey, how's it going, guys? Thanks for taking my call. Dave, hey, did, you, um, did you see Darkside's bike? No, I'm going to look that up as soon as I get off here. Okay, please let me know what you think. <laughs> I was chatting with him sort of on uh, on uh, YouTube there, so I'll check it out. Listen, somebody's got to have an awkward conversation. Like, I'm, it's not all fun and games, everybody. Someone's got to sit the, alcohol, the drunk uncle down and say, you need help. You need to go to rehab. I guess I'm the guy because everyone else is just going to... Pretend it didn't happen, I guess. So I guess I'll be the guy. You guys all sit there and pretend the drunk uncle isn't doing anything. And then, I'll, then I'll be the guy. Don't wear that do-rag again. <laughs> okay. Okay, well, we needed to have this conversation. Okay. I'm glad we had it. I feel like I fucking look awesome. But if we need to have that conversation and I'm not put the do-rag on, I, I can't with you. then I won't. All right. Yeah. What's up, Dave? Hey, so silly season question. You guys covered it a little bit in your Ironman review pod. I just listened to you today. Um, the Gas Gas TLD next year, you're talking about them possibly going to Drake and Brown. Um, the Heart Traps obviously is doing their Heart Traps. Obviously, I'm not saying it right, but it's doing awesome. Um, had a couple podiums, Supercross, and had this podium just this weekend, rode awesome. Would Factory KTM, I would think they would have two riders next year in-house on 250s. Would they not be looking at Heart Traps? I think there's only going to be one over there, and I've heard it was Voland. But I, how can it be Voland? He's not ready, right? He rode 125s. He's got to be. Alden, I, Alden said he's not ready. <laughs> no, I, I heard you guys talking about that, too, and he's really young. Like, the kid's going to be unreal, I'm right. sure. And, so I don't, think, I don't think it'll be Voland, but I think they'll have one 250, yeah. an orange one, one bike over there. And, and who knows who that is, right? Like, troll uh, train. Okay. Yeah, uh, uh, troll train. Um. <laughs> So, Wouldn't you think they would want one on each coast, though, for Supercross? But I guess not, eh? I don't know. I really don't know. Um, yeah. You know, there'll be guys to hire, too, right? Like, there'll be somebody to hire up also. But, but, oh. but yeah, Hartraft, like, two podiums in Supercross. Drake has none. Did, yeah. did Brown get one in Salt Lake or no? He, no. No, he was close. He got a fourth, I think. Yeah, I think but, he got a fourth. But so far, Hartraft's been the best guy on that team. Oh, for sure he has. Yeah. 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 Um, um, yep. One more quick thing. Yeah. Um, if I can, um, I had a pretty big get off at my local track. I'm way up in Terrace, BC, Canada. Uh, two weeks ago, broke my neck, uh, four ribs, major concussion, uh, shoulder, wrist, hand a little bit. Damn. Um, just wanted to give a quick shout out to the guys from the TMXA, my local club here, uh, Earl, Brent, Nino, my brother, Steve, um, a bunch of them were out there that night, helped me out, um, helped me get in the ambulance. I don't remember anything yeah. until the next the next day in the hospital but uh, what, my brother what, what they say you did like what how'd you crash uh i guess i i swapped out pretty good spun off the face a uh, big tall 60 foot tabletop with a big long steep landing what mm -hmm. track were you at 
Um, way up in northern BC, Terrace, BC. Okay, I don't know. It's don't even know. that's even more north of Prince George, I think. Yeah, really yeah. sweet track. Jess Pettis raced here on 85s first time I saw him, and yeah. 125, and like yeah. just destroyed okay. the place. Dude, if you're north of Prince George, you are fucking north. You are up there. You are up there. Yeah. So we're way up six hours, basically straight west of Prince George, actually over by the coast. But okay, yeah, yeah. There's no coast highway, so I'm like 16 hours to Vancouver. So you're pretty. Away. You're pretty close to Alaska, then. Yeah, yeah, I am actually. Well, to like Hyder, Alaska, the big panhandle that comes down. Yeah, we're we're close to that for sure. And so yeah, we're out. In, out in the, we have a sweet, an unreal track though for way up in the middle of nowhere. That's awesome. All right, well, so thanks uh, to all the people for helping you. Uh, what you're yeah. So yeah. thanks, thanks to the boys um, taking care of me, been coming to see me. I've been home for a week now, and uh, yeah. So just thanks to the boys and all right. thanks all right. for taking my call. No problem, man. Thanks for listening. Appreciate it. Thank you. Right on. All right. I'll see you later. I will say most of the tracks up there yeah. do a really good job. With like their EMT services and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's the socialized medicine for you, Cade. Hey, trust me, I know. Believe me, I understand. Uh, I got hurt up there once. Tristan, what's going on? Uh, nothing. It's going pretty good. Uh, do you think Dino's going to get the boot soon from Husky and Anderson? No, I don't think so. I think Dino stays there. I think the Rockstar likes him. I, I think, think they, I think they, they like have the same team. Social. Yeah, I think I think you see Dean, Zach, and, and Anderson there again next year. All right, and then like a, a part two. Uh, do you think Mitchell Harrison will catch a ride with Pro Circuit? No, I think they're already full. They've got uh, Hamaker, Forkner, McAdoo, and okay. who am I missing? Garrett. No, Garrett Smith. Out. Smith. Jordan Smith. Yeah. Where's Where's Garrett going to go? Oh. Star, I heard, but I've heard eighteen eighteen guys to star. So I have no <laughs> idea. So, uh, all right. Thanks for the call, man. Yeah. Have a good rest of your day. Thank day. you. Uh, motorsport.com, Fly Racing, Race Tech Suspension and Engines, Vortex Racing, Roost MX, X Brand Goggles, Michelin Starcross 5, Vertex Pistons, Firepower Batteries and Chains, Pro Filter, Skosh, Maxima USA, Atlas Neck Brace. Shout out to AtlasBrace.com. Chase Sexton running that brace. And if you want a deal from the Atlas Brace, just send us a, an email and we'll dial you in. They got kids' braces as well and chest protectors that attach them and everything. They've got a, a sweet deal over there at Atlas Brace. Works Connection, PulpMX20 is the code to save at worksconnection.com. Get yourself a perch just like Darkside. Get yourself all the bling from Works Connection, worksconnection.com. OGO Power Sports, if you want a, something uh, from OGO, whether it's a backpack that I wear or whatever, uh, send us an email. We'll pass it on to the folks at OGO. They'll dial you in. Get data, same deal, folks. Email us, uh, whether it's Get or Athena, we can dial you in. FMF, Guts Racing, Guts Racing, the official uh, seat foam of the wrap-up show also. So Guts Racing on this show and the wrap-up show. Great company, great products as well. All the things from Get is uh, fantastic. Art of Sport, WUSA, love the guys at W. Uh, whether it's Talon, whether it's Kite, whatever it is, uh, the Edge set of wheels. Chris Kiefer's got a test coming out on the Edge set of wheels. It's a uh, a little bit less expensive than the uh, Talon and the uh, – uh, what are you doing with that? Are you putting a brace on? Oh. Be like Betts. Yeah, yeah, be like Chris Betts. Uh, WUSA, LA Honda World Ride Engineering, Intense Cycles, Works Chassis Lab. By the way, I forgot to mention this earlier. Red Bud, guess what round one is brought to you by? I don't know what. Thank you. I was waiting for somebody to say that. <laughs> Presented by the Intense Taser MX. No way. Yes. The really? Intense guys teaming up. Redbud 1 presented by the Intense Taser MX. The Taser MX is an e-bike uh, that is coming out end of next month. And it's available at all power sports dealers, including Motorsport. Motorsport.com will have them. So uh, this has uh, Olin's forks and shock. It has triple trees on it. It's got Renthal bars, Magura brakes. Cade, you checked it out in my garage. That's, uh, that's one of only six that are out there right now. You are such a big deal. 
Thank you. I don't think people realize how big of a deal Steve Mathis is. I just want you to talk about the bike that you just saw, the Taser MX. No, it's good. Um, I think the brakes, I mean, you kind of said you like touchy brakes. Yes. Um, I felt them, and they felt kind of touchy, but obviously. I don't like how much they moved my finger. Yeah. I'm kind of the same way. I like really touchy stuff. Um, So I'd obviously have to ride it to kind of feel that. Can you just say that it looked cool? That's all I need you to say. Well, you know what? You asked me for my opinion. But I just don't need you to start talking about brakes. I just say, yeah, cool, Steve. I saw it. It looked good. It looks great. Thank you. my ass. (laughs) Taser MX, uh, Redbud bringing you the Taser National. And uh, Pulp MX 10 is the code to save at in10cycles.com. Motorcycle industry jobs, job of the week this week. Upload your resume for free. The first and only job board for motorcycle industry jobs out there. You want to get started in the industry somewhere? Go to motorcycleindustryjobs.com. Uh, the job of the week, Senior Director of Global Digital and E-Commerce at TLD. That sounds like a very important job. Slightly. In Corona, California, it's a full-time job. In this position, you'll be responsible for the global strategy, execution, analysis, and ongoing optimization of TLD's global digital sales and communication strategy with full P&L responsibility. What's that stand for? Penis. Penal. Penal and P&L. I don't know. load. <laughs> what, does anybody know what P&L Nobody stands for? No. P&L stands for. It's like prestige worldwide. Best out there, bro. Yeah, yeah basically. I, I know what P&L stands for. I cannot think of it off the top of my head, but yes, I've heard that term before. Anyways. I don't have a clue. Full-time job, based in Corona, California for TLD, Senior Director of Global Digital and E-Commerce. Thanks to the folks at MotorcycleIndustryJobs.com for that. Uh, please check them out. Uh, appreciate oh, you that. you mean profit and loss? Thank you. I so, thought you were literally saying P&L. Oh, it P says P and L, yeah. or P and L, or P and L. Yeah, yeah. What the hell is the difference? If you had said N. P and L, I would have like, got that. But what did I, I say? P and L. Oh no, he said P and L. Oh, <sighs> great radio, great bro. Radio. <laughs> Michelin motorcycle.michelinman.com. Visit your local dealer or online retailer. Follow at Michelin Motorcycle on Instagram and Facebook. The Starcross 5 tire is now available in all sizes, 50cc bikes and up. That's brand new from those guys. Uh, they've got a lot of great tires, whether it is a Starcross 5 for the big bike, Enduro Extreme tire, the Power 5 tire is a choice for ultimate performance in wet and dry conditions for the sport bike guys. they got the V-Twin Riders or Michelin Commander 3 Cruiser tires. Michelin is incredible at all sorts of motorcycle tires, and they make more than just motocross tires. And please check them out. The E-Wild series on my mountain bike. they got a Wild series on the mountain bike as well. Michelin, when it's rubber, it's Michelin. That should be Easier their Easier mounting, always a good feature. That should be, their, that should be their, uh, their slogan. That would be a good slogan. If it's rubber, it's Michelin. Oh, that you want that to be their slogan? Yeah. Oh, I thought the easy mounting one. That's good, too. I think that one would be they, better. Hey, they, they, they do mount easier. Can we get that one more time? I just... Easier mounting, always a good feature. That, that's, that's it. Great radio. Uh, P&L is profit and loss. I just got a text. <laughs> Great. We sounded like real smart on <laughs> all of us. You're welcome. Bunch of fucking morons in here. <laughs> Who lets us do this? I don't know. Nobody Dude. Nobody should. Unbelievable. I thought it was penis and load. Me too. <laughs> uh, race tech suspension. Uh, Kay Clayson using race tech out there for a number of years now. The folks at race tech doing a good job. Uh, whether it's motor rebuilds, suspension rebuilds, or modifications, they'll have you covered either way. Uh, they've been a great company for us for a number of years. And the best thing is if you call there and say, hey, I'm sending you my suspension. I'm sending you my motor. I want to get some work done. I want to get it serviced. Tell them Pulp sent you, and they'll give you a discount. It's the best thing ever. Racetech.com. Racetech rant of the night. Cade, the floor is yours. Yes. The floor is mine. 
I'm frustrated, Steve, because I watch these races and I see so many privateers with talent. And I, I, you know, I'm kind of like, I don't remember which one of you two is killing it in fantasy, but I love to pick the privateers. This fucking guy. We don't know if he's a genius or if it's totally luck. We haven't got to the bottom of it, but Marx is absolutely crushing Por it. Por que no los dos? But it is insanely frustrating to me, and this is 80% aimed at the 450 privateers over the 250 privateers. Okay. Because in the 250 class, you have to have this crazy bike to be competitive. Yep. But they still get 20% of the blame. And I'm tired of seeing all these dudes DNF for the stupidest shit. Like, come on, guys. I could go get a stock bike off the showroom floor and finish 90% of the motos without a DNF because of a mechanical. And I feel like some of these dudes are not putting in quality effort into their bikes to finish motos because there is just so much crap that is happening that is just so dumb like Jorgensen DNF'd because his front brake line was front brake was locking up both motos like if it locked yeah, up the first, the first moto, moto and you don't know what the problem is take the line off and take the one off your practice bike which he had there because he drove there in his van and put the other one on right right like and it's just stuff like that it's yeah. like and I don't I feel like these guys come prepared sometimes and even myself sometimes it's like I have to go ask the factory teams like hey do you guys happen to have one of these like, you know i wasn't able to get one in time and like you know today you heard me on the phone i ordered clutches yeah for colorado it's like i have what five six weeks still yeah. and i'm st i'm already ordering stuff like i'm trying to be overly prepared because i'm going on yeah. my own like i feel like more of these dudes need to take initiative to try it because even uh -huh. if you I'm if you, you lose two spots because your bike was this much slower but you finish the moto? Yeah. Like, come on. Like, you'd rather finish all 18 motos mm -hmm. rather than... that. That's where, like, I don't know what Resland... Resland had electronics problems, both motos, and Benny's had a ton of problems. And, like, I don't... Those guys are good dudes, and they're very great riders, so maybe they're trying to... Like, you know, maybe Benny's trying to squeeze a little bit out. But why can't you take a 450, add a high-compression piston, a little different cam, some race fuel, and go racing? You can. And, and obviously an exhaust. And there is your setup for the Nationals. Like, that bike is competitive. But, but there's something's going on with electronics and, uh, and aftermarket parts, and things are failing on these guys, and I don't know what's going on. Like, I'm with you. In a 450 class, like, I don't get it. Like, and then you see guys that other guys just have a, basically a stock bike. In this yeah. and, a, and this is another rant, and I hate to throw him under the bus, but John Short, who I like, is a good dude. And I've used this example a few times. Two years ago, Dan Truman had to go get him a chain. He broke a chain. Dan Tubman picked him in Factus in <laughs> Fantasy. So, of course, Dan had to get him a chain. I used to race local Manitoba races with a spare chain. Mm -hmm. And this is my janky Manitoba races. Yeah. John Short's driving all the way to a Supercross without a spare chain? Yeah. Like WTF. All you privateers, like, what are you doing? You're paying $275 to race and your uh, hotels and, and driving and gas, and you don't have the front brake line that you need or you don't have a chain? Or you're riding. I don't know what's going on with these guys. I'm with you on it because yeah. I, you know, you 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 find these uh, these problems and you're just like, what? Uh, I remember a guy. I don't remember who it is. I would call him out if I can. He had his clutch was fried. Uh, you know what? I think a factory team told me this. <laughs> the guy came to him 
after practice and said, I don't have a clutch. My clutch is fried. After practice, the team is like, what? You showed up here with a fried clutch? Like, what? Yeah. Like, they're just, they didn't even give him one. They're like, nah, sorry. Got things like that. Yeah, totally. Like, what, are you, like, what are you doing? And the other fact is, like, you know, there's factory guys. Factory guys have earned the right to burn a clutch in practice and then get a new one for the night show. You're a privateer. You can't do that. You have to ride your bike within its means so that shit lasts. Like, you can't go out and hammer it so freaking hard that it's going to blow up in one moto. You can't do that. Like, I'm sorry. It sucks to say, but <laughs> it's yeah. just frustrating. Like, yeah. the two years in Canada, I think I went two years in Canada on a stock, basically stock. I had a high compression piston, a pipe, yep. and an ignition with... Uh, like the cheapest VP race fuel you could get. Right. And I didn't DNF a single moto. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I know. Like, I, I, I understand. I know. Like yeah. you guys have all week to get these things ready. If, if you're driving to the races, if not, like yep. you get there a little bit earlier and, you know, prep it. But I feel like some of these dudes just have to put in a little bit more effort into their motorcycles to make sure that they're going to finish. Like if you're going to waste the time to show up and pay and race, make sure you're prepared. Yeah. That's that's I think that's the bottom line, and, and I, I'm with you. Sometimes you're just like, what the hell is going on? Yeah. So no, I agree. Uh, that's the race tech round of the night. That's it. Racetech.com. Racetech.com. Kate Clayson, be get, be fucking ready is what you're saying. Basically, right. Get racetech. All right. Well, I'm sorry, guys, because I like I know that it's it's annoying because I'm a privateer too, and I know it sucks to order stuff and pay for stuff, but I mean. Sometimes you just got to drop the extra 200 bucks to get the spare parts that you need in the trailer. I think it's time to call Will Hahn. Can we do that? Call Will. Fuck Will Hahn. When was the last time Will was on? Do we have a running date? Before Stargate. We just miss him. We just want him back. Do you think he still listens to the show? I don't know. I'm not sure. I don't pull the penis out of your mouth while you're working. Can right. I leave my voicemail? No. Hey, this is Will Hahn with Star Racing Yamaha. I make your call, and I'll give you a call back as soon as I can. Thanks. At the tone, please record your message. When you have finished recording, you may hang up or press 1 for more options. Will, things aren't the same without you on the show. I'm trying to fight for you. I want you back. I want you to come back on the Pulp MX show. I don't know what happened. I don't know if we can talk about it. Our fans want you back. Kay Clayson wants you back. I want you. It was a better show with you on it, Will, and we can put whatever happened with the bike test in the rearview mirror and just focus on going forward here and get you back on the show. We want to hear your stories, Will. Come back. Come back to us. Yeah, fuck Steve Mathis. All right, Will. Have a good night. Miss you. There we go. Will Hahn, still not coming back on the show. At least he didn't red button you. It's very disappointing. Are we sure he didn't red button? I don't feel like that was like four rings. That was at least four rings. No, right? yeah, he didn't red button us. Uh, but, like, we've texted back and forth. It's yeah. just not the same. We miss Will. Do you guys bro down at the races at all, or not since COVID? Uh, yeah, not since COVID, right? Because I'm really not in there too much. So I'm not, yeah, I, I, I'm not in the. Is it a star racing person that has informed him of his? Obviously. Okay. I'm sure. I, mean, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm sure, right? So 
Uh, Kay Clayson here in studio. Pulp Mech Show presented by Motorsport.com and Fly Racing. Can we give a shout out to the top finishing privateer? Henry Miller? Henry Miller. Would you like to know who the most consistent starter to finisher is? Henry Miller. Talking about the DNFs, too. What the fuck is going on with your old team up in Canada? Because my buddy Rich Taylor's kid, I don't know what's going on, Cade, but he has DNF'd approximately eight motos in a row. <laughs> I, I, does he have one finish, two finishes? out of what, What's going on up there? Well, why are you asking me? It's not like I ride for him. I don't know what's <laughs> happening. What's going on? Is, I mean, I got a call from a rider this this week, weekend, yesterday, and I was like talking to him and... I was I don't know, I was actually talking about myself. He's like, oh, you should call up your old team. The rider quit. And I was like, what are you talking about? Today? Yesterday. Literally post-race. Yeah, I was going to say, like, yeah, they yeah, raced yesterday. yesterday. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and he told me that, you know, there's that bleed screw on the left side of your on your left radiator to, like, let the air yeah. out when you yeah. pour it and freeze yeah, when in. You, when you they, he said that that came unthreaded four motos in a row. I don't know if it's four motos all year or four motos in a row, but I think he said four motos in a row. Like, how does that happen? Super that goes glue. Ba- that goes back to your race tech rant. <laughs> Super glue. Oh, just get a new radiator. How about yeah. that? Or yeah. a new radiator. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah I, I right. don't know. I don't know because the threads are stripped. Yeah. And just, you keep repeating the same thing four times? I understand. Trust me. I, I wrote for him. I understand. Yeah, like, I don't understand. Like, I, I've been on many race teams in mm-hmm. my years. I was a mechanic for 12 years for really shitty teams and factory teams. And, I, I, you know, I've seen some shit. Yeah, I've seen. Trust me, I know. And uh, I don't get that stuff. And yet. I've had some janky stuff thrown on my motorcycle to make it work before. Right. And I feel like after the second time, I would have been like, "What the fuck, guys?" Right. You know what I right. mean? If that's true, yeah, absolutely. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. And it's like, I put ninety-five percent of that blame on the team, and five percent on him, because it's like he's there. It's not like he's flying home and the team's yeah, taking yeah. care of it. Like, yeah, he, he spent all week there with the team. You know what I mean? Right. So he knew that that was a problem and he should have, you know, probably attempted possibly to help solve the problem. Oh, Ruge said he can't find the photo of me with a headset at Steel City. Shocking. Shocking. Shocking, Ruge's. It's fake news. Fake news. Ruge's is fake news. Hey, you want to know what else I'm surprised about? Uh, but no, okay, so wait, stop. Henry okay. Miller, good job. Let's like Dude. good work this summer. Yeah. I mean, this weekend he went. He's what? probably out of a van. I don't know what he's out of, but uh, I'm sure he's out of a van. I'm sure he's out of a van. I know he has a guy named uh his name's goes by the name of Paul. Mm-hmm. Um he used to come to club all the time that yep. sponsors him. Okay. And he's got another guy, Stussy Contru- Construction out of Minnesota. Okay. That, Whatever it is. Good job, um, Henry Miller. And they have a pretty nice setup for him, I know. Yep. Um, I don't think it's out of a van, though. Okay, whatever it is. But, I mean, he's crushing it. 12, yep. 14. Yep. And what is he in points? 15th. Yeah. He, his average start is 14. His average finish? Is 15? 14. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, good job. And what else, what else did you want to Oh, J-Mart. Yeah. Have you ever seen him with an average start anywhere in the single digits? <laughs> J- oh, uh. In his championship years. No, he was like yeah, always yeah. full El Chupacabra. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, 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 for sure. What do you think it is now? Oh, it's pretty good right now. Yeah, like what? Uh, I don't know, three, three five. Yeah, three five. Like that's if he could find a half a second a lap. You know, if Dylan's starting eleventh every moto. Well, again, that's after the end of the first lap. Those and it's it, and that's it's exactly a, it's a small it. sample size right now of that. So he, Dylan came around fortieth or third twenty fifth or whatever. Twenty first. Okay, so 
calm down on that. That's no. not the start. That's not the start. That's the end Tom- of the first lap. Tomac DNF'd two motos. His okay. average finish. What do you think it is? That doesn't. Oh, his it's average same, finish. Yeah. Oh, well, what is it? Seven. Okay, so it's the same concept. Okay, not really because that's the a finish is a finish. What you're talking about is the start and the end of the first lap. I don't consider but the start. I'm just of the race. saying like where the average is at. It's it's the same concept as no. Yes. What do you mean? It's not. Yes, it is. The average start on those sheets is at the end of first lap. So it's even worse for Dylan. <laughs> no, no, no. So, like, that doesn't mean... The start to me is when the gate drops and the first couple of turns. That's the start of the race to I me. I understand that. So those sheets don't the, accurately tell you that. But the, the finish... Stat- but they accurately tell you the finish because there is no disputing the finish of the race. That is really the finish. I, d- I, think you're, I don't think you're understanding what I'm you're getting You're saying the DNFs here. are weighing it out. Well, yeah, but just like crossing, but gotta, the, but, crossing the line 21st but, would skew his start. Yes, but you got to remember, even with the DNF, uh, Tomac got ninth, you know, because he'd lapped that far up. So that wasn't even really a DNF. He got ninth. That's true. Thank you. Okay. And the second DNF was? Two laps to go. He got, like, last. So did he? Points. Yeah, he didn't, lap, he didn't He didn't get anything? Okay. So anyways, um, I, I'm with you, though. If they could only transfer the transponder time. Oh, into yeah, we talked real, about that earlier. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's ridiculous. Um, so for, so J-Mart, I mean, when you get worked by 30 seconds in that first moto by Dylan, it's hard to see him winning this title, but he's got two out of three wins. Barsha won by a minute. Amart won by a minute. No, no, no. That's in a total mud race. It doesn't matter. Oh my God. If, okay. if Dylan's feeling it and like, I can't, J- I can't do de- No wonder why he's by him. He's never by himself. Cause I don't, I can't trust him to bring him in. What do you mean? How are you comparing? Barsha's one-minute victory in the total mudder to a dry Crawfordsville where Ferrandis wins by 30 seconds. Like, because that is it's the too- same concept of feeling it. If you feel it in the mud, you're going to run away just like you would on a normal track. Are you telling me that Ricky never won by a minute? Okay, so you're going to bring up the greatest outdoor rider ever as your example? I'm just using it as an example. It's possible. I, I- like, in the first moto, Hartraff was right on J-Mart. Like, they were very close. Next moto, how far behind was Brandon from J-Mart? That, that has nothing to do with what I'm yes, saying. Yes, it does, because the gap is bigger what in I'm the second saying, moto. You, you didn't even let me finish before you jumped all over me. Jamar has two or three wins. Yep. He got beat down by over 30 seconds in Moto 1 this weekend. Dylan has been faster. But yet, Jamar, does he feel like he's right in this, or does he feel like, fuck, I'm lucky? Like, where is he at? Because he admitted on a podium after Moto 1, he's like, Dylan was unbelievable. Dylan was great. I was, you know, he was right there wasn't like J-Mart got a six-place start and worked his way up like he was right there. It's called being humble. Yeah. That's what it is? That's what it is. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Do you not agree? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm asking you as a racer. Yeah, I mean, it's called being humble. I mean, you got to admit your defeats. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So does that hurt him going forward knowing that, yes, I have two out of three wins, but this dude has been better than me? I mean, he knows he's better, so he's just got to step it up. I feel like at some point, J-Mart's going to step it up and find another level. You do think that? Yeah, I think he's just going to continue you, to get better all summer. Do you feel like the star racing J-Mart is still in there? Oh, 100%. Really? Yeah. Does, he, does J-Mart slightly look like... Have you watched back any of the races? Yeah. Does he look slightly like a bobblehead to you now? 
No, he's always looked the same to me. Man, I Where, like, he him. looks like the bike is riding him. Dude, like, yeah. I watched him pretty closely in the second moto when he was leading and they were showing I mean, him. Kyle Cunningham bobblehead? Not quite that bad, okay. but I mean, like, one lap I specifically remember him coming up to the big jump in the middle that Barsha and Fernandez threw whips off of, and his head was just shoulder to shoulder <laughs> all the way up it with every bump, and I was just like, oh my god, bobblehead. But not as bad as Cunningham. Not as bad right, as Cunningham. Right. So. Um, hey, Okay. Does it upset you how petty Fernandez is sometimes? Yes. Like, well, it doesn't upset me because I don't really care, but I do scratch my head. Yes. Like last year with Justin Cooper at the last round, yep. he was upset. Yep. And then this weekend, I heard he was like all upset he at was Shane. Up- upset at Shane like, for that first for a turn. First crash. turn thing. Like, yep. Yep. dude, it's the first turn. I'd need to watch it over. I haven't watched it today, but I I don't know what Shane did. I watched it at the, at the race live, I- and then I watched the replay at the race. I don't see what Shane did. He said Shane cut over on him, and now he's got to have this conversation with him. Last week, he said the bike the bike changes, which is a front tire, from what I hear. Mm-hmm. The team that changed the bike, they, they, they went the wrong way, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Like, he's honest, but sometimes it's like, bro, you know. It's not just them. He, he thinks Cooper fought him way harder than he fought AC, Yeah, you know, last summer. And, and you're just like. Maybe AC was just better and got by him. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. I like Dylan, but yeah, sometimes I'm just like, what, 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 what? Just, just take the, take the L and move on. Yeah, you like, know, it's not that big of a deal. Right. Like you made it happen. Yeah, like everyone's still praising you. So what's the big deal? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you got a third uh, in a moto instead of a first. And you started on the far inside gate, which typically can go really good or really, really bad. bad. You know Correct. what I mean? Like so, your gate pick puts you in a spot where if you didn't nail it. There yeah. was going to be trouble. And he was super smart the first moto and saw that hard spot outside the gate yeah. that he knew like if, once he hit it, it he, was going to take he, off. Go, yeah. And it worked. Yeah. And he should have known better in the second moto, like, hey, like the rest of the start straight is probably drier. That might not work. Because in the first moto, he left the gate like a turtle. Yeah. And then he hit the hard spot and took off. Yeah, I, I'm with you. Sometimes his his interviews, and maybe it's a foreign thing, like in English, I don't know. But I'm sometimes Him I'm like, and Marv, they extend those things out. Marv extends them out. Yeah. Marv Marv goes long. <laughs> yeah. 702-586-7857. You got a question for Kay Clayson or myself for the uh, Public Mech Show presented by motorsport.com and Fly Racing. Uh, Tuesday show next week, everybody, after Red Bud. We will have Chris Kiefer in studio here uh, for that. So um, what did you do, Kay Clayson, with the Yamaha LCQ raffle money? Nothing yet. Nothing. Nothing. It's sitting. Didn't in... get any whores or cocaine or anything. <laughs> uh, no. Wow. I did not. That's what I, I don't think Sarah would approve of. That's any what Mark of said he would do. One hundred percent. Yeah. <laughs> um. I've I've been looking at vans for a while. Okay. Um. So I'm thinking about a van. How much should we give you? Uh, thirty-one. Thirty-one thousand. I think thirty-one five. Yeah. Um. So um, uh, I've put a little bit into my house because Sarah and I bought yep. a house right, right before. It was literally like we bought a house. We started moving in, and it's like, oh, we're going racing in Salt Lake City. Yeah. Oh, let's go. okay, I got to right. go race and leave. Yep. Um, I've been putting a lot of work into my house, so that's pretty cool um, just to see something like, you know, that I can kind of own. I've never made a purchase like that before, so. Um, but that's really it, man. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of waiting to see what happens for next year, too, before I do anything. You know, I don't have anything set in stone right. for next year. Um, so if that money might become the only reason I get to race next year. I mean, it's pretty cool that our listeners were able to get you $31,000. Crazy, right? (laughs) Like insane. And even Bubba, like even if like to get second is like a huge improvement on anything. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Bubba got second. He got just over 10 grand, I believe. So like, that's a crazy amount of money to be able to win at the end of the season when, you know, 
We've given away almost hundred grand. I thought it was years. over hundred grand. Eh. I mean, it was fifty this year in the pulp oh, thing. Is it over hundred? And then uh, I think it's close to hundred for the two years. Yeah, yeah. not quite. Though. Well, I mean, for that alone, but I mean, like you've done a lot more than that for me. A ton yeah. for A Ray, a ton yeah. for Adam. Yeah, like, yeah, 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 it's not like it's all just, I do is get shit on by everybody. But yeah, exactly. You're just a. Um, no, it's cool. I don't think I think Nap has cashed his check yet. That sounds like something Adam would do. Yeah, I think his check was twenty seven hundred or something. Like he he got fifth or whatever. Like, and, and I don't think he's cashed his check. But, I know he got it, but why? I because it's Intignap. I think. Yeah, I don't know. Is it like its own special bank account where it's like that's just the money in it? No, no, thing? it's my regular account because oh. I, I had a Square account, Square oh, okay. credit card thing. But then once that hit, I wrote the checks. I moved everything into my account. Oh, okay. So he could have cashed it, and maybe I didn't notice it, but I don't think so because I was kind of paying attention. He's got so much money in his account, he just doesn't notice when $2,700 goes or doesn't go. Yeah, right. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, no, it's cool. And you know what? And Cade was super appreciative of that. Like, multiple texts thanking. Like, you know, that was cool that you were like, you know, thank right, you. It's, and it's I like appreciate kinda, it. Like, like, I mean, you know, a lot of people work all year. Like, probably most of the country work that year to make that amount of money. So, it's like a, it's a big yeah, deal to well, be able to win that amount of money. You didn't make one main all year. Not one. Not, <laughs> Not one. a single fucking You earned one. that fucking money. <laughs> Fuck, I sucked all year. God, so Salt bad. Lake was close. The one Salt Lake was good. There was just like, uh, there was yeah. eight seconds before yeah. in front of you there. Um, I should have made the main in Atlanta too. I was really good in Atlanta and I just blew the start in the yeah. LCQ because I was good there. Qualified like 19th or something. So Darkseid is saying that everyone's got his back for the most part on the stickers. Yeah. And maybe you're just a piece of shit. Well, I can give you $31,000. All right, we'll come back. We'll debate uh, whether I'm a piece of shit or not. We'll take the voicemails. We'll do the motorsport.com tweeted talent segment and much more commercial break here with Cade Clayson. Be right back after this, everybody. Last time I'll do this goddamn show. Those who love motocross know motorsport.com has the knowledge and expertise to make your next ride your best ride. Motorsport.com has a broad selection of in-stock parts and gear at competitive prices. We specialize in bringing you OEM and aftermarket parts, riding gear and accessories for dirt bikes, motorcycles, ATVs, and UTVs. All thanks to the most dedicated and experienced team of gearheads in the industry who use the very parts we sell on motorsport.com. Motosport.com always offers fast shipping and free delivery on orders more than $79 to ensure you never miss a ride. Whether you race on the track, ride the trails, or commute on the street, shop Motosport.com today for the best customer service and experience when buying the parts and gear you need to stay on two and four wheels. Make your next ride your best ride only at Motosport.com. Maxima Racing Oils was created for world-class racers who challenge the limits of possibility. Their demands on equipment drive us to look beyond conventional ideas and to exceed industry standards. It's in our DNA to identify problems, formulate solutions, and execute at the highest levels of competition. Case in point, the championship-winning Factory Kawasaki Race Team. Long-time Maxima partners who extensively use Maxima throughout the bike. Maxima's USA-made products exceed JSO requirements and can be used in all motorcycle brands. Kawasaki, Honda, Yamaha, Suzuki, KTM, Husqvarna, and more. Maxima Racing Oils. Experience the difference. Visit MaximaUSA.com for more information.
It's Tomax Superfan Dylan here. The only thing I love more than seeing Eli win is Michelin motorcycle tires. And Michelin is introducing many exciting new tires for 2020. For V-Twin riders, the Michelin Commander 3 Cruiser and the Michelin Commander 3 Touring tires offer improved wet grip and enhanced tread life. For sport bike and track day riders, the Michelin Power 5 tire and the Michelin Power GP tires feature the same architecture and profile for effortless sport bike setup from street to track. If you'd like to have the same tire that won the 2019 Red Bull Ayersburg Rodeo, the Michelin Enduro Extreme tire is the tire for you. And the Michelin Star Cross 5 tire range is now available for young motocross and off-road riders in sizes for 50cc bikes and up. To learn more about these and all other Michelin two-wheel products, check out www.motorcycle.michelinman.com. Visit your local dealer or online retailer and follow at Michelin Motorcycle on Instagram and Facebook. Thanks for listening to the Pulp Mech Show, everybody. Please, if you're listening to these commercials, I appreciate it. Yeah, that's right, because without these commercials and without these sponsors, we wouldn't have a janky radio show for you to listen to. But for now, I want to talk about Roost MX, the official graphics company for both Cobra Moto and the Cycle Trader Rock River Yamaha team. For over 20 years, they've been delivering professional-level graphics for every rider from an amateur to a pro, including Alex Ray back in the day. Choose from our selection of graphics uh, online or make yours one of a kind. Roost also offers a wide range of custom products from T-shirts, sticker kits, helmet kits, trailer graphics, and more. 48-hour turnaround. Be sure to check out the new Pulp Nation section on the website. Get your Pulp Mech swag, customize your bike, get custom stickers, uh, get custom helmet stickers, whatever it is, uh, including Pulp Mech stuff. Follow them on Instagram, at RoostMX, for monthly sales. Get your equipment looking fresh, visiting RoostMX.net, and use the discount code PulpNation to save 20%. Thanks, RoostMX.net. Want a chain and sprocket kit but aren't sure what you need? Then call Vortex Racing at 800-440-3559 and get hooked up with a V3 performance kit. They have more gearing than your garage has room for. With over 30,000 possible gearing combinations, Vortex has the right gearing for any track condition. Join the ranks of Factory Yamaha's Justin Barsha and Aaron Plessinger, as well as Supercross champion Dylan Verandis, and run a Vortex Sprocket. Available in red, black, blue, silver, and green. Yes, green. Call a doctor, because things just got sick. Warning. May cause extraordinary power, excessive performance, and speed so fast your eyes will bleed. Call Vortex Racing at 800-440-3559. Mention promo code PULPMX2020 and get the best deal on your next order. And don't forget to sign up for the Vortex EK Athlete Support Team for 2020. For more information, call 800-440-3559 or visit VortexRacing.com. FMF Racing is proud to celebrate 45 years of fun, building every FMF exhaust right here in the USA. Owner and founder Don Emler may have started FMF Racing in his garage 45 years ago, but Don is still hands-on in our 100,000-square-foot, state-of-the-art manufacturing facility in Southern California. FMF's goal? Design and manufacture the world's best performance exhausts, 100% in the USA, under one roof. FMF is a proud sponsor of the Lucas Oil Pro Motocross Championship for over 25 years. Steve. Kiefer. Do you want to hear about one of the best rides I've ever had? Dude, it's not time for After Dark yet. <sighs> Chill down, dude. I just want to talk about race tech stuff. Oh, that's it. Okay. Gosh, go man. 
basically I've had the chance to do some stuff with Racetech recently with the CRF250R and of course the KX250. And as you know, I've talked about on the show, I wasn't a real hardcore fan of Racetech stuff back in the day. But since Rob and Andrew and those guys have assembled at Racetech, the stuff has been great. So uh, for you guys out there listening, if you guys are looking to get your engine work done or even some suspension work, or Steven says on the show sometimes, get your seals and <laughs> your oil rebuilt in your, in your fork and shock. Get it rebuilt. It helps. 15 to 20 hours. Head over to Racetech.com. Check out. They even got a cool little simulator. You can look at uh, what size spring rate you might need for your bike. So a lot of cool features over there on the website. But uh, And as you know, Yamaha Blue Crew guy over here, you guys have some of that on your bike. It's fantastic. Zombie Blos uses it. Jerry Robin uses it. Starling, all of those guys over there. Malcolm Stewart won a Supercross with Race Tech stuff a few years ago. Pulp 19 is the code to save. Mention Pulp MX when you, when you call. You can save on the service. You can save, save on motor work. You can save on springs if you just want to do that and get it put in yourself or do it yourself. Racetech is the one-stop shopping for motor and suspension work. You can also mention the code HOMELIFE2020. That's better. That's a better code, I think. We'll do either one. Just <laughs> listen, people. Give your bike some love. Get your suspension modified service. Get your motor modified serviced with the folks at Racetech. Good people. Hey, Pulp listeners, this is Andy from Guts Racing. I want to thank you guys for all the loyal support over the years. Thanks, Steve Mathis, for uh, having us on the show. Steve normally asks for us to write out what we want to say, but this year I'm shooting it from the gut, right from the heart, because I really do appreciate all the fans out there that take time out of their day to put an order in at GutsRacing.com using Pulp MX 2020 for 2020 to get 20% off. Keep ordering, guys. Appreciate it. Love the support. Shout out to all the Guts riders out there. Go get some this year. Over 65 years ago, Vertex Pistons was born out of a small technical workshop in northern Italy's famous Motor Valley. Expanding and maturing among the racing legends of Ferrari, Lamborghini, MV Augusta, and Ducati, today Vertex Pistons are the pistons of choice for motorcycle riders and teams throughout the world. Because of their renowned reputation for exceptional quality, Vertex Pistons is a factory piston supplier to KTM, Husqvarna, Beta, Gas Gas, and TM. From the Motocross, Supercross, MXGP, GNCC, National, and World Enduro Series, you can find Vertex Pistons winning championships. Vertex Pistons strives to provide you with world-class factory technology at a very competitive price. No matter which brand of bike you ride, when it's time to rebuild your top end, Vertex Pistons will have your engine performing better than new. To see our full range of two-stroke and four-stroke pistons in replica, high compression, or GP-style configurations, visit us at vertexpistons.com or stop into your local dealer and ask for a Vertex Piston Kit today. Hey guys, it's Mathis. Look, if you're still not wearing a neck brace in 2020, it's time to go get one or at least think seriously about it. It's been over 15 years since the neck braces first came out. They're not the clunky, oversized devices they used to be. Atlas came in and changed the way all neck braces were designed by introducing flexible technology to the world and proving that neck braces can be something you can actually ride in while performing at the highest level. Look at Jason Anderson winning Supercross Championships or look at Martin Davalos or anybody else. Don't take my word for it just because I have two Manitoba Championships to my name. Wait, I have four. 
Just look at how many other brace designs look like the Atlas one. Atlas pioneered all the modern neck brace features and have been refining them ever since then. While the competition has been trying to catch up, grab the brace that's been leading the pack. Check out atlasbrace.com. Get yours today. There is a pulp discount if you check out sponsoreddeals.com on pulpamexshow.com. So be like Chase Sexton, Martin Davalos, and many other guys who wear the Atlas brace. Atlasbrace.com. For over three decades, Works Connection has been designing and delivering factory-level parts to help produce champions worldwide. From the novice rider right up to the pro ranks, they're winning products like skid plates, radiator braces, pro-launch start device, elite clutch perch, and elite axle blocks help to protect and refine motocross, supercross, and off-road bikes. Join Team Honda HRC, Star Racing Yamaha, Smart Top Honda, JGR Suzuki, and HEP Racing Race Teams that rely on Works Connection products to deliver quality and reliability. To see what they have to offer and to help improve your race efforts, just visit worksconnection.com today. And don't forget to enter Pulp MX20 to save 20% on your order. Everybody, Paul Mitchell presented by Motorsport.com and Fly Racing. It's Kate. That's Cade's choice of music. Everybody, I didn't expect it to be so well accepted. Ah, yeah, Skater Boy <laughs> by Avril. It's a great song. Yeah, it's fantastic. She's Canadian. It's I great. haven't heard that in so long. Um, no, it, it has been a while, right? Yeah. What What was her big song? The number one song that she came out with, like when she first came on the scene. What did I tell you earlier, man? Yeah, uh, you're right. You're right. Sorry, asking the wrong guy. But it was it was the num- It was a it was huge, dude. I bet it was uh, complicated. Complicated. It's because it's the number one song on Spotify. So I bet. Yeah, that's complicated. <laughs> Why you gotta be so complicated? That's the, that's the one. Yep. And you're scaring me. So. Uh, Profilter.com, Pulp20 is the code to save a checkout. Geico Honda running Profilter. Uh, if you haven't heard of Profilter, maybe been roosted too many times. They make top quality air and oil filters for dirt bikes, street bikes, side-by-sides, and everything in between. Sold through Power Sports dealers nationwide. Pick up a pre-oiled, ready-to-use premium air filter or oil filter for your next service. Profilter.com, Maxima as well. Uh, we talked about Maxima products on the mountain biking, Maxima USA. Geico Honda, Monster Energy Pro Circuit, Monster Kawasaki, all using uh, Maxima oils, 927, contact cleaner, SC1, chain lube, grease, you name it. They've got a suspension clean as well. I've, I have some amazing uh, experiences with Maxima oils. It's great stuff. Uh, Pulp 20 is a code to save with those guys. Their Peak, which is their patented uh, entirely new Peak system, it's unique and exclusive to Maxima. The reformulation was designed to make significant improvements in several critical areas, including uh, oxidization st- stability, 
deposit control, clutch performance, and most importantly, power and acceleration. Thanks to Maxima USA for coming on the show. Maxima, of course, uh, used by Eli Tomac, who won this weekend. Nice. Didn't you just say, did Yamaha use it too? No. Oh. Geico Honda. Oh, sorry. Um. <clears throat> so, Red Bud. Give it to me. Does Zach Osborne leave Red Bud for motos? The two races at Red Bud. We're back here Tuesday. Okay, we're back here Tuesday with Kiefer. 27 points right now. Is his lead bigger, the same, or less? Well, his, his lead is... 27 no, points. It's 27. No, it's 27 over Eli. Yeah. He's not in second. I know. Oh. Um. Yeah. Which, it, which is it? Yeah. He it's leaves, less? He, you know, it's less, but he still leaves there with it. Yeah. But it less than Eli. Like, Eli gains points on him this weekend. Yeah. In four motos. For sure. Yeah, I'm sorry. I guess I should have said Eli. I meant Eli. Yeah. Uh, okay. I think after this weekend... Four motos. Eli is in third in the points. Much. I think Marv and Eli are both closer to Zach. Really? But he's still the points leader. Still the points leader. And we will have... But I think Zach's going to be really good. Four races good. left. I think Zach's going to be really good at WW. Um, but I feel like Millville is where it's really going to matter. I wonder, and I, I mean, honestly, I'm not even 100% sure we're getting all nine in. Don't tell me that because I'm trying to do the last I know. I, I just think Paula is, it seems scary. But maybe we'll go to High Point or but something. But there's no but. fans at Paula, right? I don't know, but it doesn't matter. California is pretty gnarly right now with the, with the COVID stuff. With so. the COVID? Yeah. Marks is on a COVID rant these days with the CDC stuff. You don't want to get me started, bro. Give it to me. No. We don't have time for that. That's not the right show. Wow. Lame. <laughs> hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Okay. Hold on. Lame. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Bullshit. Bullshit. Just stop misrepresenting data to fit a narrative. That's all I got to say. Data is data. It's just data is data. Data is data. <laughs> data is data. Give it to me. <clears throat> no. I saw a tweet about that a little bit. Yeah. We, don't, we won't go there. I didn't really look at it. I just heard about it through like a te- group text that I'm in where people are like, did you see this thing about the CDC and COVID? And then they kind of explained it to me. And the way they explained it seemed really fucked. But were they explaining it wrong? Who? The people. I don't know who. who the, I, I don't know how they They were telling it. it me like it was fucked. All the stats were fucked and were, re- were in much better shape. Uh, was that person misrepresenting whatever the CDC? I would say a little bit, yes. Okay. Yeah. They were saying WTF to the CDC. <clears throat> yeah. Okay. Which, which you know, based on some of the stuff they've, they've done is is fair. Yeah. Like they haven't been right in line all uh, you no. know, the, the whole time, but with this whole ninety four percent six percent thing, uh, people are are just getting it well, a little little out of whack. I think. Doctor Fauci has been wrong a couple times. The people have just been coming down on him like he. Like, sorry, bro, he got the pandemic stuff wrong here and there. Right. Sorry, do you know more about fucking diseases than he does? <laughs> right? Like, like I... According to my Facebook, yes, they do. Yeah, I know. <laughs> There's I been mistakes from the CDC. There's been mistakes from Trump. There's been mistakes from Dr. Fauci. There's been mistakes along the way, because this is literally something that nobody has ever dealt with. Nobody is perfect. Right. No shit, asshole. Thank yes, you. Yes, thank you, RV. Right, thank you. It is not some master plan, you know? So, uh, yeah, I, I get it. It's frustrating at times. So, so, anyways. That's all. Yeah, that's all. Um, that's not really what I was expecting when I said give it to me, but either way. <laughs> that's a schlong expecting? shot. 
<laughs> Are you going to put all the drops on the app? Yeah, props. Okay. How's that going to... Oh, so we can, like, download them? Uh, you can no. already do that on the current app. Oh, really? Too. Yeah. No, you can't download them. And oh, you like, can't download them, but you can, you can hit the drops and play them. So, oh, I was doing it Can I, like, send Moto. them to people in text? No. Well, then what's the point of playing them in the app? Almost oh, for fun. Here we go. Yeah. Well, I need to the download them. The problem is Apple doesn't actually, like, give you a way to download them to your phone to play as a ringtone or, like... Through a, through a text is a whole different deal, but... Uh, but you can... We could break them off and sell them as ringtones. Yeah, I actually was thinking about that just maybe yesterday. Yeah. Like, oh. I don't know why we haven't done that still. I don't know how you do it. I, it can't be that hard. You just apply. Uh, you, you just have to uh, apply either through Apple, and if you get denied yeah. for a direct thing, then you have to go through an aggregator who will like do it for you and just take like a small percentage right. of whatever. We should do that. Great radio, bros. Could you imagine See? having Betz's drop? As your ringtone? We need a bunch of more drops. So I don't... We Fuck my ass. <laughs> I've got some. Of bets? Uh, uh, Give it to me. No, I haven't made bets yet. Yeah. We need some Fuck bets. My ass. Right. I was trying to get used to like a, a schedule last week, so... Yeah. Give me a week or two. And what about the A-Ray one? The, the, the A-Ray one. Yeah. Do we have that? That one's epic, yeah. I don't sure. have it on my computer. Well, give it, it to me. He's, got He's just... In my ass. <laughs> it's perfect. It's perfect. <laughs> I like that. People would love that one. Oh, that's K a good Cade's one. Getting, uh, Cade's getting one. Oh, yeah? I am? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yep. Crotchal region. Do you know what you said earlier, Cade? I say a lot of things. Uh, what did you say? Something about how much meat you give a man? <laughs> oh, yeah. All right. And then we're going to play it back. He's like, all right. All right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I can deal with it. Uh, That's honestly one of my dreams is to get my own drop. Oh, you're getting it. Don't worry. <laughs> More dick pics. What have you made of Mumford so far? Um, I've actually been slightly impressed. Yeah. Um, because I feel like the 250 class is so deep, it's really hard to come into and be impressive. And he did the last three last year, right? So he had Two, a, I think, or maybe three, yeah. 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 But So he had a general idea of where he was, and then he kind of took a year off, basically, because he didn't race, and he has Supercross. And what are you looking at like that? He didn't Did race he not race any Salt Lakes? No. Mumford? Yeah. No. No? Okay. I don't, if not, if he did, I, he did terrible because I didn't obviously notice, but no, I don't think so. Okay. And, um, so it's coming in to like guys who are already racing is really tough to begin with. And I feel like he's done pretty well. You know, I mean, he's, he's right around 10th. I think usually he's ran, he got fifth one moto, right? In a DNF last weekend. Um, so I think with the more he gets to race, but I think that's the way it is with any of these kids is the more they get to race, the fitter they're going to get, yeah. the more comfortable they're going to get at that speed. And, yep. you know, if they can get used to being tired and still having to send it, yep. you know, I just don't think they've ever had to really experience that. Uh, yeah. Uh, Mitchell Harrison's been a good fill-in for Monster Energy. Pro Starts up front. I, I think that's all you can ask for a guy, right? For mm -hmm. I mean, considering he's a fill-in, he's directly yeah. like, just here's a bike, you know? And he ran top five for a long time almost 30 minutes yeah. i think yep. and then he like plummeted right. i think he got passed by like five people in one lap yeah that that battle yeah it was 250 moto one yeah, that battle you were talking about that earlier epic yeah. on that at the end of that moto i couldn't believe how close those guys were um i want to see more from shimoda he had a good weekend this weekend but generally speaking shimoda's not been very i had impressive. him in fantasy did you i did uh, i had him last week so it wasn't i good think i was week. better than you were then oh yeah for sure uh, Hunter shoulder, he's got to get going. But shoulder Gosh, he right bums now, me out, yeah, because I feel like he's so good. 
Um, Jet was good for the, wrapping up the Geico team for sure. Yeah. This Mason Gonzalez kid has been good. Crazy. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know anything about him. I trained with him when he was, like, on 80s. Like, at club? No, oh. at uh, Nario Izzy's, like, a okay. long time ago. And, I, you know, I barely knew him. You know, he kind of he wasn't actually that fast of an right. 80 kid. I don't – as long as I'm thinking about the right kid, I'm pretty – 90% sure it's seems, like, pretty young that long – that's probably a long time ago. I mean, it's not that long ago. Okay. But, um, yeah, I mean, like, it's cool to see, you know, a young kid like that. You know, you would expect more out of, like, Styles who yeah. beat him, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, Styles has been. I mean, you're on a factory bike. You got to be a little bit better. Yeah, I mean, this Mason kid has just come out and absolutely crushed it. I don't know if he was more prepared for these nationals. Like, yeah. I think I said this the last time I was on the show where I think some people train for the pro nationals the wrong way. Where I think if they did more amateur days of the nationals, I really liked the idea of the 250 all-star thing at the nationals yeah. they were talking about doing. Yeah. I think more kids should have taken advantage of the, you know, the 125 thing they've done in the last couple of years because riding those pro tracks that are actually rough, yep. you know. Yeah, outside of Loretta's, the, the amateur nationals but thing is. Loretta's is like, it's a one-off track, but it's not like, you know, it's not like Redbud. It's not like right. Ironman. It's, it's flat, like there's ruts, but it's not the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And... If I don't know, I just I feel like they need experience on real national tracks mm-hmm. to get there. Yeah, uh, I think I think you're right. Um, Ride-engineering.com. Pulp Show twenty is the code to save with the Ride guys. Whether it's linkage stuff, or clamps, or whatever. Do you anything Ride stuff? Have you ever? Uh, I think we I used them last year when I rode Supercross in Canada, um, okay. but we made the switch. Henry Miller finished twelfth overall at Ironman. Every rider in front of him was on a factory bike. To be a top privateer, you need top aftermarket park. Parts, Henry's 450 KTM, outfitted with Ride Engineering's one-piece anti-twist bar mount and triple clamp, Showa dampener and bracket kit, 270 wave uh, rotor kit, and CRF axle KTM axle block kit. Whether you're a novice or you're Henry Miller, all these pro, all these products are available at ridedesengineering.com. Again, save 20% on anything at the guys over there. Pulp Show 20 is the code to save, ridedesengineering.com. Henry Miller, doing well with the Ride Engineering products. So, Do the ride clamps have the adjustable stem? where you can go from no. like 22 to 20. No, no, they do not. I'm not sold on those. Do they really work? I mean, it definitely makes a difference. I, I used to do it from Supercross to outdoors. And, and you can do it, and, and but could you do it quickly and I mean, in between practices, or you just do it for... Oh, you can do it in between practices, yeah, 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 but yeah. I mean, it's not like it's a two-minute fix. Like, you right. got to take your forks yeah, off. Yeah, yeah, whole deal. Um, you got to take the top off. All you do is pull the bottom out, and it's like one or two screws, and you just turn it around, screw it back in, but I mean, you have to take your whole triple yeah, clamps yeah, off the bike. Right, yeah, right. Um, so Kay Clayson in studio here, 702-586-7857. You can call any time, leave a voicemail. Here's the best of the best of the voicemails that we had. I haven't been running in the last couple of weeks, but, uh, I grabbed some this week. So let's do this. I don't get it. Fucking Outback over Texas Roadhouse and you don't like Coldstone? I don't understand how you ever got that. What the fuck? Where are you at with Coldstone? Are you, where are you out of Coldstone? Coldstone's great. Okay. But Roadhouse over Outback all day. Really? All day. Wow. Are you the other way? Yeah. Yeah. I get Lone Star and Roadhouse mixed up. What's the difference? One had peanuts everywhere? Yeah. Roadhouse has the peanuts everywhere. Texas Roadhouse. Okay. So is Lone Star better or no? No. So Roadhouse is Roadhouse better. is all time. Better than Outback? Way better. Wrong. Way better. I'm pretty sure it's cheaper, too. 
I don't care. About and that. they have the amazing rolls. Do with they the have tomahawk ribeyes? I don't know. <laughs> Never ordered a tomahawk ribeye. Probably because I couldn't afford it. Where are you on the Lone Star or Roadhouse uh, Outback debate? Uh, Roadhouse over Outback, and I love Cold Stone. Uh, yeah, I don't know when the last time I went to either of them was, so okay. I, I can't form an opinion. All right, fantastic. Moving on. That says enough about them. You like Cold Stone, though? Yeah. yeah. No, Cold Stone sucks. Hey, Steve. Second call this week. Man, I got to say, God damn, the Kiefers are a good family. <laughs> man, seeing Aiden Podium up there at Loretta's, man... I mean, I don't know the kid. I don't know much about him, but just seeing how that family talks to each other, Aiden's shouting out to his dad. You know, dad says, I love you, son. Kiefer's thanking his family on the podium before sponsors. I I mean, I know this race doesn't mean all that much in the grand scheme, but God damn, is it nice just to see a family like that out enjoying racing while all this is going on. What's he talking about? I mean, I think he's just applauding Kiefer and uh, Aiden. Aiden and uh, gosh, why am I forgetting her name? Heather. Heather. Um, for just being so close and I don't know. A and H. He was specifically talking about Aiden's uh, Loretta Lynn's podium speech. I mean, I, I mean, I didn't tune in, so I really don't know. It's on Kiefer. Were they yelling "I love you" back and forth? Yeah, Aiden was just up on the podium, just saying how much he thinks, you know, is thankful for his mom like and pointing out the entire family, pointing them out, saying "I love you," and then you hear Kiefer say "I love you." And oh my god! Oh, calm down! Jesus you didn't see it on Instagram? No, it's nice. It's was nice. there a fucking like violin playing? Like real, really? They were yelling "I love you" back and forth. It was nice. I think at one point he thanked the seven deuce trays for helping him out. He got everyone in. If you would have been Fuck there, they would have me, thanked dude. you. You should watch it. God damn. Listen, they're great people. They're one of my best friends. But th- <laughs> sweet Jesus. I mean, <laughs> fuck. This isn't a life-altering event. He didn't like, you it know. It might be. Uh, Maybe okay, Aiden uh, gets you know the factory what? ride now. I'm going to say, I'm going to stop before I get, before I cause a massive disruption with our friendship. Moving on. <laughs> hey, Steve. Just let Start it be known. Listening to the Just pod. let it be known. At the World Vets, I will never, no matter how I do, yell out I love you, Kiefer, or I love you, Pookie, from any sort of podiums. Just Lame. Let, it, let it be known. Okay? Okay. That's it. That's right. good. Carry on. To the podcast with you, uh, Wygant, and Kiefer wrapping up Loretta's. And uh, just one comment on the Kevin Walker thing, and, and hear me out. When you're talking about him, you're saying, you know, you kind of beat around the bush with it. You're saying, you know, he can come back and race. It's all right. But think about this. You wouldn't even say the crime that he committed. If you won't even speak it, doesn't that give you an indication of how messed up it is if you won't even say what he did on the air? And then that's a false equivalency with the baseball player that you're talking about. That's a professional baseball player with a domestic violence example. Kevin Walker is not a professional. He's an amateur. So just think about that. If you won't even say the words of what he did, doesn't that tell you how messed up it is? Thanks for all you do, Steve. Okay. I didn't know what Kevin Walker, like, officially got... Uh, charged with 
So that's why I wouldn't say it. Like, I don't know what he was doing. He was filming children. A camera was discovered in a backpack, and he was filming kids. And it's really shitty and really crappy. But I didn't say it because I don't really know what the charge was. But my point of the thing was, I just, whether, like, I'm a huge dog guy. I love my dog. Michael Vick killing dogs is unbelievable. I cannot believe that he did that and he would, you know, did it by his own hands, apparently. Like, who's breathing into the mic? What's going on with the breathing? Okay. Ah. Uh, and, but yet, like, so I'm a massive dog guy. He went to jail. He lost millions of dollars and he came back and played football. And I never thought anything worse of it. Like, what is, like, we have a system of government and justice and jail and you go through a trial and hopefully it's fair you get convicted or you don't you pay a price of whatever and then like to me you come out of that and you should just be allowed to get on with your life like there's a lot of people in the sports you know that you know a baseball player i brought up that said he he beat his chick up and, and went to jail and came back and people were so mad that he was pitching this is how he earns a living he's a pitcher mm-hmm. a plumber pitcher coder whatever it is that's how you earn a living he paid his price is he just supposed to live in a cave the rest of his life and and eat groundhogs for dinner like that's where like so kevin walker paid this price he was gone for seven or eight years right what he did was terrible he paid a price of some sort and again i would have been more specific had i known the circumstances of the correct yeah yeah. and so he's back racing at the ranch do i want to hang out with him no. Do I think it's brutal? Yes. Can a guy get on with his life after paying the price that society deems? I think they should. Whether it's Michael Vick, Kevin Walker, whatever it is. Guy who beat, beat up his chick. Like, right? Are you with me or where do you stand on that? Yeah, and I feel like I can be, you know, kind of a victim of what you're saying. If someone who's like, wow, that guy did that and now he's back doing this. Like, I can probably see myself, like, saying that. And not really thinking it all the way through like you have. Um, But yeah, I mean, technically they serve the price. If they're able to get back to their normal life of living, you know, then they should be able to work at what... And whatever they do, they do. or job. if Kevin Walker likes motocross and wants to race, he should be able to race if he yeah. meets all the requirements and, and everything else. And... I, that's how I feel. Like, I, I get... People were... Some people were very angry that he was allowed back at the, at the ranch. And, and to me... What do you want? Like, what do we? What should we do with these people like, that come out of jails or come out of punishment? Do we? Do so, we just not allow them to live? So wait, we're talking about a Kevin Walker that races dirt bikes. Yeah. Okay. Well, who is the Kevin Walker guy in baseball that you were just saying? Oh, Roberto Osuna is a pitcher. Oh, okay. Sorry, his name's not Kevin Walker. Oh, I was su- well. I just looked up Kevin Walker, and there's a baseball player because I was confused oh, on what oh, was happening. Okay. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. Um, are, were those people concerned because he was? you know, convicted of something to do with children and 90% of the people at Loretta's are children? I, I, yeah, like, I think I a think lot of what I saw was that he has, he's convicted against crime against children and he was at an amateur race that was basically set up for children. kids to race. I think that's where but, a lot of the issue but, was. Like, if he was at a vet national, the, no problem. Well, the, the courts, if they felt like he was a danger, would have said you are not allowed to be within so many yards of children, right? Like, and what's Davey supposed to do? Tell him he can't race i don't no no I don't no, know. no but yeah. but but if you commit some sort of heinous crime against children they say hey man for the rest of your life 
you're not allowed near a school, like whatever. They, they have well, the, those that kind of stuff. So, and I'm, I'm saying, well. So they would have said, if, if like, it was bad enough, the, the, they would have put something at Kevin Walker's deal where you could not go near children and he like couldn't race. a children race. event yeah. or something yeah, 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 like yeah. that. They didn't, clearly. And so he gets to race. Like, fuck, I don't know. I mean, I see both sides of it. It's not like I can say the people that don't think he should be there are, are, are completely out of their mind. Like, I get it. Yeah. But to me... You gotta get on with your life after you pay a penalty. Yeah, whatever can, that is. I can understand. Yeah, so I don't. That's, I mean, so, as a parent, I'm sure it's more stressful knowing that 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 there's a possibility or that that there's something like that in your mind. It's right. just scary as a parent. Um, but at the same time, like they have to realize, like this person paid that price. I'm sure he never wants to go through that again. Right. But, yeah. You know I, I, mean? so, I don't know. So yeah, I don't know. Uh, the, but the, this guy kept saying that I wouldn't even say it. The reason I didn't say it is I don't actually know... You didn't know the, the concert. The, the, the actual crime that he committed. I know what he did, but I don't know the name of it. I don't know what he was convicted of. So I never yeah. really said it. So anyway. That's good reporting right there. Yeah. For once in my life. Steve, Randy from Shanahan, Illinois. It's been a long time. Hey, man, Betts is a very interesting guy, but your podcast has become five and a half hours. Let's face it. You're talking an hour about baseball, a little bit about hockey, how to cook lobsters. I'm kind of with uh, Gringo and want to hear the motocross stuff. I'm talking about 433. Get back to the business. Thanks. We're trying. We're trying. We're back to the business tonight. I'm here, boys. We are Don't back worry. to the business. Kay Clayson is rescuing the show. I, have a bro, I just want to hear the motocross stuff. Yep. I'm bringing it in. Yep. Uh, you can play it on the air. I just want to thank the Dune Goon for helping me fix my computer so I could listen to the show and get in the chat room. Anybody complaining about him, just ask the kid. He will help you. Yeah, we out late. What'd you do, Dune Goon? Uh, that was actually my voicemail. Oh, okay. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you use a voice changer? That's yes. pretty nice. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's a work in progress. Very proud of you, Marks. Steve, hey, listen to the show. Never called in voicemail, so awesome that I could call you guys this way. Anyway, uh, listening to uh, Daniel Blair, some guy named Daniel Blair talking about Chase Sexton winning the Supercross Championship rookie year. Um, tall order. But I've always wanted to say this. I think he is the K-Dub that wasn't able to be K-Dub because of RC, right? So K-Dub was chasing around Ricky for years and was never able to quite break through and, and get championships. He snagged some wins, grabbed a light title, or 250 or 125 or whatever you want to call it. But I think Sexton is K-Dub, his smooth style. He looks good on the bike. I wish he would have got 14. That's a whole other discussion. That's a rant, maybe. Um, but I think Sexton has that ability to be the K-Dub that never was able to be K-Dub. I think, I think DB is on something. I think uh, he's going to be a multi-championship. We came in and got those two Supercross titles and uh, almost nailed the outdoors. I'm a big fan. And I think nice kid, uh, great interview. I think he's next in line. So, yeah, I'm on following your lead, DB. All right, thanks, boys. I feel like Blair just throws shit at the wall and just hopes it sticks and just be like, my bad. I mean, just he makes some crazy predictions, Daniel does. And it's just like, 
Where are you getting that from? Like, what? what, what? I mean, I like DB, but no, I do. I, don't I, I like him to his too. Pod, so right, really... but he just throws stuff out there, and then everyone forgets, and it just moves on. But it's like you should actually write this stuff down. What he says, because some of it's crazy. I mean, I could see. I mean, I don't. You I don't could think... see Sexton winning 450 Supercross title next year. N- no, is oh, that what he said? That's what he said. Oh, uh, no, I don't see that All happening. Right. But I could. I mean, I see him as a Wyndham type person. I don't think Sexton wants to hear that. Because he never won a Supercross title? Wyndham? Wyndham won two. A 451? No. That's what I mean. Oh. A 450. Well, he okay. compared the 251s. Yeah. And then I'm saying... Okay. Um, so. I don't see him winning a 451 anytime soon, really, with the people that are there. Um, but he does. I mean, we talked about it earlier. His smooth style. It's not bad. It could be a Wyndham-ish guy. And Wyndham's sick. Everyone loves Wyndham. Wyndham made $8 billion racing motocrosses. Motocross, motocrosses. You think he's stressing right now, owning all them gyms? I wonder, right? Yeah. Alex motherfucking Martin. Moto2 race winner. Each second place by nearly a goddamn minute. Almost ran on the Suzuki. What? That's that's how that's that's what men do. That's what real racers do. You got Don't it. Train all day, baby. Fucking troll train. Hey, Steve. Uh, quick question. Um, I was wondering why does JT always seem to um, shit on Alex Martin? It's, mm-hmm. it's always very subtle. <laughs> mm-hmm. Never really over nope. the top. But it's not. I just I don't know. I've been listening to some old archives and stuff like that, and, and it just seems like he's always down on him. Like he's just kind of ticks him when he's down and doesn't really want to support him. Um, I didn't know if there was a backstory to that or if it's just kind of like a, mm-hmm. a an angst against him of some type. Nobody so, knows. Or if just JT's angry in general. I'm just curious. It just seems like he doesn't have much support for um, mm-hmm. Alex Martin. Thanks. Bye. Yep. Uh, nobody knows. I feel like you need to yeah. pick. I feel like you need to pick a less biased person to pick these voicemails. I just play the voicemails, bro. I don't have anything to do with them. I just play them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Steve, play it on the air for me. Calling you about your goggle representation. I get it. You're right about Fox, Scott, covering up the logo with the Fox sticker, all that good stuff. But let me get it straight. You're wrong about the price about goggles, bud. You're talking goggles are about 130 to 140 bucks for some Oakley Air Brakes or even the top goggles from any other brand. Get it straight. Cheap goggles are 40 bucks. The goggles those guys ride with are a lot more. From a consumer. Thanks. Okay, consumer, or a.k.a. jerk-off. I proved this on Twitter this week. Uh, Freddie Noren got top five in nationals with a pair of X-Brands that were forty nine ninety five. Get a little bit of a deal on them, get them for 40 bucks. That's what I said. Uh, yes, air brakes are expensive, and Armegas and everything else, prospects. But what I was saying is that a typical goggle is a $40, $50 goggle. And that's what costs people races. And I, and I can show you that X-Brands, exactly that price. So that guy can suck it. Chisholm, I agree. Chisholm, A-Ray, Freddie Noren, Alex Martin won a moto. Well, actually he didn't have him on when he won. But <laughs> Alex Martin won a moto on X-Brands. So, yeah, they're forty nine ninety five. Yeah. My goggle is 60 bucks. Right. Yeah. I said 40 to 50 bucks. Yeah. I mean. Right. That's, I, mean, I wasn't saying an air brake. I mean, an air breaker is. I consumer. Think, yeah, I mean, air brakes are super expensive. Does the consumer need a $130 goggle? No. 
Probably not. Just, I was right, and this guy's wrong. And that's it. So, okay. then once again, I'm super smart. You're great. Thank you. Thank you. What's up, boys? I got a race tech rant. I heard you guys talking about dig dugs. Funny part is, my name is Doug. Uh, back in 2012, when I was in high school, we had an opportunity at Paula to do the national. And I worked there full time already. Most of us were moto kids. And none of us had a problem, you know, waving the corners, looking in the direction of the race, um, you know, looking ahead and making sure if anybody even turns their bar sketchy, you know, we have that flag ready. Well, they had these, like, military guys there that were volunteering for the weekend just for, you know, they're volunteers, so they didn't have to pay for them. And those guys, there's five of them, they were running around like chickens with their head cut off. They didn't know where to go. They didn't know where to stand. They didn't know how to use a fire hose. It was all bad. So why can't Phil just go to every town and just say, hey, we're having tryouts for being a dig dug or whatever you want to call them professionally and have them for that race that weekend, you know, give them a little treatment, maybe a little inside peak, you know. I don't know. I just feel like they could do a lot better job than the dig dugs they got going on out there. That's all I got. The dig dugs are, they travel week to week with the series. They're a little higher than a flagger. This guy's talking. Uh, outdoors or supercross? Supercross. This guy's confusing dig dugs with flaggers. Oh. There's flaggers that go week to week. They're all different. Yeah. Then there's dig dugs that are the more serious yeah, guys. Yeah, the dudes with the helmets yeah. and they're. Yeah. Yeah, those dudes are legit. Yeah, they, like, they, they they're take at every care round. Of us. Right, right. Like, exactly. They're at every if, round. And, uh, you like, know. they're not scared to, like, run in between lanes and, right. like, like, they are in some sketchy situations. Yep. Like, if you ever stood where those guys stand, uh, the normal person would not survive. But, you know, we talk about, we talk about the flaggers and we talk about the $40 goggle causing a problem on a million dollar race bike, right? And mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. Flagging is terrible at a lot of races. And it's because we don't have a safety crew. We don't have a flag. They just get these people as volunteers. Mm -hmm. They give them a T-shirt and, and a hot dog, and they let them go. And, I mean, flaggers have caused massive crashes and massive issues at races over the years. And I don't know why our sport doesn't take it more seriously, but we don't. I can agree. Um, it's a bigger issue in Canada than it is oh, in I'm the sure. U.S. Like, yeah. up there, it's a nightmare. Right. Um, There's not enough of them. Yeah. yeah. I feel like in Supercross, it's usually pretty good. Um you know, those dudes know they're only allowed to get so close to the track and wave their flag. Um, the dig dugs, dudes in the helmets, right? Yeah. Well, actually, all flaggers have helmets now. I don't know if you, you know are correct. That. Yeah, yeah I think so. But dig dugs. Yeah. yeah, the main dudes right. that are there. Um, they uh, they do a really good job for us, I think. Supercross, I don't think it's much of an issue. Outdoors, another story. Like... Sometimes it's just like, like, I'm sorry, you have to step out into the track and wave traffic. Like you standing on the side of the track with your yellow yeah, flag doesn't, doesn't tell me except anything except, hey, there might be a freaking hay bale or a moose on the other side of this jump. And I don't have a clue. You know what I mean? And, you know, they only give the wheels on the ground flag to certain people. And sometimes the people who get them don't have a clue how to use them either. Right. Yeah. And it's, it's stressful. Yeah, no, I agree. It's it can it can be improved by a lot. Yeah, for sure. I agree. Dude, thanks, Steve, for having uh, Anstey on the pod. After all the hype on how he's pretty well outspoken, says how it is, and I didn't even get to see a podium interview. Like after that dude rode greatest shit, we each, we each fucked you. So, thanks for getting him on the show. 
He did not disappoint. He was, I mean, he was good. He was great. Yeah, I, I kind of been in the following the shit for a while. Not as long as you. Maybe as long as you. Depends. If you want to have some drinks and talk about it, I don't. But either way, <laughs> um, I think he may be that fucking ginger on Harry Potter. But either way, Brits, they say how that how it. They say it. I sound like Kenny right now. I'm on a I'm on elliptical. Okay, either way, that's how long I've been listening. Um. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I asked uh, Seven Deuce Deuce about calling Ensty Harry Potter, and he said he that's all he calls him is Harry all the time, and he does his accent. That's great. Yeah, it's I like it. Ensty was good on the show. He was. Yeah, he was. He, he, I, I liked his answers and stuff. He was good. Uh, is that it? I think that's it. We have like four more minutes if you want to keep going oh, with it. Now nah, we're good. Motorsport.com, please check it out. Those who ride dirt bikes, motorcycles, ATVs, and UTVs know Motorsport is the best place for OEM and aftermarket parts, riding gear, and accessories. Their dedicated team of gearheads have the knowledge and expertise to help you get your ride working at peak performance and have you looking good, too. Whether you race on the track, ride on the trails, or commute on the street, make your next ride your best ride at Motorsport.com. They also got a weekly package where they're giving away a 2020YZ250, I believe. Hold on. Yeah, 2021 YZ250. They're giving one away as a grand prize along with a kit, uh, head-to-toe kit from Fly Racing and an annual subscription to FMF's The Drop. Weekly prizes. They also have a weekly chance to win a $100 Motorsport gift card as well. So uh, lots of things going on. Motorsport.com forward slash win to uh, to learn more information on that. These guys are um, uh, really good. And uh, thanks, uh, thanks to those guys for coming on board. Uh, these are the Motorsport.com tweet at Talon. We interrupt this broadcast to bring you this important bulletin from Motorsport.com. It's the Tweets at Tits Q&A segment where your twatted questions find answers. Tits. These are submitted to at Paul Show on Twitter for myself, Cade Clayson, and uh, and you people. Let's do this, uh, Talon. First one from Lax Defense Coach. Several privateer Husky KTM riders have voiced concern over the lack of part availability. Yeah. Any insight to what parts are in scarcity, and do we still blame Jericho for this? Uh, no idea um, what the deal is, but yeah, a bunch of people can't get parts. Like, like Reslin's oh. like, my practice bike is blown up, and I can't get anything until the end of end of September or whatever. Well, that's what happened to Jerry. Jerry was riding somebody else's bike. Yeah, Jerry yeah. had problems. Um, um, I mean, it's yeah. pitiful. Yeah, it's brutal. And I mean, it's not their fault. And maybe that's maybe that, maybe my rant was a little harsh then, but. Well, not when it comes to a brake line for Jorgensen or a chain for John Short or whatever, you know. Yeah. yeah. No, I get it. Yeah, I don't know much about it, but that is true, yes. And it's, it is still Jericho's fault, yes. I guess I said last week on the show, on some show, that I want to punch Jericho in the face because I picked Bloss at Loretta Lynn's 2 and he shit, did shitty. And I don't remember what show it was, but Jericho said that a buddy of his said that, hey, Mathis said he wants to punch you in the face. I don't know. Do you guys remember me saying that? You should probably not say that. Yeah, when we got here today, you said you wanted to hit me or Marks in the face. I did. <laughs> Very violent lately. Wow. You... I think it's a do-rag. Hmm. Yeah. I, I'm turning into dark side. I have a dark side. <laughs> dark side's violent? <laughs> yeah. Dark yeah. side's super violent. Oh, okay. yeah. No, yeah. He, he, whips, a... he whips people with the pony. It's, uh, it's well known. <laughs> okay. It's out there in, in the industry. All right. Yeah. Next one from Smorsky281. Steve, why do you guys put the effort out to make the motos just to quit a few laps into it? What's okay. the point? Okay, do you have a do you have some thoughts on this, Kate? I mean, it's true. I mean, how many times do you pick someone in fantasy to just see them getting lapped at like the eight minute mark? Some guys go to the line with flat front tires. 
I'm not going to comment because I feel like we already heard his feelings enough tonight. I agree. Uh, from Rockin' Motorsports. Has there ever been anyone win two overalls in a row and only make up two points in the championship? I mean, he made up two points this weekend. Did they tie last weekend? Yeah, they tied last week. Oh, that's miserable. Yeah, I mean, it had to have happened at some point. Uh, who knows when, but yeah. From Sloppy Seth, with Silly Season in full effect, does Craig end up on Star Yamaha 450 with Dylan? And where do you think, where do you think he'll land? Does Rockstar Husky keep all three guys? I think Rockstar Husky keeps all three guys. Craig is going to Star Yamaha, but for a 250, 250 ride. Really? Yeah. How about you didn't that? know that, dude? Oh, no, I didn't know that. Oh, where you been? It's old news. Old news. Yeah, it's old, it's old news. Yeah, it'll be old news when it actually comes out. It it was it was done in Salt Lake City. I don't know how you knew that. I don't know that. I'm not a media guy. I I, I feel like he's like does know that, but he's like. No, I really like, don't. It almost sounds like he's being a little bit sarcastic. Yeah, I didn't have a clue, man. A little bit of a tone there. I mean, I'm sure it's been on the show at some point, but it has been. Thanks for listening. Yeah. I mean, I listen, but apparently, I don't pay close enough attention. Betts is so stoked on you right now with the <laughs> white claws and the brace on. <laughs> From Ivana Holshot a lot. Could we get a Pulp Mex Fly Racing Honda as a title sponsors for the FC Honda team, and could we get Cade Clayson as a hired on as a rider? We, I almost tweeted this guy back. <laughs> it was like, I don't think any of this is even 1% possible. Not even. I, that's got to be, that's a million dollar deal. Dude, it's more than a million dollars. No, a year. I bet it's more than a million dollars a year. You think? Yes. Okay. Anyway. So, Dude, have you ever seen their shop? So we don't have a million dollars. We don't? Pulp Mex. No, we don't. You must and, have paid Marks too much. And if they did, they wouldn't hire me. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you got to make main events. So, sorry. Sorry, not sorry. At least one. Yes. From the free Tomahawk, was there any talk of hiring Marks full-time to pull? Hey, did you see Tits change his name? Tomahawk Tits Legendary? Yeah. Oh, yes. That's I not did. happening. It's with Tinker a, Tits. Oh, yes, with an avatar of a, of, a, of a steak. No, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna nip that. He's staying Tinker Tits. Yeah. He says um, it's more manly. What but. was the question? Yeah. Was there any talk of hiring Marks full-time to pulp before the 6 a.m. position came out? Yes, I asked Marks a few times, but I could never pay him enough what he made. And he makes these things called benefits, too, which we don't pay at pulp. So it was never going to happen. Uh, I did consider it. No, you didn't. Yeah, I 100% did. Okay. That's my wife. All right. From Curdelicious 101. I'll get the amp done quicker that way. <laughs> Where does Brandon Hartramp end up next year? Heart raft. I don't know. I can't say it how he JT says it. JT said it was. Uh, it's heart raft. Uh, heart raft. Heart raft. JT was like heart raft. <laughs> no, it's heart raft. Like a raft. Heart raft. Yeah. Yeah, and a heart. Heart raft. Right. Makes perfect sense. Okay. Heart raft. I think he stays there. Right. <laughs> heart raft. I think he stays there too. Yeah, right. I think they find a spot for him. Right. Definitely uh, beats out the kids. From Moto Bro Science, how is the Taser MX compared to the regular model? Well. Who is that guy? I deleted it already. Wow. As soon as I read it, it's it's. Cool. <laughs> tough. That's a tough deal. Just like Not that. on the last one when you read it. <laughs> like literally three seconds. <laughs> that was quick. I literally God. read it and it hit the trash <laughs> button on my cow. phone. That's incredible. Are you ever to find it? Oh, it's fine. Whoever that guy is, there will be a podcast out tomorrow or Wednesday with myself and a Mr. Kiefer discussing... The Taser MX from the folks at Intense, sponsors of the Taser MX Red Bud National this weekend. 
and uh, we will we will discuss our tasers. Uh, and Kiefer will uh, try not to shit on e-bikes too hard. That's how big Taser or Intense is. Is they're sponsoring a national? Yeah, bro. You have just been quite the e-bike ambassador. Yeah, I have been, and I've been approached by another company about becoming, you know, an e ambassador for them. And uh, after after all this, Marks, you could have been hired full time. Yeah, no doubt. We're gonna have to talk about this again. I wish I would have negotiated. I should. What I should have done is this pandemic thing is suck balls for most people and a lot of people, but it's been really good for the bicycle industry, right? Like just fucking insane. I should have took a percent of sales of my code from the guys at Intense. Then I would be on fucking Easy Street. I, I, I didn't. Though. I just. Took I've a looked at buying one. I just I'm took not a flat rate. I just took a flat rate. That last one was from Moto Bro Science, by the way. Okay, Moto Bro Science. Uh, the podcast will be out tomorrow or Wednesday. Yeah. <laughs> that. From, uh, from our small 27. What? I'm rating a quad on Twitter. <laughs> Stop. Is, it a, is just, it a zero? I said to rate a quad. <laughs> oh, no. What is the story on A-Ray on the start with a flat tire? Did he really go the whole moto like that? Props, I think. Yeah, props, I think. <laughs> I mean... Cade. Like, dude, what's the point of having a mechanic in the mechanics area? You already have a mechanical. Send him back to the truck, get the part, come back, change it, put it back on, go. Like, the 30 seconds you're going to lose put, trying to change a front tire. Oh, it's just frustrating. I'm sorry, A-Ray. From T-Hall 767. Steve, you mentioned a while back something about the Lopes PC tryout. So what was it? Something happened with the Lopes PC tryout. Also, you mentioned Baggett team drama. Can you share that? I want to hear the Baggett team drama. Steve, he's too busy he's rating quads. I'm texting Pookie. He's gone. Um, what's the question? No, wait. And the Lopes thing didn't go well. Just like he wasn't fast. He didn't, and he didn't finish a moto. So nothing happened. He just no. Wasn't, he just wasn't great. Yeah, it wasn't great. He didn't finish the moto. I heard. Um, and that that when you're riding for Mitch and you don't finish the moto. What do you mean he didn't? He didn't finish a practice moto. Yeah, like he was tired. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I don't yeah. know what happened. I don't Who know. goes to a PC tryout? And doesn't finish a moto. I don't know, dude. Cade. I'm finishing that moto with <laughs> a broken die, yeah, arm. Yeah, no, like, yeah. I don't I'm care if I'm pushing my bike. I, I don't the track. know what happened. I don't think he got tired, but I don't know what happened. But he couldn't finish the moto, and Mitch doesn't really care what happened. <laughs> you didn't finish the moto, dude. I'm not. Gonna, if there was a 250 team you could ever ride for, what would it be? Yeah, Mitch Payton. Okay, I'm Thank glad you. we're on the same page. All right. You need Baggett team drama that you can share? No. From there. Leland, update on the new X brand goggle. It's coming. <laughs> <laughs> it's, Eventually. It's on the same time, time frame as the app. What comes first, the, the goggle or the app? <laughs> <laughs> I think the goggle does. Wow. I really think the goggle does, yeah. Is we're that in because you have faith in the goggle or no faith in the app? Because we're in September, mm -hmm. and I, I, I have a date on the goggle what i've been told and it seems like it's got to be for real this time can you tell me that date after the show yeah okay <laughs> he's what? gonna try to beat it now yeah oh that's his plan all along uh-huh uh -huh. and, and when the goggle drops hopefully soon rt is gonna come up here tight yep from dan wise 87 
Matthews, never noticed this before, but what's underneath Ferrandis' rear fender on the left-hand side? Only noticed it while watching Weege's best pro straight show. That's where Yamaha keeps the uh, the uh, um, Wi-Fi thing. Yeah, the, 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 Their data, the thing. data thing, yeah. That's cool. Like under the fender? Uh, on the side of the side, behind the side plate, but the fender covers it. It's on the side of the subframe. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. All right, from Ranham84. Daniel Blair said on his show that oh, there was God. a mind-blowing... Is, is this fucking Daniel Blair MX show, or what is this? I, I want to know the answer to this. So okay. Keep asking the question. He said that there will be a mind-blowing major announcement coming before next year. Do you have any clue or care to comment? I mean, I No, ha- this is just Daniel Blair's fucking clickbait. This is just Daniel Blair's fucking jerk-off bait right here. I, I, I mean... Uh, no, I don't know. I have no idea. I'm assuming it's going to be the date that Supercross starts. Maybe. I don't think he knows. How would he know right now? From what I gather, nobody knows anything. Uh, um, I've heard Supercross is for sale. It is for sale. But I've I don't heard know. That. But I don't know if that's true. But, but that's, may, maybe, I've heard it's been for sale for like three years. Maybe Daniel's got an inside that the series has been sold. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing. No one will remember to go back and tell Daniel, like, hey, man, there was no announcement. It'll just happen. It'll just, just, nothing will happen and Daniel will go on living his life. All right. Okay. He just throws things out there. I'm telling you. Okay. Yeah, yeah. We get it. All right. I'm sorry. From Who's Your Daddy? And I like Daniel. Daniel's a good dude. I'm just saying. I would tell him that to his face. You just throw things out there. Okay. All right. All right. What do you think of this Johnny Hopper guy claiming that he is the only true news of Moto? I don't know who this guy is. I just, I got a text that he used me in a video a couple weeks ago or a week ago. He put me this show in the video. I don't know what it was about. I don't know what he was talking about. I don't know this guy. I have no idea. But yes, he's the only true news. Let's all bow down to Johnny Hopper. Sure, I guess. Is that a stage name? Is that a real name? Because uh... we have a lot of people in the industry that are like stage names. Dark side. Dark side. Guy B. Dr. Feelgood. Duck G. You know, like nobody like, has their names. Voice of the drunken people. Right. Like so, seven I, deuce deuce. Yeah, so you know we have a lot of stage names in our industry. So I don't know if that's his stage name or not. All right, last one from Rodrigo Pereira. Who is Mike Grandel, and why is he so mad at Geico pulling out of FC Honda team? He was very vocal about making motocross great again. I don't know anything about Mike Grandel besides his son Eric is cool. Uh, he's a part owner of Geico team. Yeah. And I saw some of his tweets, and he seems like a fucking lunatic on the tweets. Well, so he he part he was a part owner in Planet Fitness. Yeah, that's he how he started, a, right? Yeah. yeah, he sold his part in it. He's a very wealthy individual. Yeah. Um, so when you get wealthy, I've noticed that you get a little fucking crazy. Well, I mean, he's been wealthy forever. I wouldn't say he's been crazy. He used to sponsor Osby. He yeah. had like an amateur team for a yeah. while. You don't find super wealthy people a little nutty, because I do. I mean, some of them. But yeah. I mean, they can kind of do whatever the fuck they want. Yeah, yeah. I just think money. I think money makes you think that you just know everything. I would put Stu in that category, like a little nutty, because <laughs> he's so rich, right? I mean, maybe. I don't know. I wouldn't know. Yeah, I'm just saying. Like, I think when you get really rich, you start losing perspective and think that you're smarter than what you are. Uh, maybe. That's Have the- you seen Jerry's setup? Because he's the one who sponsors Jerry. Yeah. And like his, right. his yeah, whole setup. I just, I saw his tweets. So and can, he, he can said, we talk about like what's, what's all going on there? I saw his tweets. He said, can we put, make motocross great again 
on the graphics and Geico said, no, we're not a political company. And then he was upset about that. Like, but if you're, that literally is a political statement. Oh, for sure. So what are you doing? Like you certainly, you could be upset by that, but you could understand a company's point of being Mm non-political by saying, we don't want to run that because we don't believe in political slogans either way. You could be like, oh man, that sucks. But you can't be, which he seemed to be, he seemed to be irate and WTF about that. It's like you're literally taking the president's slogan and putting on a shroud. You're going to anger 50% of the people yeah. you know, of the world. Do you think that because him being a part owner in the team, do you think that had anything to do with Geico pulling out? No. Oh, no, I do not. No. Okay. No, I don't. So I, I don't. I, I just I don't know him at all. I just saw these tweets. Somebody screenshot all these tweets, and I'm like, this is the this is the this is Howard Hughes with Kleenex boxes on his face on on his feet, talking nonsense. He puts the Geico guy's contact email in there, like in the screenshot. Did you see that? <laughs> the guy from Geico. The like Geico the company? guy, yeah. Whoever the contact is, he like puts his name in there. So now you're putting the name of a guy that's sort of just parroting company policy out for all these idiots on Twitter to be like, fuck that guy. Yeah. Like when that guy is just sort of following doing his job. Yeah. Doing his job and saying like, ah, as Geico company, here's our policy. And this guy just sneaks screenshots it and says, here's this guy's name. Like, ah, that's not fucking cool. No, it's not. Not cool. So I don't know the guy at all. I like Eric Grondahl. Eric's Eric's always been cool. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm sorry that those tweets came off across like fucking like a lunatic. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I didn't see him. Right. That's old news, right? Jesus. A little hot. Apparently Craig was old news. Hey, you think Swizzcore can make like a tweeted talent now? I'm I'm ready. I'm ready finally. It took seven months, eight eight months. It should just be one tweet at whoever. Nine months almost. That's what I do. When I tweet in. What about we just do, uh, it's the tweets at, and then we'll just leave it blank. (laughs) It's the tweets at. And then I'll I'll just say, I'll go talent. You know, or or, or whoever is the tweeted guy could go talent. <laughs> yeah, you should make sure he's gonna be here next year before we make his own, though. If you're gonna, do well, that. that's why I was saying make it now. That way, he's got to like, you know, because yeah. we gotta get life out of it. When he's got to bring me back. When do the performance reviews for 2021 come in? Mm. Yeah, I don't know. Mm. Soon, mm. I think. Mm. Mm. When are the annual? We get to when are the annual pulpies? You? We don't do the pulpies anymore, Randy. I thought no. I thought somebody was getting one this year. No. I thought you said we that. We gave away fantasy ones. Cage is trying to get a best co-host award. Fuck, I wouldn't win that. Not a chance. Oh, uh, I think Betts has Fucking, that on lock. No, definitely not. Oh, Hollywood uh, would get it before Betts. Wow, we had one-time co-hosts and we had multi-time. Like, we had two trophies, two categories. So. Just gotta, you're like the freaking... Everybody gets a trophy. Yeah. Baseball parent. Everybody yeah, gets a everybody trophy. Gets trophy. For what it's worth, last week's YouTube video had more views than uh, normal by about 33% or so. Why do you think that was? Uh, yeah, I don't really know. Our guest lineup wasn't... Right, so we had a lot yeah. of guests, but... We did have a lot. I think there was a lot going on. I don't know. Was the was the app listening down? Back. Uh, I, I haven't seen audio listens yet. That's what I meant. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. The I guarantee you the views will be up high this week because people want to see my new look. <laughs> and they want to see what a fucking, like, just a pussy magnet looks like. I bet they were up okay. because of uh, Post right Alone last week. That's what it was. Right post yeah, Alone was definitely it was not that's Post why, Alone. That's yeah, that's why, why they were watching. Pre- like, yeah, I got to see Malone. this guy. That right. was fucking WTF moment of our For show. Sure. All right. Uh, Justin Barsha, Brandon Hartraft, 
Uh, Alden Baker, Tim Ritchie on the phone tonight. Who'd you like the best? I mean, I liked talking to Alden because he's super smart, but probably Barsha. All right. What do you think, Marks? Yeah, I like Barsha's interview, honestly. Post alone? I was going to say Barsha, but both of them just picked Barsha. Okay, just pick Barsha. You can pick Barsha. I'm going to say heart ramped because when I called him, he was at dinner and he walked out to his car to do that interview. So heart ramped. What a guy. Nice. What a sweetheart. Dude, why does this helmet not have pads in it? They don't, don't want know. you to wear it. I don't know. Why do people ask me that? I don't know. I don't care. Well, I've literally had like 10 people ask me that. Like, I don't know. What the fuck, bro? Who cares? It's James Stewart's helmet. <laughs> you could have a fucking pile of shit <laughs> in the... I, don't, I wouldn't care. It's terrific. It's harsh. Yeah, I'm just saying. Uh, thanks for coming in, Kate. Thanks for having me. Thank you for coming in. Appreciate it. You're in solo this week, so you you, you, you know. I did okay. Yeah, you did fine. Uh, and hopefully you race the last two nationals. We'll That's see you the then. Yeah. And uh, Supercross 21, up in the air, right? I mean, I mean it's going to happen. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to race. Yeah, you'll be there at some and, point yeah. on some bike for some team, hopefully. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. I just be pure pulp money. Yeah, yeah. Just That's it. If, I, if, if that happens, you're just going to be my logo. I mean, we'll see if Yamaha wants to get on board with us again. We'll do another one. I'm, I'm, I'm sure. We almost need to change the rules again. We'll do it differently every year. I, don't I know. meant. I, don't know how. I have an idea. I think I ran it by you for my idea for the LCQ challenge, the point structure. We talked about I this. But, and back. I was supposed to do the math, uh, but I tell, haven't done it just, yet. Just tell Marks. It's a lot of math. Okay. Uh, tell Marks. Dude, you sound like a chipmunk or a squirrel. That's like, hitting the keys. No, it's not. You sound like a rat eating a freaking piece of cheese. <laughs> That's what you, you look all. like, too. I, I'm He's been doing that for a while, and I noise. didn't put together that was supposed That's to be the keys. Terrible. No, it sounds like a rat. Yeah, That's I had a, no idea that was the, the keys. That's coding. That's Mark's coding. Like <laughs> no. All night long. No. Just, okay, all right. It needs to be uh, more, like, distinguished. Like, Thanks, everybody, for listening. Uh, you guys can all fuck off. Uh, and uh, I'm not an idiot. Um, we'll be back next Tuesday after Red Bud to talk about two races at Red Bud. That'll be exciting. Uh, so thank you to Swisscore and Moser, of course. Kate Clayson, of course. Thank you. I appreciate it uh, coming in. Good times. Uh, Marks, thank you. Thank you. Uh, Post alone. Hey. We'll see you next Tuesday. Next Tuesday. I'll be here. All right. See fantastic. You next Tuesday. Uh, <laughs> see ya. Oh, yeah. I'm fucking good looking. <laughs> All right, everybody. There's something I want to get off my chest. Thanks for listening. Appreciate it. It's see you next week. There's something I want to get off my chest. And it's about that summer when you went away to community college. I got an offer to do Playgirl magazine. And I did it. I did a full spread for Playgirl magazine. I, I mean spread, man. I pulled my butt apart and stuff. And I was totally nude. And it was weird. I, I mean, you probably didn't hear about it because I went under the name of Mike Honcho. But I just wanted you to know that. If you could hear me, if it got into your brain somehow, that I spread my butt cheeks as Mike Honcho.